Welcome to the Matrix Unveiled Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. If you're ready to awaken your consciousness and take the red pill, keep listening. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We are about to get into it, you guys. Um, you know, <clears throat> this child's going to be long. There is going to be four victims. So, of course, there's going to be different witnesses and all that stuff. So, I just, I'm just playing it day by day, week by week. I hardly doubt, you know, I doubt if we're going to be able to cover every single day of it because just um, the preliminary, I'm um, sorry, the, what's it called? The preliminary hearing was what they're six weeks long, right? So, they've allotted six weeks to get through all this. So I don't know what happens next. So that's a long time and it's holidays. However, we will keep our ear to the ground. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be bringing you live here, you know, people from the, um, from the courtroom and things of that nature that went in. I'm, I'm trying to get set up you guys. <laughs> I'm trying to set up, uh, while I'm talking, um, guys, ping your friends in here, raise your hands, come up to the stage. Let's get this started. We actually have, um, Two correspondents in the room, I'm sorry, in the courtroom today, Tunde and Exo are both going to be there. So we should be getting like somebody coming around, maybe around one o'clock with a break, uh, a lunch break and um, tapping in to come and let us know, you know, what all took place, you know, in the courtroom today. In the meantime, though, I'm going to have some stuff like I have a video, a real quick video that I want to play for you guys. Let's just give it a minute to get every, more people in here and, you know, get everything set up and we're going to get into it. Now, I know on Saturday I did a room, but I had a family emergency that I had to tend to. I was getting phone calls and things like that. So I wasn't really able to be in the room that much. <clears throat> and um, but I know that a friend of Deepak Chopra came into the room. The man telling y'all people be coming to this room, th- these high important people, you know, come into this room to find out like, you know, what, what do we know? What's going on? Cause she asked us, right? She asked us for those of you guys that were in here. I know Yoli was here. Um, Lynn was here. Um, she asked us like, you know, is, have we found anything like that? Deepak Chopra is name was affiliated with any of this. Okay. And I was like, no, not any of the documents that I've looked at. I haven't seen his name come across. That's really interesting. Why would you ask that? And um, she alluded to something. It didn't really make any sense. It seemed like she was talking a little bit in circles. And if you're here in the audience, I don't remember what her name was, you know, please come on up to the stage. And, you know, I would love to continue having that conversation. Um, But, you know, he is highly connected with Oprah, who is connected with Harvey Weinstein. We know that. And remember that guy, um, John of Todd or whatever. Do y'all remember that huge pedophile? that she was um, John of God, I think his name was, and he got taken down for pedophilia. So there is a connection there and that she actually highlighted. And she said, so, well, if he's your friend, you know, did you, were you able to ask him about it? He said, well, she hasn't spoken to him in a couple of days. Hey, Claudine, welcome, welcome, welcome. Y'all know how we do. So um, Claudine, I was just talking about the lady that came in here on Saturday, but I was in and out the room. Can you um, debrief the, the stage, the room about what happened with her? Mm-hmm. We're speaking about Dr. Um, Hope, uh, what's her name, Dr. Hope okay. Kelman. Um, yeah, when she came into the room, she was speaking of the fact that she was supposed to be friends with um, Dr. Deepak Chopra, and she was trying to defend his character against being, uh, his character as well as United Nations, saying that they would not be 
potentially participating in any level of child trafficking and so on and so forth, which she had no proof no. of, but she worked, hold on, baby, I'm speaking, sweetheart. She worked for the UN and she actually worked at, you know, I went and researched her. She actually worked within the UN under UNICEF, which works with the children. So it was really odd. I didn't get a chance to really probe um, her the way I wanted to, but one of the things she said, she said, at first she didn't think he was this way, but then she still went and contacted TMZ on him, you know? And so, no, 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 thank you. I'm sorry. And so um, uh, I'm trying to get all my thoughts together <laughs> um, so that I can share with you. But yeah, she literally oh, called TMZ on him. That. I just No, 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 it's okay. I, it's okay. I, I came over to, to come into the room and to also tell you that we were going to close down the other room and send everybody over here. So I just wanted to um, um, let you know that, that we were about to do that. So I was actually coming in to say, hey, we're going to close down the other room and send everybody <laughs> over. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, but thank you for that okay. and having a name. See, that's why... We work together as a team and everybody's like putting all the pieces together. Um, I'm waiting for M to get here. M's actually putting together like a sketch map. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet and tying all the pieces together in a very, very organized way. We've talked about it like on the back channel and um, you know, after our room, one of the rooms that we did last week, I think it was Thursday night, we all went over to um, the Discord and, you know, there's a chat there as well that you can play videos and stuff like that. So that was cool. And that's where she told us about this map that she's, you know, um, creating, you know, for to, to tie all these pieces together. Because, you know, what seems so interesting to me, you guys, how all these people, they have like these children's organizations, right? This, this, this thing that they do, it's like they're um double-minded or like they you know sent themselves in one way to the to the public and are these children's organizations are they like a front for 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 the sex trafficking you know just imagine that i'm gonna read you guys this one thing right here i have a picture of her uh, with this lady at a, some sort of ball i don't know who the lady who she's pictured with is but it says the 2013 new york society for the uh, prevention of cruelty to children Spring luncheon um, had Ghislaine Maxwell as a guest. You see what I'm saying? So anyways, guys, um, we are going to open up the floor for everybody to speak. Um, I have something that I want to share with you guys. It's not matter of fact, let me go ahead and do that now. And then we'll go and let everybody, um, you know, let's just get the conversation going. Just a reminder, guys, we do have two people in the courtroom today. We have Tunde and XO. Um, and so they will be coming, you know, in to report to us directly what is going on at court today. Who's being, te who's testifying? What is the prosecution looking like? What is the defense team looking like? We've been getting some really great notes and updates on that all last week. So that was amazing. But right now I'm going to play this really quick video. Um, it's a, not long, it's a TikTok video, but it's Joe Rogan and um, uh, Alex Jones. Here we go. You were telling me about Epstein and this island years ago you were telling me long before anybody i think you told me about him before his first arrest a long time ago i talked about how they have these islands they they fly they compromise the children but i learned all this from ted gunderson 20 plus years ago he was in line to be the fbi director he was the head of the fbi in los angeles he was a very famous fbi agent he even ran COINTELPRO. It's a civil rights movie. He apologized for that before he died uh, in the 2011. But he came out and he was the one that explained to me about how they use these, these blackmail rings, elements of the CIA uh, and, and foreign intelligence groups. 
and and how they would basically make people have sex with children to be part of these clubs and these cults they were setting up. All right, sorry guys, someone was trying to call me. But yeah, you guys heard that. Open, let's go. I, I agree with you, Lisa. I think a lot of these organizations are definitely fronts and breeding grounds for uh for you know for the pedophilia and, and, and all that other bullshit that they they practice and participate in. So I, I think you're right dead on. I, once I've seen this shit I've been figuring that out like, oh, these ain't like Boy Scouts and uh Shriners, all that shit. It's it's all a front. Guys, like even the school that Oprah yes. built over Africa, right? And you know, it's all done in the face of um what do you call it? Philanthropy, right? Um, and then later we found out that there was abuses that were going on at that school. So, and then, you know, also the fact that Jeffrey Epstein was a teacher before he became a billionaire. Like, are you serious? How, you know? So again, always position themselves. One thing, key thing that um, Alex Jones just said, you know, in that video I played is that they force people to do this so they can have blackmail on them, you know, basically sort of make them, you know, into it, they ha- like you have to be a part of this ring. I'm, I, you know, I don't think it's everybody, but I think it's a lot, a lot of people. You know, especially a lot of these politicians and rich Hollywood people. You know what else? I I'm sorry, uh, Lisa. One of the other things that she said, and I I, t- I wanted so desperately to get clarity on. She gave a connection to herself and a family member of hers being um, related to the wife of Lachlan um, Murdoch. And she kept speaking about that. And when I did that that correlation between all of them, uh, Lachlan Murdoch's um, wife runs the children's um, charity for the Murdoch Foundation, like the, the Murdochs. And so it's like, why was she constantly bringing in these ties to all of these dis- different children's organizations? And she herself is on um, or was on the board um, or associated with establishing. I, I was still researching it and then, you know, it, I, I just stopped. But um, with a uh, an organization in Trenton, New Jersey, that deals once again with children. So these these people um, coming into these spaces and constantly talking about or again bringing up these other people and then they have ties to these children's organizations is, is rather concerning. And I'll add to that, you know, I was there when Dr. Hope was here and I think she will be back. So I think since Colleen, you know, does feel like there's such a strong um like she has an inkling that we get more information from her. I think that would be a good thing to ask her next time, you know, to go more in depth in some of these things. Yeah, I would definitely like to know um, why she, because I, you know, like I said, Friday, Saturday was just, I was just, I started the room, then boom, I had to address some things in the background. And then, you know, you guys, you know, we had to end end up closing the room down. So I didn't get really good chance of focusing on what she was saying. But um, I'm going to tell you guys this little piece right here. I got my discord open. So we got a picture of this guy, Victoria's Secret reportedly um, continued to continue to work with a modeling agency after it was accused of supplying underage girls to Jeffrey Epstein. 
We know that the Clintons are involved with with this, right, in a roundabout way, allegedly. Oh, gosh, I have to read the um, the disclaimer before we get started. OK. And also, you know, we've we've got um, top level people like the, the Pope. Right. This this goes all the way up to the Vatican and into the royal families as well. But we've got the Pope blessing, you know, both Epstein and Ghislaine you know, back in 2013, you know, just blessing them because they, they're providing, they're doing these things. You know, we've got a picture of Weinstein with both of, you know, those two, the terrible two, that's what we need to call them from here on out, you know, um, and they're, they're just all a part of this, Mick Jagger, you know, it's just all of these people and so many more that are all connected in together, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm gonna open, release the, the release the mic and open up the floor as I find some other things that I wanted to bring to you guys. But I have been working nonstop trying to scrub the internet for everywhere that I can find anything that I feel like will be uh, relevant to this. And I, all of it's posted in Discord, but I'm gonna be sharing a lot of the stuff right here in this room today. Hey, Lisa, you remember that kid that was uh, trying to escape from uh, uh, over there? Yeah. He was trying to jump out that window over in the castle. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, a random stranger, like a um, a tourist, was taking a photograph of, you know, outside, I think it was Windsor Castle, and there was a naked little boy climbing out one of those windows, and it just went away. Like, it never happened. It was never addressed in the media or anything like that. And, like, I was telling you guys, there's a lady in that video. It's about an hour long. There's no way that I could play it in here because um, definitely would get this room shut down. But she's talking about satanic ritual abuse. And she's like, there's kids that's in the basement, in the dungeons in there right now. And her own mother put her into this. And she's like, everybody's involved. And there's another lady, I don't remember her name, but I played her videos, a few of her clips of her videos last week in here when she was on the Stu Peter show talking about, you know, talking about, um, being sex traffic and under and knowing about these different rings and stuff like that and she talked about like um the auctions and I, there's no way that i could even repeat the stuff that she said it was horrific i was trying to post it in discord but it's um i guess it's a little bit too long it's only like 16 minutes i don't know why it won't let me but i'm gonna work on it later i'll split the videos up i'll try to like edit split them into two and put them up there so because Guys, again, this stuff is horrific, but that lady that um, that was outside of Windsor Castle with her bullhorn and some people, and she told her story for an hour. She said everything that happened to her, the things that go on, the hunting game, right? The game where they hunt the little kids and they're all naked and they get different like wristbands. If so, the ones that, um, you know, to, to identify which ones can be killed, right? Which was, she said, like most of them, most of them are going to die, you know? Um, but she said, if these things, you know, are hard for you to listen to, just imagine how hard it is for the, for us to go through this as children. And most of them die. They don't even make it. It's just, it's horrific. So that's why we're doing this because I do believe that this is the trial of the decade, if not the century. And it's, you know, pretty much being covered up, you know, in the media. Um, oh, one final thing, guys, I wanted to tell you that we need to um, discuss now. Chris Cuomo has definitely been fired from um cnn so he's no longer working with and i remember at the beginning of last week we were going to say we're going to pay attention to the people that's going to you know like that's going to be passing away around this and any odd thing coming up in the media right chris cuomo was like i have a clip and i need to find it i'll come back and play it for you guys in a second 
of him basically trying to divert people away from the Epstein, you know, case. Well, come to find out his brother, um, the, the New York um, governor, well, previous governor, his name and his wife's name is in Jeffrey Epstein's black book. Chew on that for a second. I'm going on. Well, you know, so I just found out, um, I didn't know he was presently married, but I do know that he actually was married and had three children with a Kennedy, the brother. Yes, Cuomo did, was married to her and he was very abusive to her. What? Um, and the family knew that. And so there's that part. But last week, I went and looked up the tie to Chris Cuomo and this uh, scenario and his wife um, did business with um, Epstein. Chris Cuomo's wife and her family, their real estate establishment did business with um, Chris, uh, with, uh, uh, with, with Epstein, Chris Cuomo's wife. Hey guys, I have a screenshot of uh, uh, something I want to read to you guys here about that. I have so much stuff. It's hard to organize everything. The best organization I could do is putting it all in one section. Okay. So I've got Chris Cuomo coming up here. Okay. So, um, name and number. Okay. So name and number. Okay. What was Jeffrey Epstein's little, um, what was Jeffrey Epstein's little black book? And under there, it has, um, a picture of, um, Andrew Cuomo. It says a phone number, um, and address were listed for New York governor, Andrew Cuomo. Okay, so multiple members of the Kennedy family are included in the book, including New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, for which a phone number and Virginia address is listed. Andrew and Carrie Kennedy Cuomo. Andrew and Carrie Kennedy Cuomo is listed in Epstein's Black Book on page 30. Epstein recorded a phone number and one address under his under this name. The main address um, of this entry is in McLean. U.S. I know exactly where that is. A lot of rich government people live up there. There's a little screenshot, you know, of um, the, his name on the list. So that's there. And then there's a picture of Chris Cuomo. It says there's, a, and then here's a Reese Reloaded. Um, this is someone, I guess, on Twitter posted. Um, there's a segment on CNN where Chris Cuomo tells his audience that they shouldn't be interested in who, who friends, who's friends, who was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, then we find out his brother and wife are listed in Epstein's little black book, laughing my effing ass off. Um, God damn it. I can't make this shit up. Then he also posted Ghislaine Maxwell literally attended Andrew Cuomo's wedding and Chris Cuomo telling us, don't worry about who Epstein is friends with. I guess fucking so. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it goes on and on. So then, then there's like a, um, you know, uh, an article. It says, it says by Gabriel. I don't know who, with who the article is from. It's not listed here. These are screenshot you guys, but it says Ghislaine Maxwell attended Cuomo Kennedy wedding in 1990. And this was, um, November 2nd, 2021. So this was recent. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot, there's lots more. And I actually think that I had the video of him saying this, but I can't of, of, um, Chris Cuomo, but I can't locate it at the moment. So yeah. Lots and lots of connections there. So it's funny that, um, and I'm glad you said that, that he was at the wedding because that's one of the places where he insulted his wife. He made an off-color um, joke at the reception. Um, he wanted to play a song that spoke specifically in the song about Kennedy being assassinated. Why at the wedding of a Kennedy but you have a song playing about um, an uncle um, 
being murdered. It just doesn't make any sense. And that's why the family was um, frustrated and upset with him. It's still sickening to me, like when I think about everything, just how calculated they were with everything, even down to like their household manual. I was going through the manual. I don't know if we've um, brought that up in here or read anything from it, but um, one of the things which was eerie to me, it said um, it's the grooming and guest relations, which that just, I know grooming means one thing, but I just thought about how they groom kids and um, one of the, th- it's a long, I mean, I think this thing is like 50 something pages, but um, one of the things it says right at the top is remember that you see nothing, hear nothing, say nothing, except to answer a question directed at you, respect their privacy. So it was kind of like, you know, this warning to the workers, like you don't say anything. And of course they had the NDAs where it specifically said that they weren't allowed to say anything at all to any law enforcement you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, also to tie it in together, Virginia, you know, one of the survivors from this, um, she spoke on how a lot of times she was used as leverage. So she was used if he owed them anything, Epstein owed somebody something like in the royalties, any elite, that's how he would repay them. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, by repaying them with using the girls, he still had leverage over them to say, well, yeah, I repaid you. I repaid whatever it was. But at the same time, I have this leverage over you. So again, it's just like they were very, very calculated. And even I'm going to land it right here, even down to the island itself. You know, imagine being a child and, and you're on an island, you know, how you can't get off unless they take you off, you know? And they would even hide the girls' passports at times. They would, in, pretty much it was like an imprisonment, you know? So that just alone is just scary when you think about it all. Yeah, once I saw the, well, actually what I saw was what's posted in the Discord. And um, I guess, you know, I didn't realize there was so many pages, so I'll, I'll take a deeper look. But when I saw what was posted there, it came off um, like it was truly a business, in my opinion. You know, like this is a like an employee manual type thing. And when they say, you know, don't say anything, respect people's privacy. I, although I know like now what was going on, but when if I was to just read that, it's like, oh, this is a business. Of course, we're going to have our employees mind our, their business. You know what I mean? We're going to have our employees see nothing, hear nothing, keep the, you know, clients, you know, business to themselves because this is a actual business. We're getting paid to do this. I don't think this is like their role doesn't seem after I saw that manual didn't seem like this was just like for fun. If that makes sense. This was an actual hush hush business. I hope that makes It makes total sense. Um, Bri. I am in the past haven't been under multiple versions of those type of NDAs because when you work for very wealthy families, they don't like any of their, you, you literally are not to say anything about them, about their, the way that they are, their, their particulars. Like, like even now, if I talk to you about the people, the families that I work for, there's mo- many things I would just never even say, even though there's nothing necessarily bad about them. I would just not say things because you never want that to come back to you. So I'm not surprised 
that the, the these NDAs are very particular and very specific, and that pretty much nothing is to be said about them. Nothing at all. It's as if like pretend like you like you work for them, but you really don't even work for them. Like like you know nothing about them. Exactly. Um, guys, also um, the last week. When was this? Let me see. Last week. Oh, I don't see that. Um, okay, so the New York City Chief Medical Examiner to step down now. Why is this important? Because I believe that this is the guy that was a part of it. Have it, you know how when um, Epstein, quote unquote, you know, murdered himself or took took his own life in prison. I guess he was the guy that had to sign off on this on this document, right? Confirming it. So now here is Ghislaine Maxwell's trial and um, all these, and all, he has stepped down. CEOs are stepping down. Um, two people uh, are dead. You know, from Sunday we had Virgil Abloh, who was whose name was on the list, and then on Monday, I think no Tuesday, uh, Clarence Avant's wife was murdered. You know, um, in her home, and so we talked about all that. So yeah, you know, that's what we're doing. We're just you know putting all these pieces together. And Body is on the stage. Um, she's putting. I was telling everyone that you were putting together like a map to connect you know, all these dots and things like that, right? So if you want to tap in, definitely tap in and welcome to the stage. Real quick before that, I wanted to read another, uh, like a tweet from Jack Posobiec. I don't know who he is, but uh, he says, corporate media completely covered up the CIA child sex scandals and Waukesha. Um, they want those stories to go away. Don't let them get away with it. So that's why we're here. That's why we're doing what we're doing. You know what I mean? And then there's another story here. Uh, we made a connection to John Benet Ramsey's, um, you know, death many, many years ago with Ghislaine Maxwell. She was actually pictured in a photograph with her. And we talked about that. But then there was another young girl that had died or disappeared, Madeline um, McCann. I think she was from um, the UK. And she, um, so this tweet says that Madeline McCann was kidnapped on May 3rd, 2007 at three years old from her bed in a holiday vacation apartment at a resort in Praia de Luz um, in the Algarve region of Portugal. This little girl was never found. The picture on the left is the forensic sketch of eyewitness provided at the hotel and the picture on the right is Ghislaine Maxwell. This case should be, um, should be some people, they don't know how to spell, oh my God to be televised and we all should be um, following this case. So the people are making connections to that disappearance as well. So, yeah. Lisa, you mentioned Waukesha. Now I've been, I've been hearing that or seeing that recently. And the one thing that keeps on coming to my mind, as silly as it sounds, is that there's a song that recently came out this year by like Moneybag Yo, he's a rapper called Waukesha. And I never understood, first of all, the song, I, I've never really actually heard it, but I never understood the correlation because the song supposedly supposed to be about, I think something called lean or something, I think, guys, something purple that they take, like some drugs or something. But yeah, I I'm here in Houston, that's where it comes from. Oh, okay. Is there, do you call it Waukesha? Because I never understood the correlation. I, it sounded like I have never heard it called Waukesha. It's always been called it's a brand syrup, name. drink, lean. 
Right. So don't you think that's a little interesting that like all of a sudden I'm hearing Waukesha in terms of like, I don't know what the heck happened. I forget what happened. Sorry. But I've been hearing it like in terms of a place. And this song is out this year with a the, the similar title. It's not the same name, but it's the same, not the same spelling, but it's the same phonetic sound. Like, doesn't that sound weird to y'all? No? It doesn't sound weird to me because I, I know that people get really creative with names, but <clears throat> I don't know that I've ever really heard that name before you guys mentioned it, right? Um, and we know when they're doing their rituals or whatever, um, that they do them on purpose and it, they'll have seeming things that are seemingly untied, like this person who's, you know, rapping about lean, which is, which is, you know, a drug. It's like a narcotic, right? It's like a drink. It's like, it's like, isn't that like drinking NyQuil or something like that? Synthetic heroin. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's a cough, it's cough syrup. Like, it's right? a cough syrup. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And, that's why make, I and they would, they would mix it with, with a soda or something right. of that nature. Or, right. Right. So it's like, you're, you're speaking about that and it's, and it's over here. Right. But then on the other side, you've got these people that are completely separate, completely like like their lives and their worlds don't even look like they intertwine. Yet there's a possibility that they do intertwine. And, you know, the one thing that I, I truly appreciate about um, the art of hip hop is that most of the time when they are speaking um, life into their th th to their lyrics, it's because of experience and exposure. Right. It's because of what they've seen, done or heard. It's a creative uh, explanation of their um, or in a creative expression of their experiences or their knowledge. So that knowledge didn't just come out of thin air. It's exposure in some way, shape or form. And y'all know what else we have to remember and we have to keep in mind, you know, as you know, this trial unfolds and we deep dig, deep, um, dive deeper into the background, things that we will never hear in court doing our own investigation for entertainment purposes only. Um, but you have to remember that there's networks within society that's not necessarily elite that um, are snatching bodies off the streets for human trafficking and their uh, older girls, young women, things like some things of that nature, even older women that may be pulled into it to, to so somehow like help, you know, manage the, the, the a group of people or something like that. You know what I mean? So if you remember the Kanika Jenkins case, you remember like Wayfair, um, how all these people had like set her up like the, I forget what the name of the hotel is, but like everybody knew that these things happen at this. So it's, it's woven into every aspect of our society. Somebody knows what happened to Kanika Jenkins. You know, somebody knows that, but it's tied into this world. It's a part of that. So um, at the, at the lowest levels, right, they're getting bodies, people, they're, you know, offering people money to set their friends up. They may have known like her DNA or whatever, and they needed her organs to give to somebody important. You know, we never know. Could have, they could have taken her eyeballs for eye transplants. Anything could have happened. You know what I mean? So we need to keep that in mind as we're learning about this, you know, all of these things that are actually taking place in society from the highest levels all the way down. And then when I say the highest levels, this, this goes all the way up to the, to the Vatican to the royal family. And this is the stuff that has been going on in our society for, for eons. These people have been utilizing children and sacrificing children and violating children. It's a part of a, a some 
part of a culture that now has bled out into the normal part of society because sometimes you know they they grab these people up and if they ever release they they end up becoming perpetrators as well because they were victimized but yeah hey lisa didn't that happen in chicago the jenkins case yes it did mm-hmm and, and we know it's a lot of people being kidnapped and bodies being tortured right here in Illinois all day. All these paramedics driving around just to be driving around and people coming up missing. Yeah. Uh, speaking on the local level thing, like you're, you're completely right, Lisa. I was, um, I was at a target like right by my house and I'm in Long Island and this woman came up to me and was like telling me that I have like, I'm like, I'm a really special person and that like, I need to like, she was at, she was following me around asking me questions and telling me that like, I have a great energy and like, as you know, how special I am. She's like, do you mind, do you mind me asking you some questions? I'm like, no, 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 get away. Like I, w I shut her down right away. And she's like, I don't know. I think she was like kind of going like the religious route. I have no idea. But then they found um, that my my friend um, is a doctor, and she she uh, like worked. They found that I don't. She I think she like spoke to a cop or something like that. She lives next to like a firehouse, and she found that they arrested three women at that Target for a. a and I'm gonna. And, and it's so funny. Went hold. Uh, hold on, hold on. Um, no, it's okay, though. Melissa. As soon as you came off the mic and you said, um, "I had this experience at a Target," I'm like, "Oh my God!" It hit me. Boom. The Target where they literally were going to Target to Target families, where they were trying to steal a woman's child from her on on Long Island. Mm -hmm. And and yes, and so. It's interesting that you said that because, and, and it's also, I'm tying it back to what, um, what Lisa was saying at the levels, right? They are purposely targeting people and they're using medical establishments to find the people they need for the organs that they need and the items that they need to do whatever rituals and whatever sacrifices that they're doing. I think it's fine. Thank you. Um, for whatever it is that they're, they're 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 doing behind the scenes, and so as you said that, I'm like, boom, there it is. That these people, as we were talking about them, the idea of not just trafficking, like like when you're a drug trafficker, right? You pick up your supply in one place and you deliver it somewhere else, right? And you deliver your good. That's the same thing, obviously, with humans, right? It's like you don't care about the person because they are a good that you're trying to distribute somewhere else. So even in that, we, a person who may be seemingly at the bottom, if I'm a cocaine distributor, right? I don't know where my cocaine ends up. Just like they don't know where these bodies end up. So that person, this Waukesha, I think that was a name, sorry, if it's not, could end up, at, she, we, we find her, let's say, in an area that may not be affluent, yet she might end up in the home of a royal. Do you understand what I mean? They don't know. It's a good. It's just they, they treat it as a commodity. It doesn't they don't have any attachment to that 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 being, which is sick. 
but that's a part of that process. So it all is intertwined. And the, and, and the idea of the person who just shared that you have these ambulance, uh, you know, EMTs going around collecting bodies for people, that for them, that's a commodity too. They could literally go and take somebody off the street, which is sick. And it's a, it's it's unbelievable that before you said it, my mind was on, when, after Lisa said something, I'm like, yeah, the, the medical establishment is helping this happen. They are a pawn in this, you know, they are wrong in this wheel. And you saying that these EMTs, yeah, all they have to do is take someone off the street. They have the, 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 the system to be able to pull the blood, know everything about that person in a matter of minutes. Right? In that birth. Yeah. I don't know what the EMT involvement was. I just, I just, it's just like, I just knew that that's my friend. She was like the only person that knew more details about it or she knew when it happened before it was like on the news pretty much. Um, And she she knew my story because I, I told, I told her like, Oh, she was telling me that she doesn't want to go to the mall. She doesn't want to take her kid to Target. And I told her like, well, at Target, this was my experience. I'm a really, um, like I'm in my thirties, but I look like I'm a child. I really, I'm really, really short. I'm under five foot. Like I look like a child. So I, I usually get really weird people kind of. Talk, like people just don't realize because you know especially when i'm dressed and also lisa i believe the jenkins case i think the mother had something to do with it as well you know um i think the nod in here because he has some information he was here earlier he popped in right when i started the room but then he left oh he's down there hey Denot, come on up because um he can give some more info and good morning what's up my beautiful people how y'all doing Hey, what's up, Denot? Remember so, last week when um, I think it was Sunday, the first day I did it, the room, and there was a lady that came in and she was saying all this really wild stuff about who all was involved. It was like super intricate. And um, I was just like, wow, that's mind blowing. It's crazy. So tell us a little bit what you know about it, because I know that you had a room on it before. So what do you uh, know about the case? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um. So I hosted a room because, uh, first of all, it was like this video where this boxer was boxing another boxer and the, the, the boxer who was actually doing all the damage was edited out of it. But you could totally see that the guy was landing punches and he was getting his ass tore up. And I, and, it, and I thought to myself, if the lay person has this type of technology, then perhaps um, in 2017, the police definitely did have technology to edit people out of the video. That's how I started. Um, and I actually ping her him and give her a call um and then this this lady uh the lady came into the room and started unpacking it and it was mind-boggling i'm not even gonna lie to some of the stuff that i actually heard and, and listened to and you know took me down a rabbit hole and i was kind of scared to go outside my own house for whatever reason but what happened is um the videos and stuff was edited um so, so that in the time codes was mismatched and um just a week ago, we actually did another room because somebody released a video on YouTube who had released information about uh, with the time codes and showing a significant amount of people, which includes her friends, that was in certain places at certain times. Um, basically, you know, showing that th- there was some foul play going on, and then also uh, the organ harvesting and how that uh, is big business, and a lot of people don't know 
um, I've been doing a lot of research and I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about before I fully say it. But a, a lot of times these, these, you know, reptilians and stuff, they eat organs, eat, like, you know, how back in the days, the Egyptians, they used to uh, preserve their organs and stuff. There's magic components to black people organs. So they eat them. They don't just harvest them to put them in other people's body. They actually eat them. That's why you see some people dead and missing organs and, and all of that stuff. And you'd be like, well, what do they do with the organs? They can't. You know, we can't use them, but they, they eat them. Um, they think that certain people organs have magical components to it. And it connects to, you know, um, we were talking about the Selena Gomez thing where she had a transplant uh, um, a couple of days uh, around the time Kanika Jenkins died. Justin Bieber's Yami video. I actually pinged the lady into the room um, because she's the one who gives me full contact. She's been working on this and researching it. Um, for a significant amount of time, so but yeah, we had the room. It it it, it was like a murder mystery, and um, it definitely blew my mind. And um, to 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 know that this stuff is happening and to see how it goes, and also how like they have like underground channels and portals, um, connected to each other, leading to to different routes and stuff like that with this organ harvesting businesses and um how um jeffrey epstein had the island and stuff we cover and unpacked all of that stuff but i definitely ping the lady into this room she's been working on this day in and day out for years so she's the one who actually uh is better suited to answer any specific questions about kanika jenkins but i also saw that a couple of days ago um when the person did the youtube video someone came forward and said that they actually worked there that night and they were like kind of paid off and that they were tired and they wanted to speak out about it and it gave a different twist to it in 2021 so um yeah i'm just i'm just here i'm, I'm listening thanks for pinging me in is there any specific questions that you guys want to uh not really um i i want to say this i'm gonna do a quick reset yeah well, well um, let me do this reset and then we can come back around you can ask a question um so guys you know welcome to oh let me just say this one thing because did not touch on something I forgot to mention it earlier. Okay, so this network that there that it, that Terramar project that you know she was the head of, right? That she did the TED talk on, and it's basically for them to explore the high seas. But there's a network of islands that they can that are all connected together. That these pedophiles it wasn't just the Epstein Island; it was other islands that you know what's his name Bronson. Um, that was the head of some, you know, children's organization or whatever. I can't remember his first name, but he was also, he had an island. He has an island out there as well. Um, then there's one like out in the Bahamas and right next to like all these islands. And so what they were developing and keep in mind, she's a helicopter pilot as well as a submarine, um, operator. Okay. Um, so all of these, you know, d establishing, you know, um, authority over the high seas which means that they've got the coast guard in their back pockets you know what i mean like and so this was what this is all about was crossing those international waters and having like it was you know you think about like all the ships that are out you know um that's how we get our legit our food and our, all our supplies and everything that we need you know everything comes in um at these different ports and stuff so just wanted to point that out you guys that it's it's, it's not something random that they were establishing citizenship uh, uh, of Terramar and creating these places like they've done, basically stolen all the lands um, on the earth and, you know, gave them names and this, that, and the third and ruling over. And now they're out here doing this on the high seas. And I played that video, her, I played her, um, her Ted talk as well as another snatch, sna snap it of, uh, snippet of, 
um, her talking or other people talking about the, the different parts of the Terramar project. Very, very interesting stuff to which she actually listed in her documents that she is um, a resident of Terramar. Uh, so Lisa, with that being said, uh, I, mm -hmm, I do yeah. want to say, um, Lady is here. I invited her to the stage. And then um, also, uh, people get very fanciful when they think about this whole network of, um, you know, the back alleys and, and the channels. But y'all got to understand, like, the Underground Railroad wasn't on underground. It was a network of people moving and navigating um, in planes and hit, hidden in plain sight. So I, I you know, because I, I remember um, I had a room and somebody was like, well, if this is this is happening. It's not like that. Like, guys, y'all got to understand when you're talking about the Coast Guard, you're talking about the, these people look like they're doing normal business. And they're and speaking, not. Exactly. And speaking in coded language. That's what it is. So when you're thinking look, about I'm this a... network compared to the Underground Railroad, where it wasn't actually underground, but a network of people working in, in conjunction with each other for a common goal. So, yeah, ladies. And let me tell you how these hold people on. work. Second, lady, one well, second. Before um, you get started, let me go ahead and do a reset so I can, um, you know, set the tone for what's going on in the room right now. Guys, welcome to the Matrix Unveil. That's my club. If you're not already following it, go ahead and click the greenhouse at the top. Follow the club. Um, click the link at the top if you want to be a part of our Discord. And, you know, the link will take you right to where you can join. Today, what we're talking about is Ghislaine Maxwell's trial, day six. Guys, make sure you give myself a follow and follow all these moderators here on the stage because um, you know, they help me curate these rooms and you know, bring help me with information. They help me run the Discord, all of that. And so, you know, they we all support one another. So please give them a follow as well. Now, what we're doing, we've been covering this trial since the day before it began. Um, as you know, it's not um aired anywhere. So there's nowhere for you to know what's actually going on in court. So what we have that's special for this room is we have correspondence, you know, right from this club, the Matrix Unveiled, that have been going into the courthouse taking extensive notes um, from Tuesday to Thursday. We didn't have anybody go Friday, but today we have two people that are in court and at any moment they should be, you know, taking a break and, you know, hopefully they will come into the room. If not, it'll be later on this evening. So in the meantime, what we're doing is we're unpacking, you know, um, elements of um, the background of Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein, who all they're connected to, these these huge sex trafficking rings and how deep they go. And we've been doing a great job of doing that. Um, in the course of the conversation, uh, Kanika Jenkins' name came up. I brought it up because just to um, to show that this this goes to every single level, even the levels of you know just the street level, right? And how I felt as though that this uh, this network that we're talking about that she could possibly like at the hotel i don't remember the name of the hotel no lady's going to tell us but it was said that they were a part of a network of other hotels and their own hotels in different places that are known for um for human trafficking and things of that nature so that's where we're at we're going to dive into that conversation you guys for a little while and then we'll return right back to the um, Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell information. You have the floor right now. Go ahead, lady. Thank you guys for having me here. First thing I want to say, this stuff is real. I didn't want to believe it was real, but it is. All of this ties into this case, this the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Does anybody I, have any questions? I live um, in Chicago, Illinois. The hotel that you all are speaking of is the Crown Plaza. 
in Rosemont, Illinois. Now, this Crown Plaza does just not exist here in Illinois. It's all over the world, and they're global, and they're all connected. Kanika Jenkins' case was not an accident. She never walked into a freezer. Kanika Jenkins was sacrificed for her organs. And I can now sit here and say I know it's true because, believe it or not, I ended up on that same list just here a week ago. Can I ask? Sure. I wanted, I wanted to ask the question um, because it's interesting that the hotel was next to an airport. And I don't know if anyone else found that interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your question. No, I was like, is the, do you think that the airport is another place that they yes, were? Yes, just right across the street. How do you think they get them in and out? It's literally right across the street. Let me let me let me tell y'all how Rose My Illinois works. They work for themselves. They own their own town. If you drive past there right now, you can smell a stench in the air. And that's just blood stench. Their, their job is to harvest the organs. The owner of the hotel, whom I'm not going to speak, I'm not going to mention any names, only because I just had this person after me literally a week ago. They put a car tag on my daughter's car. They not only wanted me, they had my whole family. You have to be very careful, especially with your daughter. And because everything is the fact that my daughter's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, what they want. you're close. You know, we us talking about the Epstein case and Maxwell case. You know, those people are levels and levels. We, we don't even run in the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like we're in two different worlds. So I'm not really worried about, you know, creating spaces like this to discuss the trial and go down that rabbit hole. But, but when you go down that Chicago, rabbit hole, you're in Chicago and that hotel is local and, you know, people can reach out and touch you. So you're saying that they tagged your daughter's car. Just be careful. You know what I mean? Just be careful. My sister. Oh, trust me. I am. I When I tell y'all breaking this case and Denot can tell y'all I've, I've gotten death threats. I've gotten all of that. But I know I'm protected by the man up above. That's why I'm still there was here. This, I was there was this guy that um, he was he interviewed Irene, her one of her friends whose party it was that night. Let's let's talk about that. And he is now dead. That's why he's dead. It wasn't because he was investigating her case. It was because he's the one who killed her. That is the man that slipped that 19 year old's baby's throat in the back of Irene's car. Oh, my God. The interviews are all fake. They were done. This this baby was gang. I was gang stalked for four months. She was gang stalked for two years. They had this in all in motion two years ago. See, James Coleman worked for the biological center in Rosemont, Illinois. The harvesting station. He was transporting 76 dead bodies in the back of a van. Cop just so happened to be behind him to see the blood leaking. You know how much them 76, them 76 bodies was worth? We talking millions of dollars. They want their money. So they got him out of jail. 
come September 6th, Kanika Jenkins was not supposed to breathe anymore. She was not supposed to make it to her 20th birthday. And they made sure of that. Was she the vibrant, happy teenager? Yeah. Did she do what teen most teenagers do? Yeah, most teenagers got in trouble. But she also witnessed two murders. Let's talk about Andrew Holmes, the so-called activist who claimed, let's make the narrative fit, y'all. October, September 9th was a reenactment to make the narrative stick that she did what? Walked in a freezer. They had to make it look that way. But the whole time she never walked in a freezer because she never made it to the hotel alive. The body that you see on the beach. But what about what about in the the party though? Like in the room, there's video. Wait, hold on. That, that's not her. That's the thing. The girl that's standing in the middle of the floor that they're claiming to be Kanika is her cousin Sierra. The whole family was there, including the mother. That's who said okay to the hit. She couldn't find a way to take the hit off her baby head, so she capitalized off of it. She brought all these people in on it, and they all got paid. This $50 million trial that everybody thinking that she finna get, she's not finna get that. The hotel paid for the fake funeral. Yes, I said fake funeral, because that's not Kanika Jenkins in that ground. But they doing a very good job. Y'all don't notice the case went cold and instantly, they instantly closed it. They called Teresa had a, a choice, accident or to do a, a missing persons report. You want to know why she didn't do that missing persons report? You can't do a missing report on a child you ain't going to never find. Well, why she was cremated? What about huh? the photograph of her and her friends when they came to the... Um to the lobby, you know, when they first got to the hotel, you're saying not all her. is now I can see, you know, the, it's questionable, like the body. That's Walk not her. The There's two different bodies in that freezer. Those are two different bodies. No, what I'm saying is that like, you know, I watched the videos of, you know, them saying that was her. I could see that being another person because it was very unclear, but there were photographs that, you know what I'm saying, of her. Oh. I'm going to show you guys something. I want you guys to check my PTR here in a second. I'm going to put a picture up. And I'm going to show you guys something. I want y'all to look at this PTR real good. In the meantime, for um, mods, please make sure you're checking the audience for when Tunde or EXO gets here. Because um, they may not want to interrupt our conversation. And I know they have limited time until they have to be back in the courtroom. So if you see them, please bring them up on. Check the PTR guys. Do that man look familiar to y'all? Yes, but I don't want to. Sound no, you ain't sounding crazy. Gonna say what you need to say. Um, not in the bigger picture, but. In the more blurry picture, he looks very similar to the guy associated with George Floyd. To me, I'm not saying they're the same person. Exactly. That's who you might. Yes. Okay. Now pay attention to that guy. Y'all know who that guy is. That's Selena Gomez's stepdad. I want y'all to pay attention to that PTR because that PTR 
is the Crown Plaza Hotel. See him standing in the kitchen? I just got goose. Guess why he was there? It's not a coincidence. Selena Gomez was in Chicago around the same time. Who do y'all think received Kanika Jenkins' kidneys? Who had lupus again? All that BS that y'all saying about the best friend gave her her kidneys? All lies. How could the friend give her her kidneys when she was a whole drug addict herself? Them kidneys went to both of them. One to Selena, one to the friend. We got to make the narrative stick. Go back to the video Selena did that same year. Within the same month after Kanika was killed, she got a video out with Future. It's no coincidence. Her portion of the video is done in a freezer. Or better sorry, yet, sorry. Can you repeat that one more time so we all hear it crystal clear? Please repeat. There's no coincidence that the night Kanika Jenkins was being killed, Selena Gomez was in Chicago. Selena Gomez had her surgery, correct me if I'm wrong, September 14. Kanika died September 6. Everybody thinking she died on the 9th. No, those are all lies. There's two different women in that freezer. There's no coincidence that this baby comes up dead and all of a sudden Selena's all vibrant again. She's talking, she's bouncing. That man that's standing in that kitchen is her stepdad. He was there to get the kidney so she can hurry up and have her surgery. And then you said she did a song with Future. She did yeah. a song with Future. There's a ver her version of the song, She's in the Freezer. If y'all pay attention to the portion in the freezer, you're going to see meat laying around. That's not meat. Those are somebody's organs. That's sick. So you're saying that this, that's why you're saying that this is, why would they put that in a video? So basically it's to mock us, right? It's, they mocking us, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. We are there for, this is what people not, and I, I, I don't know how many times I have to tell people this. We are their meal plan right yeah I, just to add on to that very thought you know it's i'm really starting to understand like they see us as cattle like how so exactly. many of us yeah so many of us so i'm gonna tell y'all the movie to go really pay attention to go and pay attention to the movie silence of the lamb It explains it all. It's in bits and pieces of these movies. Yes, that sounds. The movies I are would... making a lot of sense now. Yes, I, let's I go look at that. the movie. Game. Yes, I wanted to say yes. that. Yes, yes. and and yes. us, us, and then um the next one. Those them among us. Yeah, and then the next one he's coming up with is about aliens. By the exactly. way, that all I'm gonna tell y'all something. Y'all y'all notice something? Go back to Area Fifty One. Remember all the people that got abducted? Y'all notice only white people got abducted. Want to know why they only abduct white people? Because basically we, the aliens think like we do. We're smarter. That's why they don't bother us.
Okay, but they're definitely killing us for organs, so I don't understand. Definitely. Yeah. That, that, that they definitely are. And the killing part is what people don't know is this shit happens all when you see the killings on y'all in y'all neighborhoods or on y'all streets and they talk about it's the gangs, it ain't the gangs. Is it the government? It's the government. Y'all policemen is on the payroll. And y'all don't even know it. I'm finna tell y'all something. When y'all see these girls coming up missing, I'm gonna give you a, a prime example of just this week alone in Chicago. Wednesday night, 53 girls went missing. Thursday night, 35 girls went missing. Friday night, 42 minus me and my family, it would have been 48. Aren't there Masons involved in the story? What y'all think Teresa is? Lady, lady, can you please give me those numbers one more time? I need the numbers. 53 went missing on what night? Give the numbers again. On Wednesday. On Thursday. 35 girls went missing. That's just here in Chicago alone. Friday, 42 minus me and my six. That would have been 48. I was playing. It was planned for me and my family to be snatched Friday night. I'm not going to lie. This is very chill. Can I, I think I feel um, I would like to add some input into what she said about the missing um, girls. Um, so in this world, I'm just I'm just here to spread my knowledge of everything that I know. That I know is it's true because I do believe there is something deeper in this life than just us. We do have a spirit. We do have a soul. There is good. There is evil. And there is God. And there is a devil. Only that thing is completely is true. Lucifer. Is Lucifer, not the devil. Yeah. Lucifer is the god of knowledge. Okay. Y'all know what do we celebrate every December twenty fifth? I'm gonna need you to say it. I don't know. I'm not Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. It's not really Christmas. Christian was mm -hmm. the devil. The man died December twenty fifth. That's how this came about. This pagan. This is a man-made holiday. Every year that man died, they went and put gifts on his grave. That's where Christmas come from. Let's talk. Let's talk yeah. about Easter, a whole sexual pagan holiday mm -hmm. where they got together, and had big orgies and shit. Men was sleeping with men. Somebody got out of my. May, this is Adam. May I mention something quickly about uh, just a distinction on different devils or different names? Horus, Lucifer. Go ahead. You, yeah. You, yeah. It's, it's so, plenty of them, and people yeah. just don't know it. Yeah. So I'll just mention between Lucifer, the light bringer, as you're mentioning, and... Uh, the name Satan that some people uh, think is another name for the same person. That is not only is that not the case uh, and they're very different, but the, the word, uh, the Hasatan exactly. in Hebrew literally means adversary. And uh, in a lot of cases in the Bible, the word is being used for like a military purpose like to say 
Hadad the Edomite was raised up as an adversary against Solomon, Hasatan, or as a messenger of God, like the one with the fiery sword that comes out against Balaam on his way to, on the road to Moab. So just some thoughts and on the etymologies where they want people to just not know what things mean and mix them all up. At the end of the day, can anybody say what happened, what Jesus went from the day he was born up until he turned grown? Well, oh, hold on, hold on. Um, I definitely don't want to make this into like a religious discussion because I like to respect the fact that, you know, there, we may have people um, in this room of all different faiths and we certainly yeah, don't. Only, no, it's not that I'm, I'm tying, on, it's tying on, into, it ties I, I, into the Illuminati though. Okay, hold on though. I, I know it ties into the Illuminati, okay? Jesus disappeared, you know, until the age of 33, okay? Which is the 33 degrees where you're considered an upright man in the whole masonry system so let's if we can just talk about it from that perspective yeah um, that's the that's the perspective right, i'm not, trying to reach it yes but let's at, not, when it comes to the mason degree do you know how many different levels of masons there are and the difference i mean just tell us you have regular masons and you have freemasons freemasons are evil Teresa is a freemason she leveled up to an elite that night. That's where the black eye came from. Whoa. The remember black, the eye. black eye, y'all? Remember, black black eye? Black eye? remember Irene I had a black eye? Also, I can PTR something for that. Can I add my input into this? So, um, Wait, can we talk about one more time? Lisa, Lisa gives us the direction, please. Thank you. When it's all said and done, it all ties in, but they, I'm finna just say this. Hold on a second. I have a hard time unmuting. Go ahead and finish that up. And then it was, I heard a lady's voice ask that she wanted to add in. So we definitely want to let her, um, her voice be heard as well. Sure. At the end of the day, all I say is be careful. Watch your government system because our government is the main ones out to get us. Our local politicians, our mayors, our presidents. When it's all said and done, that's why a lot of this stuff, you pay attention when you go in the grocery stores. And I'm not, I'm not prejudiced by all means, but I just want you all to pay attention to something. Notice the poster boards when you go in grocery stores. You notice the little black kids never get found. Have y'all noticed that? But a lot of the Caucasian kids get found. Why? Because it's not them they're looking for. Our blood types. If you are old positive, don't let nobody know that because that means you can attack your organs can go in anybody why you think people don't go to hospitals no more because them the main ones that get you pay attention to family members older family members that go in or younger people that go in here and, and gunshot victims that we know could have been saved but they don't save them on purpose that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, I have a personal experience. Let me. There was someone that wanted to um, tap in. I, I want to make sure she gets her voice heard. She said she wanted to. <clears throat> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is Leslie, and um, actually, I've done a lot of research on you know the this case with 
I don't I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, the lady Miss Maxwell. Um, and one thing that I'm gonna advise you guys is go on DuckDuckGold.com and search up Adrenochrome. When you search up Adrenochrome, you're gonna understand the black eye that Miss Miss Lady Nia just mentioned. If you search Adrenochrome on your Google browser, it will kick you out and it will a pop-up will show up and it will say that your phone's going to get hacked because that's how real and, you're not and scary this is. The children are going missing because they are using them for Adrenochrome. The elites are terrifying these children to the point of like, pure like pure adrenaline and it and starts with the american them. boy scout american boy scout association that's where it starts yeah that's why they have a lawsuit right now hey lady you gotta let her finish though let her finish go ahead let yes and once i did my research on on um on adrenochrome on the private on the private proxy because if you go once i'm a, i'm telling you right now if you google this on google it's going to come up and it's going to say your phone's going to be hacked because that's how scary and that's how real this is the kids the children all the children that are going missing they're being given to the elites hillary clinton her emails, if you go on DuckDuckGold.com, you can't find her emails on regular Google. You can find her emails, pictures, photos from her emails of children on all fours in a dog collar, walking on all fours, a four-year-old child. There's also a picture of her. Um, she ripped, she like cut a little girl's face off. It was a Say it again, ring. Leslie, because people keep saying I'm, I'm making that shit up. It You're not whole, making that up. Joel Epstein's brother before. Yeah, you're not making. She's not making anything up. These people are doing satanic sacrifices, which is why I brought in the spiritual realm, because this has everything to do with that. I'm not saying oh believe in God. I'm not saying believe in the devil, but believe in good. And believe in evil because true evil exists. And that is all I have to say. Thank you so much. When I tried, Leslie, when you, and I know you're not lying, guys, and again, Joe Epstein, his brother, a lot of y'all not, they put it on the airwaves, but they took it down so fast. If y'all really want to, like she said, start with adrenochrome, but don't start with adrenochrome first. Start with Pizzagate. Look into the Scientology. Pay attention to all of this. Because it's all wrapped up in one. At the end of the day, I'm going to give y'all something to think about. And I'm going to rest my case after this. Pay attention to Justin Bieber's song, Yummy Yummy. And then I want you to go and look at a video of Kanika Jenkins' death and tell me that's not the same exact kitchen that he's standing in. Not only that, this is something a lot of people fail to mention about that case. The main thing that was going on that night that the world portrayed 
was that it was a murder mystery night. Pay attention to his video. He's showing it to you. Again, that murder mystery night, did nobody know Kanika Jenkins was the murder mystery? So only there was different. a murder mystery in the hotel. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yes. Not only that, Kanika Jenkins is not the only person that died that night. Five other people lost their lives as well. Remember the little weird man that walked in with the little girl? And she looked like she was pulling away from him in the video like she didn't know him because she didn't know him. She was being sex trafficked and they killed him and that baby that night. And Selena isn't only murdered in the building. She's in that show. Not only that, y'all, come on, make this make sense. Why would Selena Gomez and Bill Murray be the best of friends? This man, how old? And she's how old? Steve Murray. The Caddyshack was built. The Caddyshack was built in the Crown Plaza Hotel, y'all. The restaurant is up and going right now. Doesn't that hotel have a history of doing that? Yes. I'm, this is what I was going to tell y'all. When you get the chance, like she said, don't go on Google because they trace you. Go on DuckDuckGo. Type in Crown Plaza Hotel and then put Organ Harvesting on the side and watch what pops up because they've been indicted more than once. But it's not funny. These people still got funeral homes. And all of this here, crematoriums and all of that. That's the, this another thing people don't fail to realize is watch these funeral homes. Because they in on it too. Do you agree with Trey Gang? He's no. very known for no. solving this case stop on YouTube. Stop, stop listening to that man. I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to tell y'all to stop listening to that man. Because allegedly he was there too. There was, there was YouTubers there. Yes, I do. King I do Rob. know that for a fact. That's why it's so King deep. Rob. King Rob. Allegedly Trey Gang. Zach TV. Straight Drop. And I can name a couple of others that all participated. That's why they, they notice they speaking out, but they speaking around the case. Pay attention to Trey Gang. The man come up with 25,000 different narratives every time he turn around. Because they had the truth. They were in, you think? They got paid. Zach TV, well, why, knew, why, Zach why TV knew Teresa from, the, from day one. Because this is what they do. They want the money off of it. That man been making money off this girl name for four years. Since day one. But why would he solve it? Because he gives you a very good insight of how deep the, it goes. The same reason why Teresa got up there and cried knowing she was a part of it. Teresa's Kamika's. Yeah. Do y'all know they sent video footage on a burner phone to her brother while he was in jail on everything they did to her? See, he knew something was going to happen to his sister when he got locked up. People ain't paying attention to that part. The man was locked up on purpose just so they can get to his sister because they knew they couldn't get to her if he was on the street because the man is dangerous. So how about her friends? Is that true? Where they Irene were? is her cousin, biological cousin. Shamaya, cousin by marriage. Shamaya is Larry Hoover's niece by marriage. Yes. How, okay, I think that 
um, when you mentioned about her brother being in jail, so they've basically confessed to this and detailed out what they've done. So that's a loose end. He's in jail. He has all this information. Why? Why do y'all think they drop in like flies? She can't Ooh. get legal justice. So they're giving her street justice. Oh, this court, this case will never step side. It's never see the inside of a courthouse. Why? Because it's too many big people. And when I say big people, we're going to start with my own fucking local mayor. Whatever Not woman is sleeping with a nigga to pay her rent, she's selling pussy. Okay, anyways, um, not Lori um, Lighthouse. Yes, Lori Lightfoot. And, oh, yeah. And it's you know, not what? a coincidence, y'all. This is something I want y'all to pay attention to. And this was brought to my attention and somebody sent me the info on it. It's not a coincidence that right around the time FBG Duck case went global. Only reason why his case got exposure is because of where it happened. But it's not a coincidence in them leaked emails of Mayor Lori Lightfoot. It said at the bottom, long live FBG Duck and long live Kanika Jenkins. Why is that all through her leaked emails if she don't know what the hell going on? Why y'all think Lil Durk ain't been touched? Lil Durk was at that hotel that night too. Chief Keith was at that hotel that night too. Only difference was Chief Keith participated. Lil Durk didn't. Lil Durk was there because his brother was there. His brother was married to Carl Nesbitt's daughter. I got too close. I figured shit out. And people wanted to know how. See, you're not going to find all this info on Google. You're not going to find it on the YouTube videos. You really want to find it? You're going to have to go to the dark web. Because on the dark web, they're showing everything. How they cut her up. How they took her organs out of her. How Eugenia Walker was the only person in that room that stood up for her and told them, y'all bogus as hell for what y'all did to that girl that night and they snatched her up. Pay attention to the video with the officer coming out with the baby in his hand. That's Eugenia Walker's baby that got sold on the black market. It is also worth noting while we're talking about Google, they have, uh, I believe the search engine, uh, or one of the search engines is called Adreno. Yeah. And of course there is the Google Chrome. You gotta pay attention to all this y'all. Oh, wow. They trying to keep us from knowing what we know. They trying to keep us blocked out. But a lot of us are smarter than that. When this case first, again, Kanika's case wasn't even supposed to be heard about. But when they put it on the news, y'all remember the first video that came up on the news? When the girl was like, y'all don't see them people running back and forth. Y'all don't see them shadows. It's a dude right there standing in a black hoodie. She called the news station, y'all. Why did they take the video down? Or let's go to the Mona Lisa picture. Yes, I was just gonna bring that up. I was gonna say it's so deep that y'all want to know who the owner or who was the man that put that picture up. 
Joel Com, the owner of IBM. This case is deeper than what people, this rabbit hole goes very deep. It's so deep, I tell anybody this. It goes so deep, you're going to pass Allison in Wonderland and they're trying to figure out what the hell going on. They're going to dive right down. Yep. You. This shit is bigger than what we think it is. Our mayors, our governors, our senators, don't listen to these people because they be in on it. Motherfuckers think yeah, go, to the go, to the go to the police, go to the police for what? Because they ain't going to do nothing but turn you right over to them because they on the payroll. And they're all Masons too. They all get and sworn they're in. They're all Masons. They all get sworn in. Let when me you tell y'all how Tanika really got sacrificed. Because Teresa wasn't just messing with James Coleman. Carl Nesbitt, who's now 50, you know, every time every 10 years, you move up in ranks. He turned 50. He's now a fifth ward. Mason. That's how Kanika got sacrificed. Again, going back to Andrew Holmes, the so-called activist, whom was also there that night. Kanika saw his daughter get murdered by Carl Nesbitt's son. She was supposed to testify a week after her death. She also witnessed a rapper. They flipped her, whatever boy she dated, they flip-flopped her in game. That's what put the bounty on her head because she was supposed to go make a drop and she didn't. At the end of the day, she was born into this. She was just a product of her environment. You know, there was a story floating around around um, Trayvon Martin's. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Let's talk about the brunch table. Hold on. You got to let me speak. Hold on. Hold on a second. Let me just get my thought out um, about his dad also being, you know, Mason. And also remember that Zimmerman's father or mom, I think it was, is a judge up in Virginia. I used to live in the area up in Manassas. I didn't live too far from there. Uh, and, you know, he walked in, you know, it's like everything that they, because they kill black people all the time. So you have to pay attention to the cases that are actually being highlighted, put in front of your face. And it's possible that was a whole ritual in and of itself as well. And then I heard that his organs went to somebody that was very mm -hmm. high in the political arena. I'm just throwing mm -hmm. it out there. Guys, no, you said it right. Because I'm going to tell you, you just brought something to the forefront. And his dad went up to, to 30. His mama was a mason too. I'm disgusted. That's Let's talk about this brunch table, y'all. Remember Mother's Day? Remember they said all the mothers of the slain children were sitting at this table? Now, let me give you the mothers that were sitting at this table. Trayvon Martin. Uh, Kendrick Johnson. Kanika Jenkins and a plethora of other mothers. These are mothers that sacrificed their children. Was Tamir Rice's mom there? Yeah. What? All these, like she said, like this lady that just spoke right before me, pay attention to the cases that they're putting in our face. Does that make them part of the Masons? It's the same thing yes. with George They're Floyd. all Freemasons. They're Freemasons. Yep. Freemasons are evil. 
George Floyd was a part of an organization. So I have too. a question. Let me tell y'all something. I'm finna tell y'all something about that one. Hold on. Um. Uh. Hold on one second, lady. You got a lot. You know, I know you have a lot of great information, but you know, I like to keep my um floors inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, let a lot of different people speak. So um, I know someone wanted to interject and get their your pieces in there as well. Oh, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, you're no, you're good. You're good. No, no worries. And we appreciate you being here and sharing your perspective. Um, it's some very intriguing stuff that you have. Um, but I just want to make sure that the other speakers get a chance to. Somebody else wanted to say. I think the person talking about George. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. No, I was just gonna say George Floyd was a part of an organization. Uh, one of those, you know, secret organizations as well. And, um, you know, they mentioned it. Um, and something Lady said that was, like, really interesting um, about, like, the slain children. Um, it even goes down to, like, um, this recent event with, like, Travis Scott. You know, that was a big thing that everybody was talking about. Um, I kind of broke that down, like, in another room um, when it happened. Um, you know, like, about the 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 deity Moloch, which is like the sacrificer of children, which a lot of uh, Freemasons and all of them, they actually worship this deity, uh, believe it or not. Um, it's You can find that deity at the Grove. Uh, what's it called? The uh, Bohemian Bohem- Grove. Yeah, the Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Uh, he's represented at the Bohemian Grove, uh, Moloch, which is also the same entity that Travis Scott, um, you know, frames himself as um which there's a whole bunch of symbolism within him as a whole as well um but uh i felt like it was very funny that they didn't even report the hundreds of people that actually died because there were so many people there who said yeah. there was bodies was dropping um, can i so, ask a question really quick i'm sorry. go ahead um how is it that they get to hide the fact that these hundreds of people have died if they die. Like, because the elites they, are covering it up. Right. They're, yes. covering up, they're covering it up. And also, I believe, like, just what you were saying earlier about the, sac- the people that sacrifice their children. If they haven't sacrificed them, what they do is they come and they offer them money to be quiet. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of that is being... It is. It do, is. You remember, do you guys remember... Um, and- boy that was photographed at one of these protests several uh-huh. years back and he was hugging a, um like free hugs or something he had a sign and mm-hmm. they showed him like hugging a police officer and he, when you go back and look at you know his eyes you could tell he was crying out for help you know but later on come to find out he he got killed by yeah. you know his um one of foster the, mother foster mother right so it was, they had to, it was two mothers two ladies in a relationship and they had adopted all these children and they ended up killing all those kids and then killing themselves. Like, but they, you know, like the, the neighbors, like they were somewhere secluded. And so the neighbors weren't like right there. And they said that they did come over and ask for help, but they didn't realize what was going on over there, but they were being abused. They were being starved out. Like th- this is something that goes that's on. What they was bo- and, that's what they was and, born and bred for. And the system supplies, you mm-hmm. know, um, say it again, the children, does the child protective services, children uh, please uh, i cannot stand when somebody cut, cuts me off when i'm trying to speak i mean just let me get my thought out um yeah so the system supplies the children they're all a part of it so people ask themselves the question like i just heard like you know how is it possible that's why we're doing this wrong 
so that we can dive deep into this and and keep to get everyone's awareness level way up there because it's it can happen to any one of us any one of our children you know any one of your family members guys if you're not if you're not speaking please put your mic on mute so that um as i am getting some feedback but um yeah it, it goes that deep right it goes that deep and it's average people who are into this child abuse and that they're doing these things to these children they're starving them they're getting adrenochrome from them and, and the foster care system is the last place that you would want you know anybody in your family to end up and if you have the ability you know if you, you know someone in your family like is threatened you know like one of your relatives and their child is being taken away if you have the ability to do that please do everything in your power to go to court and take and say i'll take you know custody of that child and give that because children do not deserve to be going through these things you know what i mean but it happens because everybody is involved down to um your local social worker not everybody i'm not saying everybody i'm not saying social workers are bad people anything like that but they will find the ones within that network or they'll place them in the network that that may not even be something they went to school for have any qualifications for but they'll put those people in inside of those places same thing with the police you know same thing with the government every aspect of your society these people are there and they are stealing and and, and they're hurting and harming the innocent children i'm done speaking can I, can I add a different perspective um for what's going on this is connected to the whole topic and um I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with the the case that's going on with the owner of the Washington Redskins, well, the the Washington football team, Daniel Snyder. I uh, I know about Robert Griffin and his book coming out. Yeah, so Robert Griffin's book is very pivotal because it talks about the sex trafficking that was going on, and well, particular for the Washington football team. That's why they don't have um, – that's one of the reasons why they actually changed the name from the Redskins. I mean, of course, it's being derogatory, but there's a lot of derogatory sports teams' names. But he actually sued an Indian company um, for trying to connect him to Epstein, which I find it very interesting because he did a $10 million lawsuit against this Indian company to not connect him with Epstein. Um, see, I'm not sure if anyone has heard about that because RG3 is coming out and saying that he was sexually assaulted while he played for the Redskins. But what I'm really trying to give this aspect is like these football, well, not even just football, but these af these athletes or these these teams, we go there as thousands of people. No one ever speaks about like people being missing after, you know, sporting events. There's thousands and thousands of people, particular children. But it's easy to traffic or convince people because you can get drunk, uh, you, you know, inebriated in any type of way and not even saying that you never make it into the stadium going to a um, what, what is those things? Um, the tailgate. tailgates. Yeah. So you never make it to the stadium because you're drunk at the tailgate. So you end up missing. But what I find it interesting when you look up the the Redskins cheerleaders and what they had to do, they were really being sex trafficked. They were had to make private calls. Um, if these individuals had um, special, they were special people. They they can get whatever they want to from those women. So if you know RG three dropping this book is going to open up the doorways on a lot of different NFL teams. I mean, they did fire John Gruden speaking about um, racism 
but that was the only thing that they wanted to give us because they always throw race in it to to distract us. But going back to the the bigger picture, would it be it wouldn't be crazy that all of these NFL teams, the NFL being the largest um, sporting um, company in our country, is actually into sex trafficking, men and women. And it's true though, and people don't believe it. Like as far as like it's even a sacrifice. And this was one thing I wanted to say, and I just wanted to leave it as far as Kanika Jenkins. I'm gonna leave it at this. I want you guys to go when you get the chance. Go on YouTube and pay attention to the funeral. Did anybody notice? At all the years I didn't been to funerals in many a days of my life. When have y'all ever known for the pastor to say a mother? was told to sacrifice her child. In what Lady context? Nia, didn't we bring say up what? Lady hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let's pay attention to that. Yeah. Say what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In what, in what context was that? She said, the man said it just like this here. God said Teresa Martin had to sacrifice her child. Come on, when have we ever heard that, y'all? Never. When have we ever heard that? When have y'all ever heard any pastor say that out of his mouth? Nothing. Wait, no, you already had sugar. Not only Stop. that, if people really paid attention to the funeral, you see the YouTubers, everybody that had something to do. Not only that, pay attention to the burial where you hear Teresa talking to the niece. When she said, I thought it was two of them. She going to say it was, but we could only do one today. We cremated the other one. Wow. Kanika was the one who got cremated. Antonia Evans' body was used. You want me to tell you why Kanika's body was cremated? You can't take a body to the morgue with no blood. Dang. Do you have the link to please that, that video? Do you have the link to the, that video, please? We need. Let me. Uh, I'm going no, on YouTube right not. now. What's up? And so, also, the, I'm trying to look at the. Hold on one second. Somebody rip that video before it ends up off of there after this 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 room. Yeah, I'll try to look at the Selena Gomez video. Send me the video. Was that the video you just put in the back channel? I'm not sure if that's the right one, but it, it seems to be. It's, it's the Okay. Oh, the whole funeral service. Okay, cool. What's the name of the music? Can you put that um, can you put that in the back chat in the, I'm sorry, in the Discord, please? Could put it under the new order okay. agenda. Because I don't know if I should no, go ahead and put it in the Ghislaine Maxwell because it's it's related. It is inadvert you know, like in a roundabout way it is because it's still this the human trafficking and, and things. So if you could put that video there so I could watch it later, I really is it how do yeah. you pin the who, who I'm missing. Who do I say? I'm trying to figure out who to send this link to so y'all can post it. Claudine. Yeah, please send it to me because I need to rip it real fast. Okay, I'm, I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you on here. Um, um, they want this story to this be known though because of trade. Let me, sorry, let me come in in my real account. It's on. Hold on. Because if Trey Gang is a Mason, he really broke down the whole. That's what they do to take story. the story. So I'm they, confused. Why would they want the story out if it's so deeply? They putting everybody else's story out. Want me to tell you why they putting the story out? Who would be the main people to talk? Those that ain't got paid yet, right? Oh. Since um, I wanted to put my a little 
I wanted to give you guys a little information, more information. Um, since we're talking about YouTube, you know, and everything's at our fingertips, I would like for you guys to go on YouTube and search up J Lo's creepy workout pick. Right? It's gonna be a video, and in oh the my God. dude, yes. I'm show so y'all she ended something up else to pay attention to. Remember, okay. Now we all oh, hold on one second, one second, one second. We'll get right after this. Uh, Leslie, I think was speaking. Yes, yes. Yes. Please finish that thought, and then we'll get to you later. Get the link. I'm sorry, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. But Claudine, did you get the link? No worries. Go ahead, Leslie. Yes, ma'am. I have it. Yes, ma'am. I have okay. it. Okay. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Okay. Um. So. The weird, creepy workout pic, right? If you guys search it up, it looks like a pale person that was like, it looks like a guy that did draining all of his blood out of him. And like somebody's has their, his, their hand over his mouth. So like he won't scream in the back of her workout pic. Okay. She went on a live interview because everybody was everybody noticed it and everybody was talking about it so of course she had to speak on it because it was obvious that there was a little boy in the back that looks like he's being tortured and she went and she said oh um that was aaron i i think her ex the the i don't know his name aaron i don't know his name but whatever his name is the baseball player yes him she said that he was on FaceTime call with a real estate agent on a laptop, and that's what that was. And if you guys look at the picture and really look at the picture, there's no computer, there's nothing. That looks like some that looks like she's sacrificing children inside of her own house and people. And they are doing that because guess what? These people are powerful. These people have the money. These people can buy a multi-million dollar house and kill people in the basement for a living. And how how is anybody going to find out about it? Nobody's going to be able to find out about it. And another thing, I'm not trying to make this about God or about the devil, but God is speaking to me. And God, and God is telling me to tell you guys that he is real. He is real. He is a thousand percent real. My friend... For example, I have friends in the music industry that are high up, you know? I have a guy friend. He does beats. He produces beats. He's a beats producer. He was He's from the same city I came from, little small town, and he actually made it out. He's signed to a record label with ASAP Mob, which is ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, all those guys. Um, one day, me and him are really close, so one day I was talking to him. And he had told me that he had to sell his soul in order for him to be able to be down with the ASAP mob. He told me he spoke to the devil himself. He spoke to the devil himself. And when he told me that he spoke to the devil himself, obviously I'm curious. I started asking questions. I'm like, so you said you spoke to the devil. Um what did he look like then when he told me that the devil comes to you in the form you feel more comfortable i lost my mind because i just i just had a feeling and i just knew in my heart that he was not lying who he would not lie about that and he still signed he lives in california he moved from where i was from 
And he's still signed to ASAP Rocky and all those people. He does beats for all of them. And he sold his song. He told me he spoke to the devil. And I wanted to let you guys know that. So you guys. So I'm sorry, that's my son. So you guys could know that the devil, you guys could believe me or not, but the devil and God exist. And that is my final. Can I respond directly to Leslie just briefly? This is how. Yeah, and then Lady has something to say. Sure. Uh, There is a story, an old and uh, excellent story by Robert Bloch, B-L-O-C-H, who most people know as the uh, guy who wrote the novel Psycho, but he wrote a number of things, I think other better things. It's not relevant to this, but he wrote a great story called That Hellbound Train, that involves deals with the devil. And when you just said that, Leslie, it just made this come immediately to mind because when the main character is approached by the devil uh, along the railroad tracks at night and all this stuff, he's dressed up as the conductor of this uh, hellbound train. And uh, in the course of their conversation, he says, like, uh, you know, I come to, I look different to everyone. You should see what I look like uh, out in Hollywood. What's the name of that? You said it was a movie? Uh, it's a short story called That Hellbound Train. It's short enough. I think you could probably find it online. And uh, that was by Robert Block, B-L-O-C-H. Great writer, a lot of things that in light of current stuff, uh, I think might merit more uh, looking into for certain comments and things that are, I guess, very much in plain sight. I'll just uh, leave it at that and invite everybody. There is some digging the and there's so many songs about the the train and like the train to hell and it's just really interesting now that all in 440 hertz too and they're I, in 440 and i like to go after lady um, yes please i didn't want to forget lady thank you so much lady i just wanted you guys do you all remember uh, like i said before we all know you know lindsay lohan lizzie lohan you know be out of mind sometimes but there was this one particular video that came to surface. She, I think she was either leaving a bar or a nightclub, but she ran into these group of people. And she was belligerently drunk, but this lady wasn't drunk enough to not know what she was saying. She asked him, she said, where are you going with those kids? Those kids are not yours. And they tried to belittle her. They tried to talk shit about her, but she brought something to the light five years ago. When that video surfaced, they called her crazy. They said she was out here just picking on people. But these this couple was walking with these kids. Now, if these are your kids, why are your kids walking behind you? Pay attention in the Kanika Jenkins case to the people in the hotel. Notice them kids. The people were walking in front. The kids were walking behind them. Those kids were going to be sex trafficked, and Lindsay Lohan brought that to the light. She asked them, where are you going with them kids? Them kids are not yours. They kept telling her. They brought the police over there and everything. Notice, 
She told the police them kids want hers. Police told her to stop picking with people. Ask me where them kids at now. So I am, uh, I YouTube that, uh, the best thing I could pull up was something called Lindsay Lohan stealing homeless people's kids as the mother. That's it. That's That's it. That's the video. Wow. And they thought she was losing her mind and the whole time them kids was being sex trafficked. I'm so. Two days later, they seen them people again with a whole different set of kids. She was on Clubhouse talking about a lot of stuff that was kind of included. Someone asked her. And she's like, she's very intuitive. That's and she she knew she couldn't talk much more about it. But she was just like, I just sometimes I have like an inner note. Yeah, and that is real. People don't want to believe it, but it is. And something I wanted to like talk about is like, you know, a lot of people would probably ask like, why are these celebrities like important? They are important for like the, the key fact because they're the ones who give us like the clues and the signals of everything that's like really going on like the one of the main ways we find out is through them and so like i, I feel like it's very important to like understand like these rituals and how they work and all of that because you never know if you're not careful if you don't see the signs like something like astro world could happen and one of your kids could be at one of those concerts and you don't know because you're not paying attention to like who these people like what they represent or the signs that they be showing um and so like you know like down to like the asap rocky thing somebody was talking about asap mob and um something like that and it brought me like back to asap rocky and i don't know if you guys ever saw that picture of him um in the middle of a printogram with um all his homies surrounding him yeah, I saw that. Yep. Um, yeah, I saw that. If you guys, yeah, and if you guys like PTR, like it's in my PTR now. Um, I'm Tiante, like down here, but um, like it's it's like very like crazy because like we've heard about this shit like over the years. I mean, like with Bone Thugs and Harmony, they did a lot of rituals. Um, and like it's kind of like um, oh, there it is, hope- there it is, the Crossroad. Yeah, yeah, the Crossroad record, but the Crossroad record is very significant. That one's very significant because that also represents somebody else, which is like Robert Johnson, who actually went to the crossroads and sold his soul to learn how to to become the greatest guitar player of all time. Um, you know, um, and so like I think those things are like really like relative. And uh, I lost my train. I thought I was gonna say something. Oh yeah. Um, um, oh lord, it was something I was gonna say about the kids and shit. Fuck, I lost my thought. But um. No, like this stuff is like really important to like understand. Um, Rihanna with anti, which Rihanna is with ASAP Rocky. Um, I know a lot of people love Rihanna. I love her too, but you got to face the facts of like what is. Um, anti, um, she has a little girl with her eyes covered. Um, that's what I was gonna say. Hocus Pocus. Um, thank God I caught that. But Hocus Pocus was about adrenochrome. Um, it was about them doing rituals, sucking the energy and the life out of these children to stay young and to stay alive and to stay immortal, basically. Um, and the funny thing is, um, if you watch that movie, she sings a song that brings all the children to her, um, uh, to them as a whole. And this song kind of lulls them. It's like a spell. And so like when a lot of people feel like, oh, why do, why do these celebrities even matter? You guys are so worried about them. It's because 
they can literally affect your brain. A lot of people don't understand how our brains work and how like certain like flows of like, you know, frequency. Yeah. The frequencies within our brain and how they work and how they can really affect children and program. Not only children, but everybody, you know, yeah, everybody, everybody. everybody as a whole. Exactly. And how it seems that children are more susceptible. They yeah, are. exactly. Because I'm. Uh, yeah, they're more vulnerable. The, yeah, the children's of minds. Their their minds are open and developing from the age of like birth to like the age of twenty five. So throughout all of that time, your mind is just being programmed and molded. So like conditioning, it's really important. Exactly, and so like it's really um, it's really imperative that people like really listen to this because you know like. It doesn't matter. Like your kids can think you're strict, all that shit. But like, it's important because you could be protecting their minds from something. And one more thing that I would like to mention: um, another technology that you guys should also be aware of that you guys should search up. Um, I don't know if anybody in here has watched Black Lightning, um, which is yes. a TV oh show, my God. and they discontinued it. Yeah, they know, did. He mentioned it. Too much. The girl that plays in Black Lightning. Oh yeah, y'all go on her TikTok. Go on yeah, her China. TikTok page. She explains a lot. Yeah, China and McLean, she actually let go of the industry. She actually quit acting because her friend died, Cameron Boyce, which he was also a sacrifice, funny enough. He was Wait, with Disney. Thank you. Can you explain more about One mic. Huh? One mic. Thank you. Okay. Um, and if you know anything about Cameron Boyce, he was a part of Disney. And if you know anything about Disney, then you'll know that he was sacrificed. Um, so, um, and uh, let's see. Um, can you, can you go into that a little bit more? Cause I do recall her crying. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can that's you the reason why, that's the reason why like China and McLean actually quit acting and she got really like religious and spiritual. Like after Cameron died, I don't know if anybody else noticed that. Yeah. Um, I she got heavily, she got super Christian afterwards. She said the the music industry, I mean, not the music industry, but the yeah, she did. industry wasn't for her. Um, she said, like, it was, it's it's not something she wanted to be in anymore. And it was mostly after Cameron died, because you got to think about it, her and Cameron grew up together. You got to think about it. All these children, if you're in the entertainment industry, it doesn't matter if you're born into it or if you, or if you develop into it over time. All these children actually grow up together, like every single last one of them. Um, and we see that now with like even the new kids um that are like growing up and shit, but they all grow up together. And Cameron Boys was half black and half Jewish. And if you know anything about um Jewish, like the Jewish community, they like practice Kabbalah and all that shit. Um, which necessarily isn't bad depending on which side you want of like of it, but that's all in retrospect, but that's really important because it goes back to like people like Madonna, Ariana Grande, who all practice Kabbalah as well. Um, and if you know anything about Madonna, she's fucking crazy too. And so is Ariana Grande because she sacrificed all the people at her concert in Amsterdam. We're not going to get into all of that. But Cameron, but Cameron uh, Boyce, but mm-hmm. Cameron Boyce was reportedly he died of an overdose. Um, but a lot of people were speculating that he died from, um, he was sacrificed, um, reasons why they said, if I'm not mistaken, he wanted to like pull away from Disney and other stuff. And so like Cameron Boyce was one of their biggest moneymakers because he was one of the main original actors from like back then. And so like, you got to think about it. Like they got to keep that whole 
But so they gotta keep that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Why you think they brought Raven Simone back? Um, which was also that's also a whole nother conversation. Yeah, another one. She tells she talks a lot too. She talks a lot too. She tells a lot of stuff too. After after Cameron died, they had to bring back one of the originals because they had killed off one of the originals, which was Cameron. Cameron had been on many Disney movies and TV shows, like from the beginning. Um, and so like they had to bring in an old person, which is Raven. And yeah, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, that's the reason why China and McLean. But to get back to the Black Landing point, thank God I kept that in my mind because I'm kind of ADHD, y'all. So when I hear like a lot of points being brought out, like it kind of distracts me. But um, Black Lightning, if you watch that show, um, that's really important. It talks about like experimenting on uh, lower communities and stuff like that. Kids going missing. Like there's a lot of stuff about that. But there's one thing in particular that is really important and connects to the music thing and how it controls your brain waves. But um, there's a, a scene, um, and I, I'm sorry if I spoil this for anybody, but there's a scene where Lynn is being programmed through the screen that she's looking at all day and all these messages keep popping up on the screen. Her eyes can't see it, but her subconscious mind is picking it up. And when I was really heavily into manifestation, I was learning about all the different types of things that you could do to reprogram your mind. That was one option that they had. They actually would send me links to, um, they would send me links to buy the program, which would have words pop up on my screen all day while I was like scrolling or doing whatever. And I wouldn't see it with my physical eye, but my subconscious mind would pick up on it. And they send me emails to buy the program and um, that they could load onto my computer and it would just feed my mind different words and stuff. And so if you watch Black Lightning, that's exactly what happens to her. And it tells her to take green light every day. And so eventually her mind was programmed to take green light, which started to fuck her up and she became addicted to it. Um, and so like, um, it's the same thing with us. That's why like television is very important because like it does television. Not only the program you watching is programming you, but also there's no telling what's behind that screen. Um, so, and you guys should really look into like Black Mirror. Black Mirror is really important because Black Mirrors are portals and a TV is a Black Mirror basically. Um, and oh god oh god you just reminded me i'm sorry for interrupting when you yeah. said that i remember yeah. seeing like um behind one of the tvs at, uh, at one of my former friend's house by the way the tv you can clearly see that it was a portal and there were entities on the other side of the portal so i was like uh-uh with that that friendship ended that day as i ran out the door <laughs> that a bitch no when you guys no, get to ch- uh claudine i'm not meaning to cut you guys off Claudine, no, I, I was done. I was done. Oh, was I sent you thing. the other link, but I also want you guys to look at my PTR because I only not only did I find the video, but I found the comment. Check out my PTR. So I yeah, have a hey, question. I want to say something. Are we gonna? Um, this is hold on one 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 Are we gonna talk about the trial at all? I was just kind of curious. What's who? Who? Who was that speaking? Uh, I started no, no, first. But... Yes, I understand. But who is the female speaking? Who's that? Okay, hey, this is Lisa, guys. I'm just listening. So what we're doing, um, we are going to talk about the trial. We have been talking about the trial. And, of course, you know, the conversation is going to center around until we get some feedback from our correspondents that are in the courtroom right now. Until we get some feedback from there, we're just expanding on the conversation. 
from many different aspects of, you know, and, and basically deep diving and unpacking. So um, there is someone that is posting something, some um, stuff that's going on in the court in the discord. So um, I'm going to allow this to keep, you know, go on the conversation to keep flowing for like another 15, 20 minutes. And then I'm, we're going to go into the discord um, and read that. Whoever is posting it, are you on the stage right now? Because y'all names be different in the discord than it is on Clubhouse. If you're on the stage, let me know. Okay, so they're not on the stage. They must be in the audience. So um, I, I'll have Bree read those transcripts for us of you know some of the things that are going on in the court today. Um, it's not a whole lot of stuff, but it. Sorry, guys, I was getting a phone call. It's it's something. So we we will be able to um tap into that. But let them go. But you know what I'm saying. Like if you want to, you know, check back in a little bit later. Definitely, we'll have replays. You know what I mean. So you know, if this part of the conversation doesn't interest you. You may want to check back in with us in a little while, and uh, when we get our correspondence on the ground uh, back in the room. And allegedly, it's supposed to be taking six days for this entire case. So today's the sixth day. Ain't that a bitch? Okay, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Picasso. Running Wolf was we'll speaking. Thank you. Running Wolf, um, can you pick up the. Yeah. Can I, say, um, can I say something really quickly, though? Who said it was supposed to be six days instead of six weeks? I'm just trying to understand. Hey, six, six days. Can speak? Six, uh, I thought it was. Mm -mm. Sucker free. Who told you that? No, that was Picasso. That's Picasso, not sucker free. I know those voices now. All right, sorry, y'all. I'm another sucker free. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. We're not trying to do the Bible. Be in cards. Look, no words. No words. No words. Uh, I'm not cutting nobody off. Claudine, if you get the chance, check the PTR and I sent the link, the other yeah. link in your Thank background. You. Thank you, Ronnie, yeah. for being patient. Mm -hmm. All righty, let's let Running Wolf talk. Thank you. Peace, room. Peace, gods. So there's a so, some light to shed. I don't know if this is been discussed or if how known this is you guys were mentioning bone thugs and harmony and rituals and this does actually tie into not the case in particular but uh it, it it dwells in the domain of what maxwell and epstein were involved in i'm uh <laughs> I, i'm from inglewood and uh, la greater los angeles area I live in the mountains now, but coming up in the hood, a lot of people don't know this, deep in the, and I mean the hood hood, like, you know, people sitting on their porch with, with AK-47s, they stole off of trains, and they even have military silencers, they're called dilometers, like real, real hood. Deep in the hood, the hoods within Inglewood and Los Angeles, uh, they practice Satanism and voodoo, very... In a very layman's way, though, <laughs> it's not organized as it is in the richer communities. Um, and because of that, they had opened themselves up to. I'm trying to not get the room shut down with these terms here, because this is the real real in the hood where they were practicing Satanism and voodoo and things like that. because They were tired of being broke, essentially. Um, practices like cutting the hair off of someone they wanted to curse uh, and putting it in the head of a snake um, and spinning it over fire 
Um, like I, I know, I, I know actual real voodoo practices that have been used, um, baby head scrying, obsidian scrying and things like that to obtain wealth and power because in the hood, everybody want, at least back then before record labels collapsed due to pirating music, everybody wanted that record deal and it became rampant and the record labels uh, became aware of the, the the rampant Satanism in the hoods and sent sleeper agents into the hood to initiate families where they would pay families for their children. They were recruiting um, rappers to propel this Satanistic agenda with promise of riches and fame and things like that. I wouldn't say I subscribe to you. So you, they believe it. There is a power in it, but there is a core power that is restricted from the melanated communities. There is a tier system to this hierarchy of archetypes that they sacrifice children to. What's reserved, they get what's called a black card. This black card has infinite amount of funds on it, but you're not allowed as a melanated person to withdraw whenever you want. Non-melanated people are able to. And this black card is highly monitored and you're only allowed to withdraw a certain amount of funds at certain points in time. <laughs> this is crazy, but Wu-Tang Clan, and this deals with why ODB was taken out, okay? The Wu-Tang Clan and and uh, the people surrounding them, their friends, the homies, the families, and things like that. I'm not going to say Riz is a bad dude. I'm not going to say that. But some things went down. Um, they made it. They made some deals. Riz made some deals. And I know that there's like documentaries that come out. I know people kind of know the story that kind of like Riza was the one that got everybody together and, 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 and made it happen. Well, what they're not going to explain is that when he was contacted by the nation for using um, a name that he didn't understand the meaning of, which was uh, Prince Rakim, <clears throat> he was going around trying to falsely assume this, this power. And the nation, the 5% nation, contacted him and said, hey, look, man, you don't, you don't knock this off. We're going to take you out. Well, he <laughs> was contacted by, I'm not going to drop any names, but he was contacted by other powers who said, hey, look, we can get you that power. We can provide for you uh, um, assets and resources that will convince you and your friends to, to become this group. And the only one, the only one who was not down with it was Old Dirty Bastard. He went along with it, but he was at odds with, with what the RZA was doing. And I, I'm being very general here. Into is that they go into these lower-income communities and they have families that birth children for this Kabbalic process. And the Kabbal that 
runs the hip hop industry is like the 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 scum of of the whole entire cabal they they because it's dealing with the melanated peoples and they're considered the cursed people and they're not respected even in the realms of witchcraft they're still uh, on the lower uh, tier i'm sorry ron um are you talking about the askenazi community of uh, of the jewish community that's that that's considered mm, to be I'm not. Uh, uh, <laughs> look, man, I get rooms shut down for stuff I say, and I, I, I'm not going to say it's not that. I'm not going to say it's not that. Very closely tied. So where where they're at now is, I met Lil Uzi Burt at a press kit release party, and I'll tell you these these people, Wiz Khalifa too. Wiz Khalifa, he's 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 a big old B word. Me and the homie Smooth was at his little mansion party, and and we got kicked out because we were freestyling over his beats, and he didn't like it. And Lil Uzi Vert, we saw him sitting on the couch, man. You know, all, all the all the men in this room, there's a certain way to sit next to another dude, and 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 you could just tell that that there's a something's up. Right, yeah, a little too, little too friendly, a little ownership, too feminine, a little too ownership. Yeah, man, and 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 their quote unquote entourage, they're their handlers. When we met Lil Uzi Vert, there was dudes like I said, I'm from the hood. A lot of these so called handlers, the way they wear the sunglasses, they wear sunglasses all the time for a reason. You know, I can get into that later. The eyes are the key to. Well, if they have one. <laughs> if they have one they gotta wear them sunglasses because uh they, yeah there's something in the eye there's it's or rather a lacking of and they had these tattoos that were gang affiliated i'm like hey man that's 21s that's wow that's treetop that's this that what are they doing you know playing security guard like playing entourage playing security guard playing bodyguard like i know these cats I know those tattoos. I know what gangs they're from. And all of them were that had this, this esque of Lil Uzi Vert's really, he's a really feminine. He's, he's got broken wrists. I'm going to just say that. He's real feminine. And, and the way his auntie <laughs> said he got broken wrists. His wrist is broke, man. And we trying to talk to him. Hey, Ooze, Ooze. You can't even look his way without these dudes kind of like like they want to block the cam kind of thing. And he was sitting on his couch with all these cats like they was like they was, you know, romantically involved. And me and the homie Smooth was like, man, this is this is bugging like this is crazy. This is weird shit. And the party was popping. I ain't gonna lie. The party was popping. Glass tables, piles of coke, sex everywhere, bathtub full of uh, chambord. The whole nine. There was a point in time that night at that night, they had brought in these kids, man. They brought in a bunch of people, and then there was a bunch of kids, and they were out on the dance floor. And it started getting, it started going there. People started disappearing, like the party started thinning out. Where's everybody going? You know, me and Smooth, we at the bar, we like, where's everybody going? I told my uncle, I called my uncle. I'm like, hey, man, looks like the party's thinning out. Uh, send, send the ride back because we got paid for uh, a travel ride throughout the city. And I was like, send the ride back, man. The party's closing out. It's getting funky. By the time we left, 
all them kids, they had took them kids somewhere. Now, we didn't see nothing. We didn't see nothing going down. But they brought a bunch of kids in, and they brought them in under the guise of, oh, you know, they're, you know, the kids of the friends and the, the random people who, who came off the red carpet, who, who bought the tickets to be here, and they just wanted their kids to come and take the pictures with the with the famous people, you know, it was like a, under the guise of like a photo shoot thing. They left, Lil Uzi Vert still on the couch one last time. Ooze, man, like, you know, your shit's dope, man. Ooze, ooze. One of, one of the little bodyguard dudes stepped up, grabbed my homie uh, Smooth's arm and said, it's time for y'all to leave. Very sternly. And me and him, bo- and we ain't, we ain't no, we ain't no punk, punk bitches, I'll tell you, but the fear of God, boy, I'm telling you, we both were like, hey, man, let's get the hell up out of here. Like, let's go. Told my uncle, I'm like, man, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? At the time, my uncle was doing some basketball stuff with the game, the rapper. The game was doing something in basketball in L.A. And uh, he was like, oh, man, I'm up here with the game right now. I can't be, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't be up there with y'all right now. And I was like, oh, the game? I said, yeah, that's some funky stuff. He had me on speaker song. I said, yeah, that's some funky stuff. They brought up something about a room called Pandora's Box and, you know, all kinds of shit. All woo, woo, woo. And the game was like, uh, I heard him over the phone. He was like, hey, man, and who's that? He was like, it's my nephew. It's my nephew, Lewis. And he was like, I need to talk to homie. And I, I won't tell you that conversation, but put it this way. The hip hop community is the lowest form of Satanism and if you want to look at, if you want to find these, 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 the evidence, if you will, if you want to really see where it's just blatant, it's not as controlled. It's not as secretive. It's, it's very out there in the hip hop community. If you go to like these, these rich mansion parties where it's all white folk, it's eyes wide shut. You ain't there unless you went, went through all kind of loops and, and red tape and backdoor stuff. But it, within the hip hop community, it's right there in your face, man. It's right there in your face. And they have no quarrel throwing one of the melanated people under the bus as sacrifices, as taking the egg in the face. You got your Kobe's, you got your uh, 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 R. Kelly, you got your R. Kelly's, you got, they'll throw them under the bus right now. But these white folk, it's going to be a little harder to track what they're doing now. Getting back to this trial, the melanated children from these lower income communities, they go to these lower income communities to get these 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 melanated children. And that's where they make their walnut sauce from. I'm just that's where they get it from. They don't go into any other communities. They don't uh, uh, allow them to come in through ritual. They just absolutely come. And they don't even have to kidnap them because these families, they're so poor. They'll offer them 10 grand for uh, six-year-olds and, and it gets, uh, the, the price drops as they get older. Um, six-year-olds, I th- believe, yeah, six years old is like the, uh, uh, like the prime, the creme de la creme to these. Because that's when their kundalini starts to formulate. And uh, through a kundalini breaking ritual process, um, the de-serpentine nagadratri, de-serpentine nagadratri, dealing with the oak tree rituals, when they're born under a certain manifestation, a certain time, they will use obsidian scrying methods to learn how to ritually take the essence of melanated 
people and six-year-old melanated boys are the most potent, most powerful essence that they can steal. So this is just some stuff I want to throw out there. So if you guys are doing your scholarship and you want to research some stuff, look into what's going on in these lower income communities around these, uh, you know, what's surrounding the hip hop culture and, and, and the R and B culture, because that's where it's very question. rapid and when very, you come to a close. I have a question for you. I'm, I don't I'm want to interrupt. Sorry, but... No, you're good. I'm close. Yeah, I, and I didn't want to cut you off at all. I but really you did though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just was really like, I really appreciate your share because I can tell that you aren't just like bullshitting. You actually like are sharing something you experienced and you have insight and inside knowledge. And um, I could go into like some personal experiences I have had with celebrity culture. Like it's pretty deep, but um, I don't want to talk about that right now. Um, but I am like, my life has been really interesting because I, I just have, from what I've experienced, some insider stuff, I just have this real sense like something is not fucking right. Like I had a personal relationship, like a five-year love with a man that became famous and I knew he would. He was very talented, went to the Grammys with him, everything. So I could talk more about that later, but like some things just seem off and it's hard to like, it's hard to like pinpoint it, you know, like, but right. you just know, like something like it's you see vibe. things that are weird. Yeah, It's a whole. Vibe yeah. And that's... like people are like always like writing it off as like, no, it's just art or like this or that, or it's just a party or whatever. But what I wanted to ask you, I have so many questions I could ask. Um, but like, this is what keeps coming up and to the group as well. If anyone else has to share, like, and I just want to say, like, I believe you. I believe that this shit is real. So that being said, like, I'm not asking this question from, like, a like a cynical doubter point of view. But I'm just trying to, like, literally get to the root of it so we can figure this shit out. What I always don't understand is, like, okay, like, say you're at a party and then some shit's weird and they're, like, taking these kids and, like, going somewhere else. Or, like, there's orgies or child sacrifice. Like, in the day and age of like everyone has a cell phone, it's super easy to like record things. Like why? You leave those nobody... at the door. Yeah. Huh? When you go, when you go in, so there's, there's, there's a, there's pocket checkers. When you go in that you, okay. there's a dress code and you have to have a certain, you have to have the men, you have to have a button up, no jacket and slacks and they pocket check you. And if you mm -hmm. have a cell phone, you got to leave that. They check it into a lockbox and they give you the key, but they put all, they put all that in a lockbox. What you don't the take fuck? That yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, I heard that like, before. Like, they, you have so to drop like, me. people just willingly surrender that because they want so badly to be in, like, a celebrity mm -hmm. party? Is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, you got to take so, my so cell phone and drink definitely. with Woo Wop? Yeah, they have no quarrel. Right. They have no quarrel, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I want to put my input. The last thing I'll say, when, I, when I feel you, like, I just want to say, I'm just surprised that, like, I'm just surprised that, like, even without, like, celebrity culture, but, like, these, like, Illuminati-type, like, Bohemian Grove things we hear about, like, I'm just surprised that in this day and age, someone hasn't been able to, like, infiltrate and, like, get a video or record, because I just don't think it would be that hard.
these days. So it just surprises me is all. And I hope Keep that in mind, people are threatened for their lives. I agree. I just want to yeah. add real quick. Like, That's why I just want to make sure that we're not doing the judgment thing. That's why I stepped in a second ago because, and I know you're not trying to judge. I'm just saying it because the thing is, is that if, you know, just like how we interact and engage in life, Someone will ask us to do something, and because we don't know what comes next, we don't even understand why we're told to do a thing. There are so many places in life that I've been told, you're not allowed to have a camera. Look at the court. Our correspondents are going to this court, and they're told they're not allowed to record, right? Why not? Mm -hmm. So, so, So let's not put this, this, this onus on people to foresee things that they're not even prepared to know they're supposed to foresee. Does that make sense? Because it, it's like, hold on, M. Because it's, it's and, and I don't mean it any kind of way, it's just like, hold on. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know what you're walking into, I, I, I do recall me sharing with you guys about an hour ago while I was driving that I signed an NDA. Because I come from a corporate culture, I, do, I, I sign an NDA. That's what you do. You don't do things where you're supposed, you, you know that there's intellectual property or things that could be shared, but that has nothing to do with what I may have seen or been exposed to. Do you understand what I mean? You just sign it because this is my job. This is my duty. This is what I do. Or I'm going to this event. This is a part of it. This is what I do, right? No one signs up saying, okay, I'm going to this party. I know I'm going to see some kids. And I know they're going to disappear. And then all of a sudden, I'm just supposed to be, you know, not, not have my recording device in, 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 on my person at that time. Be intoxicated to even. That part. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. the thing is, is like, <laughs> I just I just want to put that out there because it, 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 it's like we put the onus on people who are not even involved that are ancillary. Right. To, to do this thing that they don't even know that they're party or witness to, because still, even so, recording what? He literally said he didn't see anything. Uh, yeah, and I wanted to, uh, to build from that. I'm not done. I, I just pause because sometimes we just need a pause so that people can digest what was just shared, okay? I was driving and I really had something to say and like, I really, really had something to say because it was important. But then I heard that and it just made me say, hey, we have to address this because it's almost, and I know you didn't mean it, love. I know, don't take it personal. But you probably aren't the only one who had these thoughts. We're ready to point the finger at a person who didn't even realize potentially what they were even involved in in the moment that they were involved in it. Right? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. I just want to you know, let me let me know when I, I can I, respond. I, I was still, I, you know what? It doesn't even require a response because it's technically really not directly to you. Like it's to not, respond when you're and done. you're still interrupting me, and I'm asking you not to. I'm I asking you, you not to let to me know when I, you're. I, okay, and look, look, chill. Okay, chill. All right. What I'm saying is, is because there's an entire room of people that may be in the same place. That's why I specifically said numerous times, it's not directed to you because we are all guilty of this, right? We all are. Well, why didn't you know? 
So that's the only reason why I stepped in. I didn't say anyone was guilty. Okay, I'm not I am not speaking to you. Right. Do you not comprehend? Do you Stop. not comprehend? Yes, do you not comprehend? my comment isn't about Okay, you. but you do not comprehend. Do you not comprehend? I do comprehend, and I wasn't believing you. Anything. Okay, so stop interrupting me, because if you comprehended, you would know I'm not the person that you want to interrupt right now. Okay, this is a room. It's a gentle room. It's a loving room. You know what? Where is she? Who is this person? I'm muted. Okay, because I, I, that's my point is it's not you, yet you're still internalizing it as if it is you. It's not you. This is the problem in these spaces is that people center and make things about themselves. These children are bigger than any one of us in this room. And so rather than make it about him or me or anybody who has possibly been in a space like this, remember these children. Because it ain't about any one of us, it's about them. The conversation went from to, to Kanika to all these things that I'm driving and I'm receiving these things and I'm listening and I'm going through this stuff and I'm like, these friggin' kids. These children, it is not about us. It's about these kids. You have an entire system of tens of thousands of people across the globe, hundreds of thousands of people across the globe that are systematically destroyed. Cut it out cut it out that are systematically destroying the lives of children taking children out and if you know anything about me you know i am passionate about these damn children so the minute you think that something is about you remind yourself i don't care about you i care about these damn kids it is not about us and remember that. Take the ego out of it. Again, not you, all. When somebody brings something to us that they realize after the fact that, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. And as as as, as running wolf, not running man, <laughs> let's add some laughter there. Thanks for bringing. Okay. After he shared that, my thought went back to, what's the little girl, Aretha Franklin. Her dad brought adults into that home continuously over and over again and pranced her around and her talent. And she was raped as a child and became a child mother, like what, 10, 11, 12 years old. And if you pay attention in that film, how they ignored the fact they glossed over the fact that this child was bringing forth children before her time because they were prancing around her talents. That's what it brought me to, okay? Many are culpable of their actions. How many adults sat around and were so grateful for her voice and didn't pay attention to what was happening at the same time? Focus on the kids. 
because not every adult is culpable for the actions of other adults. That's all I'm saying. And it's not you. Trust me, love. I'm not saying you. Let's focus on these kids because any diversion, a diversion away from them is problematic. Let's focus on these kids and uncovering these, 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 these lies and this deceit around victimizing and destroying the lives and the souls of children for sacrificial things that have nothing to do with any one of us that show up in this room. Because it could be any one of our children. And I heard lady say, she was supposed to be a number and her daughter was supposed to be a number. Remember that. At any given moment, it could be any one of us. And I don't know if I remember the name right. I was driving. Melissa. Melissa. It could have been Melissa because they thought she was a child. There are mothers walking around in stores with their children. I walk around and tell my son he can't come with me to a store because sometimes he likes to be loosey-goosey. Understand that because there are mothers out there who take their kids to stores and their kids want to play around underneath the daggone circular things with the, with the clothes and all of a sudden their kids are gone because there are people preying on that. Any one of us can be a victim of this. And all I'm saying is be vigilant because these children deserve us to be vigilant. And now I'm closing my mic. Can I can I respond to that real quick? Uh, not really respond. Yeah, right. just hold 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 on, because uh, I still I wanted to provide some awareness of what the atmosphere is 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 like there, and and the checking in the phones and why that happens. The adults that are going to this stuff, they're 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 going in. They don't want themselves to be filmed because they're going in and they know that they're going to enter into some debauchery. Okay, I, I, and, and they're told for intellectual property sake and, and saving a face of these celebrities when they when they're allowed to the to these, uh, you know, uh, these types of get downs. A lot of them, they know, like, man, I'm going to get coked up. I'm taking my clothes off and I'm going wild. So that's the atmosphere. And then when the children are brought in, they do this weird division of events the uh and and you know what claudine said it, it it sparked another memory they did have some of these children they were quote unquote aspiring artists and they'll have them perform and he'll give them the mic and do some karaoke and some of them would do some dances what made it uncomfortable was these kids man they look like uh the beauty pageants they, they they dressed them like they were grown full makeup hair done hairspray the whole night and you couldn't really tell they were underage if you didn't have that type of discernment you know you could look behind the eyes and be like man that's a child but physically they they prop them up to look like adults and they do they, they essentially put them on display with the guise of oh they're aspiring artists and let's give them that opportunity to feel like they've made it right now and you know let's put them up there and, and platform and have them blah, blah 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 it got weird because they were doing stuff it's like i can't watch a kid doing that dancing sexy and 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 like it's weird 
And so at the end of it, when people start dispersing, they know who's down and who's not. And what I was mentioning about the entourage, that's how the industry keeps their ear to the streets. These guys are working for the industry. The whole kids under the clothes thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially in the hood. Dudes who get who 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 get shot gang related. Blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you right now, a lot of the times those, those aren't just gang members. They're they're being uh, they're being put up by the CIA, by the FBI to go and take these dudes out and make it look like a gang shooting. But they're 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 100 uh, percent uh, federal officials who are just gang members ear to the streets so this stuff runs absolutely deep and yeah it's right in plain sight y'all it's right in plain sight so that atmosphere of to say yeah these people don't know what they're necessarily getting into and and they're putting themselves in these situations because they're going in with the mentality that i'm going to do wrong and and be sinful tonight on top of it so i just wanted to put that out there too the atmosphere is just absolutely dark and debaucherous and it's it's something that, you know, like every people, once they get it, they realize, oh, man, it's not what it looks like on TV because they're not showing everything. And that's why I'm not big, because I was like, this ain't. Mm -mm. So I started my own company, Atun Root Productions. That's why it's taken me a little longer to get into the limelight, because I turn all, I turn I turn my back to all that. Now, I'm not saying I'm super major talented or anything like that, but I have many an opportunity to to take advantage of certain circumstances but i'm like you know if this is how it goes down you know i i, I don't want to be a part of that frequency and i didn't realize it was at that level at the time it's just you know i'm a man of of source you know and it's like i'm not trying to be out here just pimping hoes as they put it either it's like i don't want to be a part of that frequency regardless so i just want to put that out there and uh and, and anybody wants to build after that i'm, I'm good I'm closing my yeah, I want to build off of what Claudine said because she's absolutely right in calling that energy out because I think that what they've done is a great job of programming us into thinking that in order for something to be fucked up, it has to be done on this grand scale. And once it's done on this grand scale, there's no way uh, a quote-unquote good person or good Samaritan wouldn't act on it or do something. And that sentiment is part of the reason why they're able to get away with this shit. Cause like running what just said, it's subtle. They're subtle about it. If you're at a Hollywood party and they bring in a bunch of kids to perform because your energy isn't operating on that low vibrational, disgusting shit, your your mind isn't automatically going to think that something is wrong or that you you know what i mean you're witnessing something that's just not normal you're going to rationalize it to the best of your ability because of where you are so i i'm glad you called it out because i know she was very she wasn't very rude about it or how it came across but it is very dangerous to walk around thinking that there's no way they can get away with something on that level because by now in 2021, somebody somewhere would have caught it and, and put it online. That's all I wanted. But to that's say. not what I said. And it's not about me, but my point is being misunderstood. And I would love to respond if I could, if we don't want to just have an echo chamber and we actually want to learn. Of course, we don't need to do all the passive aggressive, just state your stuff. No one was trying to silence you. And 
Well, I was silenced. I was put down in the goo, so that's not true. And I will okay, move on. Listen. So what we're, what, whoop, 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 hold on. What we're not going to do? Let me just start here. Let me let me just start because we're going we're going to finish this right here. You were put into the audience by someone, not me, because you kept interrupting me. And all I wanted to do was finish my thought because we're not trying to silence you. And no way, shape, or form is anyone trying to silence you. But what you're not going to do is interrupt me while I'm speaking. That's it. And if you were speaking and I interrupted you, then I would be wrong. But you were not speaking. So don't do the, the, the victimhood or any passive aggressive here because that's not what it was. And that's all I'm asking you not to do. Okay, I wasn't. Uh, it's your turn. I'm closing my mic. I wasn't interrupting you when I asked to let me know when I could speak. And I was muting after that and you just wouldn't let me. So I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt you. And I was just asking, hey, can I respond when you're done? But I feel like it got misunderstood. And my point got misunderstood as if I was saying that um, uh, it's not about me. The point I that I was I, making I, I, is not, hold on, I'm not. This is Lisa, though. This is my room. Please okay. talk. I have do you want to create an life. echo chamber or do you want to learn? Hold on. Can you? Can you? Okay, so I don't know what has taken place because I did have to step away for about 15 or 20 minutes, okay? So I don't know what's going on, but just based upon how you responded to me just now, I can kind of see what is happening. I thought you were I'm the same woman. I'm sorry. Right, so just relax. Okay, what we're going to do, we're going to start from zero. Um, I don't like that kind of energy in here. We're going to just continue with the conversation. Whatever happened, just squash it. Let it, you know, just let's move along and keep the conversation very high level. Just let and it burn. Do what we've been doing all day long because, you know, we don't do that in the Matrix Unveil. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure, I don't know who put you to the audience. I don't know what happened. Um, I apologize, you know what I'm saying? And if, you know, hopefully if you did something wrong that, you know, you can apologize to whoever that is in the back channel. But right now we're going to get back on topic. Please, let's. I, I apologize. May I speak? Let her speak. Let her speak, please, Reagan. Thank you. I apologize to anyone that got offended. I did not mean to. I just wanted a chance to respond, and I will go ahead. And what I'm trying to say is my original point was never about blaming anyone. Like, why isn't anyone recording this? Like, why, why aren't these people at the party saving these children? Like, it's not about onus or blame. I'm simply playing devil's advocate so that we can get to the bottom of this. I am for the children. I want this to be exposed. So I agree with everything you said, like it's covert, it's subtle. It doesn't mean that because this hasn't come out on video or recording, it doesn't mean that it's not real. And I made that really clear, that's not my point. I'm just saying my hope is in the day and age of like, technology being so easy to have and take in and like tons of people becoming aware of this in celebrity culture and talking about it more and more. My hope is that we will eventually get some sort of like infiltration where we can see something that we someone could put on the internet. And I don't think it's a bad question to sometimes consider like, why are people doubting this like what what is the mind of someone that could just dismiss us all as crazy conspiracy theorists because if we can get to know that mindset 
and understand it, we're more likely to be able to make the case and actually get something done. So thank you for letting me speak. My point was totally misconstrued and I feel like I'm not placing blame on anyone. I'm simply saying there is that part of me that's like surprised that nothing has ever been documented. Now that doesn't, again, it doesn't mean it's not happening. I just hope that it will get shown at some point. And I land my- Reagan, I think what you're trying to say is like, you're hoping that something irrefutable that the cognitive dissonance can't, you know, engulf would come out at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, I hear stories. Reason, hold on, guys. This topic is really, really difficult. And, um, you know, this topic is very difficult. And the reason why it's so hard for people to wrap their minds around this is because we, we generally tend to um, project onto others, like, who we are. And so, like, most people are not this depraved and sick. So it's hard. And not only that, we live in a celebrity worship culture where people like to look at the ones that are placed in front of us on our television. You know, if you ever look at the um, the Milgram experiment where it talks about people that are in the, um, positions of authority, you, the, the, how they will do the most heinous things because they think that, you know, someone in a, in a lab coat is more intelligent, more powerful than they are, and they're doing it. Um, it's a psychology thing. So we live in a society that we have been indoctrinated into to believe that, you know, um, people that uh, are on high, you know, quote unquote on high, you know, that they're, they're uh, above everything. You know, we almost put them into sainthood and we're doing this, not we, me, or specifically anybody in this room, I'm just speaking in general, that um, they would never do anything like this because they make you feel good. You are aspiring. They have set the tone, the, you know, for who you need to strive to be in society. So it's hard to think that, you know, these people are doing these things, but they are. That's true. We've been proving that, you know, multiple times. And we don't, you don't have to have somebody just come right out and just show you they can't do that. You know, the, but all the clues are there and those people get shut down. They're being called crazy when they do come out. So we have to keep all of this in mind, you know, as we move forward and we try to unpack all this and to bring awareness to the fact that some very heinous things are going on right underneath our noses in society. And it's always been this way. We just never knew about it. So I'm going back on mute. The floor is open. Lisa, that's I'm trying to respond. If I can just say something really quick in regards to the parties. Um, sorry for interrupting, Claudine. I did, I did think you were finished at that time. I'm sorry. Um, so in regards to the parties, right, and people not being allowed to um, bring in their phones, um, I don't know about you guys, but like this whole um, uh, pandemic thing, right? Like this is not the first time that I have not complied. Like I have not complied my entire life. I am like a soul rebel. Like I just don't, like who are you to tell me what to do, right? And so in that story, I've been to court many times. And they tell you in certain courtrooms, not anymore, but they tell you not to bring in your phone into the courtroom. I used to sneak in my phone in my bra. I'd get patted down. They can't tell. So my question is kind of the same. Like, why was nobody able to figure out, like, that simple thing? Not blaming anyone, but, like, you know, I've, I've, I've done it, you know. I, I know how to sneak something in. So. I get what you guys are saying, and I think that a good example would be R. Kelly 
and the sex tape that made its rounds however many years ago where he literally urinated on an underage girl and many people saw it and it was packaged and it was sold and it was a topic of discussion but nobody thought maybe this is something that is endangering children so we should do something about it and it happens just like that granted i don't think that something like that could happen uh in the times that we're in now and him get that response but that's because times have changed and like you know you both have said people are waking up but it can happen like just that easy and just that in the open it was on camera it was on tape it was live footage people knew exactly who they were looking at and nothing happened to that man for years also like my husband's in it you can you can scan an area like we can scan our house and see how many devices are in our house and like where it is and you know and so there's also that i think that maybe someone could have tried but that they probably got this is kristen i'm i'm sorry um the conversation kind of uh went deep into the parties but before that running wolf you were talking about bone thug and their um engagement in it all but i'm trying to make sense of the whole fight they had with three six mafia the other day because the media made it seem like the whole fight was about bone thugs calling out three six mafia as satan worshipers and you know just had this they have this long text on instagram four days ago it's still there from busy bone where he's basically explaining that they're double worshipers and they're claiming that's the point of the fight do you have do you feel like they are um in general trying to slowly disclose things because i'm starting to feel that way um and i remember reading an article from one of the illuminati um bloodline members who talks about how even in their bloodlines how they're abused as kids just so that they can become loyal to the organization and she has a lot of stories about you know being starved and things like that but i remember her saying that their whole goal is to eventually just be out in the open and revealing you know what they do as they move towards control so i'm just wondering can you please stop sending me the requests on instagram inviting me <laughs> <laughs> what i'm just wondering like with, with that stunt with them calling out 36 mafia i mean what is that about if they're both involved in it all or do you think it's just something where they're just slowly putting out uh messages to show that it exists to us as we get desensitized to it bone thugs has always exposed things there is a gematria yeah. ritual calculation associated with that uh, uh Yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, a couple things. One just on the recent comment, just wanted to say that Bone Thugs was always very open about what they believed in. Um and then just going back a little bit, um just going to touch on a couple of points really quickly. Um you know, a lot of people in the industry get blackmailed. um they find themselves and also sometimes you know put themselves in in predicaments um where they now have evidence of blackmail so that and that's 
pretty much a standard practice. So a lot of folks don't talk because then their stuff will come out. Um, that's one th I just wanted to also go back to the um, point. Someone was talking about Rita Franklin and just wanted to put out there, folks didn't already know, her father, Reverend C.L. Franklin, was a known pedophile. He used to um, particularly like the young boys in the church, and that is very well documented. Um, and so she's been, um, you know, that's her dad. So we'll leave that there. And then um, someone was talking about um, young, the pageant girls. Um, and I just wanted to point out that there's a picture of John Benet Ramsey, um, who was in pageants. We all know who she is, I think, for the most part. Anyway, there's a picture of her where Ghislaine Maxwell is in the picture. She wasn't posing with her, but she was in the background. Like they were in some event and- Shut um, up. She was there, yeah. And this, it's, 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 uh, it was circulating for a while. Um, and it wasn't like you had to really find her Wills Waldo, like she was right there, like right behind her talking to some adult or something. So that's something, um, but everything I said, you can uh, research and look up yourself. And I guess that's uh, it. Have y'all heard that story of a uh, busy bone when he was a child? Yeah, he got sexually, like he got, I think he got kidnapped and was sexually abused during that time. So he has a lot of demons that he's been dealing with for um, unfortunate trauma for a long time. He was like, he was a minor. I did want to say, unfortunately, I, I think Running Wolf isn't on the stage anymore, but I, oh, actually, yes, he is. I did want to say he was really onto something or telling us the truth about um Wu-Tang Clan um he was talking about uh, what's the guy's name help me out Rizza and ODB oh yes ODB thank you guys because I had come across a YouTube video that was alluding to the same thing it had like stringed together a bunch of clips of ODB talking about um the system and how they're trying to you know mind control and like you could tell in these interviews like he'd be right next to like somebody like method man right and method man would be there trying to act like nothing is going on trying to play up being a celebrity and like you know really dumb things down but odb would then be there like on a whole different level and you could tell like method man was kind of like trying to control odb and like caution him on what to say and not to say and um even like i even saw a clip where odb was like if i died they killed me the government killed me or so i forget what it was but i need to find that video i'll put it in the discord but odb was really saying some stuff i was too i don't i must have i he was, probably was alive at the time but i didn't he know was the TRL. he was yeah. on the show no, TRL no, there was a lot MTV. of them yes yeah. that was one of but them but that one you're talking about with him and meth was sitting next to each other yeah. meth wasn't yep. controlling him meth was just pretty much uncomfortable like uh you know because you always have that one friend that doesn't care. And he was just more sitting there like, all right, here we go. Um, but he definitely wasn't controlling it, but they, he didn't engage, uh, or, you know, uh, ODB and that he just let him go. But yeah, that was on TRL. No, you got it. It's the same way where, uh, Snoop and Tupac were next to each other. And Pac was mm -hmm. talking about, you know, the industry and the things that go on behind closed doors. And Snoop was had this really uncomfortable look on his face, like, digga, shut the fuck up. We can't be talking about that. But back to uh, Wu-Tang, I was a huge Wu-Tang uh, Wu -Tang fan. And I remember how, I remember the change, like when um, 
I just remember Meth Method Man. He's got real. He just he, he just went through a change, and you can tell it went. He started kind of going more towards like a rock motorcycle biker kind of look, and you can see. You know, he started throwing up the the horns, the hook'em horns, and I was like, uh oh, they got to them too. And it was it was right when ODB, you know, got killed, and they started getting their little. You know, uh, RZA started getting involved with the movies with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Meth got on TV. You know, so it was just, you know, all that was, it wasn't by coincidence. Oh, my God. Where is Borders? Borders needs to hear this. She was saying that Method Man cannot be among this whole, uh, cannot be involved in this whole thing. And then hearing this, that Method Man is involved. Oh, my God. Borders needs to hear this. Yeah, where is Borders, Lisa? <laughs> Uh, I was a huge <laughs> and it, it fucked me up. I'm like, damn, that's it too. Oh my god, this is crazy. Butters, somebody get butters in here. You know what else is crazy? Look at Naomi Campbell's collarbone after Andrea came in here and busted down the the bone structure of of men and women. I went through and I looked at a bunch of people. I looked at Beyonce. Beyonce is definitely a woman. All right, because I was definitely scared of that one, even though. I don't much. But look at look at Naomi Campbell's neck, her collarbone, you guys, and, and look at her back. That collarbone is straight and it is defined, and that back is so straight. Like I don't, I don't, oh, yeah. no. I feel like Naomi Campbell is a part of this. I do feel like that. However, there's a part of me like also like, you know, with the issue with Michelle Obama and yeah, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. But Naomi Campbell, um, just because of what, even though like I'm split, because even though like, I know she's a part of the cabal, she's on a part of the, um, the committee of the 300, I think, uh, Michelle Obama is on. No, that's not the one. It's the Council of Foreign Relations. That's, yeah, that's, she's on the, she sits on the Council of Foreign Relations, which is a huge, um, you know, secret society. Um, however, she represents something, you know what I'm saying, for little black girls, um, psychologically. But, like, with Naomi Campbell, like, she's like that for me, too. Like, I know she's been coked out and all this stuff, but can't nobody walk like her. Can't nobody do what she does. Like, she's amazing. She's beautiful. And although she's rude as hell, she be slapping niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, she does all that stuff. Throwing <laughs> Moet champagne bottles and shit. She is that girl. Like, she is that girl. You know what I'm saying? She, she, oh my God. Look at her beside like, Dominique like, Jackson. Like the other supermodel, like Beverly Johnson. Um, what's her Beverly name? Johnson. Beverly Johnson. Right? These are the girls. These are the women that like made it. You know, the first black representations of black women on that in that arena. You know, I know it could be as devilish and all that, and I I don't doubt that Naomi's a part of it. But spying, we gonna have to talk, okay? You talk to because she's a man. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. I, I was look at her beside Dominique Jackson. Oh my God. Look at her beside Dominique Jackson. They look identical, like sisters. Yeah, like I was, like yeah, I was feeling the same way as you were, Lisa. I really, I was sitting there for like five minutes staring at their picture. <laughs> Can you PTR it? I can't. Yeah, Brandon, please PTR it. That's it. <laughs> 
but you also have to realize have a child or adopt a child I don't what well, I know she bought a mansion in Bel Air. It's a Versace mansion, you know, so and all that. Yeah. You also have to Did you guys see you guys, can somebody can somebody PTR her house? Yeah, the, that's the Versace that mansion. She has that's made in the eye of Horus. Have you guys seen Oh, that's that? another house. Yeah. Excuse me, love. Yeah. Yeah. And then the she she has a house and at first, you know, I thought that was, you know, I'm like that's cool. That's dope. You know what I mean? But now, with all these connections into the, the pedophile world, I'm wondering, is this a ritual? Even when you look at um, Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, that, that structure that's on the island, right? That's in blue and white. Um, someone did a mock-up of, like, an Egyptian um, pharaoh that had that blue and white. And how blue and white is, like, a theme with those stripes, like with Disney, you know, with the um, pedophile symbol, that one of them, that's like a, um, whatchamacallit? So now I'm starting to look at it like, what are they paying homage to? You, you know what I mean? Because again, we're dealing with inversion. But have y'all also noticed, I didn't mean to get off topic, that in some pictures on Jeffrey Epstein's island of that building that he's calling the library, I think it's a ritual um, ceremony building, like a temple or something like that. And they're bringing out energy. But on some of those photographs, there's a dome, a gold dome on the top of it. And on other photos, the dome is missing. So I'm not sure what that's about. But just pay attention to that, you guys. Um, you I also have to realize. I'm sorry. Oh, I just they got rid of the dome. I want to see it. Um, she has a little slit on the eye of the eye of Horus, which kind of gives reptilian vibes. But I don't know if that was her intent. But I you also have to realize that these people um get put on hormones before, like they hit puberty and stuff. And something that I also recognized, which um you know this is for entertainment purposes only. Um. The the building on island, uh, Epstein's island it, it are obviously like the same colors of the. Dun, dun, dun. And Lisa, they actually got rid of the dome. I, I think the I think the dome has a lot of symbology. I don't know what it's attached to or what it is, but they they definitely wanted to take down that dome as soon as possible. I think what would be interesting is if we could find other places that have that dome or maybe even stuff in history that have that dome I, that might be able to. I was to... just about to say, um, okay, so Hocus, he was here. He's not here on the stage right now, but he did an amazing room last night about the flat earth. A lot of those buildings and structures, like during the time of Tartaria, this is just being, it's, it's all connected with the Tartarians with the flat earth thing. And, and so they were channeling, they knew how to channel free energy you know, way back before we had electricity or supposedly had electricity. So I noticed that a lot of those buildings had domes and spires on it. So I was thinking about that when I seen, you know, his dome. So I don't know if it's uh, worth mentioning or not, but I just noticed that some pictures had domes and some didn't. So were they channeling? What Like, what were they doing? That that dome had represents something. It's like the dome under which we may be living right now. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Yeah, that that QAnon website always said um, their how they said it their symbolism will be their downfall. So I think you know over the time you know we've always seen those videos that people would chop up of hip hop music videos and they'd be all these different symbols and you know I remember back in the days I used to think like damn okay they might be reaching with some of this like yo some of this looks crazy but they pull up all these symbols over and over and over and they'd show it to you and all those different things 
And obviously with the stuff that's coming out now, it's looking, you know, it's looking like a lot of what they were putting out there or what they were trying to make us aware of was definitely real. But I'd be curious to see if anybody has some information as to um, domes and domes like that, because actually by my house, um, there's a there's a spot that has a dome on there that looks a lot like Epstein's um, Epstein's uh, situation over there. And when I pass by there, there's cameras all around. Um, it's supposed to be something dealing with skincare, like they do some sort of skincare in there. Who knows? It might be connected with adrenochrome and all that. I, I don't know. I don't personally know. But every time I pass by it, I'm always just like, hmm, I wonder. Have you guys ever heard of the Dome on the Rock? A lot of people say that we've already spoke about Israel, but a lot of people say that Israel <clears throat> is planning to, I don't know, uh, yeah, take over, consolidate, yeah, take over the Dome on the Rock. The Dome on the Rock is 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 in modern day a, a, a mosque, a huge mosque in uh, Palestine. But, you know, there's talk in the in the Muslim world that the Dome on the Rock is basically, you know, being taken back by Israel. So this is a conflict that is age old. So maybe that's the Dome they're talking about. Huh? I, don't I was going to um, share something about, so like my ex who, like I mentioned, it, he shot up really fast in the music industry and is like pretty well known now and all this stuff. And it was just so weird because I met him when he wasn't, I knew he was very talented, but he wasn't known. Um, and I helped like, you know, support him and just really believed in him and everything. But then it was just really weird. The process of how it all went down, like some things just didn't add up about his behavior. And like a few things that I think we hear a lot with this programming and like MK Ultra and stuff is that they target, you know, black communities or lower income communities. And they often target like foster children because um, they know that these families aren't going to have the resources to like go find them or, or like fight any of it. Like no one, no one, they think no one cares about foster kids. Right. So um, and just the foster system in itself is fucked up. And he grew up uh, in like South Central LA and was taken away from his mother at like 12 or something and taken into foster care and like split up from his brothers and sisters who were also taken into foster care. And that's when he was like living with the foster care family, got stuck in the system for many years because once you get stuck in it, like even other family members trying to fight, like they couldn't get him back. Um, his mother has paranoid schizophrenia. So like there was just a lot of trauma. And he says that he started playing guitar around that time. But as I, you know, and I just fell in love with this guy, like I just meet a guy and it's like, oh, like he's such a trooper to like come from that hard background and like write songs. And he's just got such a good heart. And that's the side of him that I knew. But as he became more pulled into the industry, it was literally like just certain things didn't add up. And, you know, our relationship had many struggles and became really hard. And I moved away to try to like restart my life. And uh, he would come back in and we would try to get back together. And it was all this thing. But 
I remember when I, I started going along my path of healing and training and shadow work and integration therapy, like for trauma work and stuff. And I, I feel like I've been trying to heal myself, but also helping heal others. And I, the woman I trained with is really, really big in, I mean, she comes from a, she was sexually tortured and like cult ritual abuse, like in Utah and the Mormons and all this stuff. And so she's a very big catalyst of exposing how uh, rampant and, and common this is in like our entire society and all the politicians, like she's a figurehead, like she has to have bodyguards and stuff. And when I asked her about him, like she had no doubt that he was programmed, like if he was becoming famous that fast. And I was still in this place of like, I don't know, like really, I mean, I'm open, but it was just so many people I met at that training that had been through stuff that had no interest in just convincing me. They were just sharing personal experiences and they were real people. And I, I never dismissed anyone. I just listened and learned. And I was just like, still kind of like, okay, well, I'm not going to just assume things that I don't know to be true but this is starting to feel like I can't ignore it either. And I remember when we were talking and I was out in California, he was on tour and I was like, Hey babe, like we're trying to work it out like many ups and downs. But I was like, Hey, I don't, I don't know if this is crazy or whatever, but I just wanted to ask you because this woman that I became friends with was sharing a lot from her personal experience about these mind control programs and how they target um, foster children. And I was like, she's a really nice woman. She wasn't like overly trying to push it on me. And she shared like legitimate resources. So like, I totally approached him very like, I'm not accusing you of this or anything, but I'm just curious if anything ever like was weird when you were in foster care. Like, did you ever notice anything strange? Like, did you see anything? And he flipped the fuck out. Like he couldn't just say no babe like that's not real like that didn't happen haha like no he flipped out and was like you're fucking crazy you're you've been in california way too long you think you're an alien you're a fucking spiritual weirdo like he couldn't it was like he just had to deflect it off of him because it was just he broke literally yeah like something struck a nerve and i was just like wow like this is wild and then after that you know, I mean, obviously we like, I went through a lot with him. Um, and I just eventually after like getting pregnant and losing a baby, it was just like the last straw, like I, and he wasn't there. Like he was just getting all, all these things touring the world. And I was just like, I cannot do this. And so, you know, I, I've been just working on picking up the pieces and moving on, but as I observe, you know, what I can't, I can't like hide in a bubble and not hear things about his career. He's just absolutely risen to fame. Um, He played the inauguration of the president, which is just like, obviously he's been totally co-opted by these people. And it's just so fucking great. Like, like I said, there's nothing I can just pinpoint, but it's just so bizarre. And I just wanted to share that and hope that, you know, anyone else feels like kind of validated, like, I hear you. I see you that there's just stuff that just, you just know something's not right. And that's just not the person that I fell in love with. Like, it's like, he's just running on a program. And um, yeah, I saw like a lot of like splits within him, like within his psyche. And he would try to like get therapy and stuff 
I know even this one woman that I referred him to that does shadow work, like the same technique that I do, she said he's like deeply, deeply fractured. It's like, there's definitely some mind control going on. So anyway, I just, uh, I'll, I'll land my plane there and send you guys some. Well, for what it's worth, hopefully you all can hear me. I try to pull over for a second. This is Jada. I just really appreciate um, my tribe. Um, I've been following the Matrix Unveiled for so long. And I just want to send you a hug, Miss Claudine, because I just love you, your voice, your your motherly ways, you and Lisa. And I just love y'all. Um, who? What's her name? Reagan, Megan. I'm glad you stayed and you understand that, you know, you – you come to things for a reason, so you're here. I'm glad you stayed. You didn't shun away. Um, and, yeah, I love you all. Okay. Thank you. That was really, really sweet. That's what we do here in the Matrix Unveiled, guys. Let me do a really quick reset. Welcome to the club. If you're not already following us, make sure you click that little greenhouse at the top if you like what you're hearing. We're Right now, we're covering, you know, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. You know, I'm just seeing how it goes. But I do lots and lots of rooms on, you know, um, metaphysical topics, spiritual topics, esoteric topics. You know, we dive deep into a lot of things to uncover. We've talked about uh, the Great Reset, things like transhumanism. We've talked about the reptilians, you know, basically unveiling the matrix, pulling the curtain back and exposing the Wizard of Oz. Because, listen, they have power in shadows, right? As long as they're in the shadows is where they have their power. But right now, the matrix is crumbling, and we all got to be Neo, you know? we have Some of us have to be Neo. Some of us have to be Morpheus, right, where we're bringing people together and to waken people up. And, you know, I guess I'm playing the role of Morpheus in this club because, you know, um, some people don't realize that, you know, when they may have that, 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 that thought, that idea, but they really don't know. But they have this feeling that something isn't, something isn't quite right with the world that I live in. So, you know, this is what the Matrix is on Veil is for. Guys, we have a Discord group. If you would like to join that Discord group, then go ahead and click the link at the top and join. Um, we have a lot going on in there. We're not just talking about the Glenn Maxwell trial. We talk about a lot of things in there. There's a lot of links and references, books, and I'm going to be adding more books free of charge, you know, to everyone that's in a part of the, um, the group. Uh, so definitely tap in with that, you know, give myself a follow and turn the bell by my name next to always. That way, anytime I open up a room or if I'm in another room, you'll get an immediate notification. You know exactly where I am on the app. Follow all the moderators on the stage. Follow Dr. Lynn, follow Goddess, follow Bree, follow Claudine, follow Running Wolf, follow Cassandra, follow the Spy and Elephant. These people are part of my team. You know, we're always in different rooms together, or they may be in a separate room, but they always are where the good, unfollow oh, Yolanda. Yolanda is at the bottom of the page. <laughs> Make sure you follow Yolanda. Um, so yeah, today what we're talking about, though, we're talking about the Glenn Maxwell trial. We actually have some people, I thought they'd get here in the lunch, during the lunch period. They weren't, they didn't tap in. So we're just sort of having a conversation and building, but in the back channel and not in the back channel, but Bree, are you there? Bree? 
Bree's probably taking a break. Um, but we have someone that's at work. They're in the audience, but they, they posted some stuff to the Discord about what's going on in the trial. Hello, hello, hello. Sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm taking a little bit of a break, but I heard you call me. Is it time to read the transcript? Yes, let's do that. I think this will be a good time while we're waiting. So, you know, and also, guys, we start this room at noon. So around five-ish, we'll go ahead and close this room out. We'll hop over into a new room. I'll post the link to the new room at the top just so that this can get safe for replays in case someone missed the room that has been here with us since last week. They can always go back and listen to it. Um, and we'll start a new room because um, it seems like we're going to have to wait to the end of the day to get, you know, from our correspondence exactly, you know, what happened in court today. But yes, Brie, if you um, if you could just go ahead and read the transcripts that were posted in the Discord. Okay, let me get a hold of it and see what's up. Just gonna Okay. Let's give a clap. For Brie, Brie and our scriber, I just love it so much. Brie, we appreciate you. We appreciate you being available. And so these are these scribes from today's session in and um, that were. Yes, this is, this is what's happening in court today. Awesome. And yep, and and some of it is um, already really intriguing. Just from the first couple of um, things that I was reading, I was like, okay, wow, we have to read this to the room. But you know. I let the conversation go in the direction, however, it needs to um, progress. I just allow it to happen as long as it happens in a respectful way. And everybody was covering so many deep things because it's all connected. It's all connected. You know, I mean, look at what just happened at the Travis Scott, you know, um, uh, concert, right? And there was so many metaphysics, like he was, it was at Energy Park and there's so much, I'm not going to get into all the details and decoding that whole debacle well that was literally a, a reaping of souls that happened and you still have people saying that you're crazy and they're going to go to the next concert and they're going to be you know what i'm saying they don't even know what they're offering themselves up to and we have to sort of try to demystify because certain things are being presented as oh this is just cool like um little nas x you know in his video sliding down a pole to go down to you know give the devil a lap dance this is nothing to play with. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not saying that I don't get into like the spookism of there's a devil that exists, but there's definitely entities that exist that people are sacrificing to for power that have, that's, that's, that's a fact that, you know, so, um, are you ready, Bree? Let me know. Yeah, I see the transcript. Um, just looking at it, it's not as straightforward as I thought. So I'm sorry if it'll sound weird or like I'm confused. Let me get a sip of water and then I'll be right back. Do you want me to be the other person? I can't. Sure. I'm just Thanks. at a hair appointment. There's music in my background, so you guys, I hope that's it's not perfect. I guess I could be Kate, and you be the other person. Oh, I love that. <laughs> See, guys, I have the smartest moderators. <laughs> Best <laughs> <Right> community. <laughs> so legit. You guys are alrighty. Awesome. So. I'm just reading directly off, so again, I apologize if I sound confused here. It says, day six, week two of the trial begins. Judge Nathan has ruled on the admissibility of some evidence pending witness testimony. She has also ordered the redaction of other evidence, such as the photographs on the walls and Epstein sex toys. Mm. The next anticipated witness will be Kate, and this is in quotation marks, meaning it's not her real name. The defense says she was over the age of consent. Um, the defense says she was over the age of consent, argues the scope of her testimony. Um, okay. Judge Nathan tells the jury, 
I instruct you that the witness is not a victim of the crimes charged in the indictment. Okay. Okay, interesting. Um, the witness is using the pseudonym Kate. Again, that means it's not her real name. Okay, you can go in, Yolanda. Okay, gotcha, guys. And like I said, please don't mind the music in the back. I'm at a hair appointment. Okay, so um, it says, Asa AUSA Pomerantz says, Kate, what's your work? Kate, I work with the women who are victims of trauma. What did you do before? I was a musician and a singer. How did you meet Miss Maxwell? I had a boyfriend who introduced me to her in Paris. She says she was 17. Oh, this is me now. Me, me. <laughs> she says she was 17. She met Maxwell. Maxwell invited her to tea at her house. So this is Kate picking up again. She seemed very exciting. She seemed to be everything I wanted to be. I saw a photo of her with a man with salt and pepper hair. Did you find pa out who it Pause was? right there, you guys. Pause mm -hmm. right now. Guys, take note of how she says that she works with women in trauma, right? That, that's a code. I hope you guys understand. That's a code, okay? How do you go from being a musician to working with traumatized women and then being with uh, Ghislaine and, and, and company. Keep going. Just put that, don't let that glaze over you guys. That's my bad, y'all. If y'all heard something in the background, my bad. Anyway, sorry. Um, let's see here. Uh, okay, I got did you. you. Did you yeah. find out who it was? Jeffrey Epstein. I had a really lovely time and I felt special. And I felt... <sighs> A little bit of acting here, y'all. I felt that I found a new connection that could be very meaningful for me. She said that he was a philanthropist and that he liked to help young people. She said that I was exactly the kind of person that he would help. She said, this is the girl that I told you about and that I was strangely strong for my size. And so Kate is revealing to us, this is narrative uh that she was actually 95 pounds at the time anyways so kate goes on to say she said why don't you give his feet a little squeeze to show him how strong you are then maxwell told me that the message oh excuse me that the massage therapist had canceled and that i should give him the massage since my hands were too strong what was epstein wearing under the robe he was naked she says, okay, so this is me again. <laughs> she says that Maxwell gave her massage oil and then closed the door. During the massage, did Epstein initiate sexual contact with you? Yes. What, if anything, did Maxwell say to you after the massage? Okay, so she said that Maxwell told her, did you have fun and you're such a good girl. This is Kate speaking now. She sounded really pleased, and I was pleased that she was pleased. She would talk a lot about the nature of, she would say boys, and that, and use the euphemism for penis. Later on, oh, later Maxwell told me to find someone to give Epstein a blowjob. Uh, am I able to say that? It's okay if I say that, guys? Because it might get descriptive. Okay, all right, just checking. Uh, to give Epstein a blowjob, she said, she, he needed to have sex three times a day. You know what he likes. Cute, young, pretty like you. 
when he first met Maxwell and Epstein, it says when he, but I think it's supposed to say when you, when you first met Maxwell mm-hmm. and Epstein, what was your understanding of their relationship? I thought they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Maxwell told me she was friends with Prince Andrew, Donald Trump. The names would just come up in conversation. What gifts did you receive from Maxwell? A small black Prada bag for my 18th birthday. After sex with Epstein? Yes, after. What were you given to wear? I was given a schoolgirl outfit. So this is me talking. Kate describes it as a short pleated skirt, white socks, white panties, and a shirt. This happened in Palm Beach, she says. Why did you put on the schoolgirl outfit? I didn't know how to say no to that. I didn't know anybody in Florida. I had never been to Palm Beach or Florida before. I wasn't sure if I said no, I would have to leave or what the consequence or what consequence would be for not doing it. Kate is being asked about going to Epstein Island, saying he called it Little St. Jeff. This is Kate speaking now. I remember seeing a blonde, slim girl who seemed far younger than me at the time, very young. Kate says she was addicted to cocaine, alcohol, and sleeping pills. This is her talking. The memories that I have of significant events of my life have never changed. I asked to testify under a pseudonym because I have a child. Kate says that she received $2.5 million settlement from a fund meant to compensate Epstein victims. She is not and will not sue Maxwell. So I guess that's why the judge made it clear from the beginning that she wasn't a victim of this case. Um, Cross-examination has begun. Maxwell's attorney, Sternheim, asked the witness about her family. Okay, this is Sternheim. You had a beautiful mother, didn't you? I'm still playing Kate. Yes. And your stepfather was rich and you lived in Belgravia section of London, didn't you? Yes. You were an international model, right? I was a model. You were dating an older prominent gentleman who was an Oxford classmate of Galen, correct? Yes. You were a model for a UK version of Victoria's Secret? No, the company failed almost right away. But you were a lingerie model? Yes. The defense challenges memory and the impact drugs may have had on it. Sternheim enters Kate's emails, oh yeah, enters Kate's email correspondence with Epstein while he was in prison into evidence. This is the defense. You initiated email contact with him, correct? Yes. I'm still Kate. You initiated email contact because you wanted to meet with him in New York. Yes. This is Sternheim. When were you last in contact with Epstein? 30s. I'm assuming that means she was in her 30s. I don't know what that means. Yes. And And that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it, Lisa. Thanks, ladies. <clears throat> that was awesome. So what do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, I have my thoughts, but I want to hear the speakers and your thoughts on this. 
I had one quick thing to share just because I think it's important in regards to her working with women with trauma. That's something that she's doing currently. That's not something that she was doing then. And we can all imagine that was born out of her experiencing trauma and then having the desire to go work with women in trauma, which she's currently doing. She wasn't doing it back then. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you for the clarification. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, something I have a question about with some of these witnesses is obviously, you know, like the driver, um, handyman person, like he had signed an NDA, I believe. And this young lady, she obviously had a settlement already. And I'm assuming there may have been some sort of NDA attached to that. So um, I don't know how the legal system works, but I would have thought maybe they wouldn't be able to testify in this case, but I'm noticing that they are pulling people um, who even have previous cases, which I find interesting. Is is there like a conflict legally that anybody knows about? I wouldn't think that an NDA would... Um would pre- preclude the federal government from, you know what I'm saying? Uh, putting people on the stand. Makes sense. I don't think it that far, but if anybody else knows, has a, you know, a thought about it, then let us know. But I'm thinking it's because it's a federal case. I'm not necessarily sure that the NDA would cover that. Yeah, I agree with Lisa on that. Just because even like um, patient client or uh, like with psychologists or psychiatrists, normal patient uh, confidentiality is erased, as you see, like a lot of psychologists do testify. And then even like in the Trump case that's going on right now um, with his people, you know, that they had their behind the scenes communications, which obviously are all confidential. Now that there's that federal case going, they are being called to testify on those things. So I think that federal case is kind of what Nolan voids some of that confidential. Right, because like even like doctors, like psychologists and stuff, psychiatrists, their limit, their confidentiality is limited to you breaking the law. You know what I mean? So if you break the law, they you you still have they still have the right to report that. So I think that's probably something similar with this NDA situation. Anybody else want to tap in? What do you guys think about that? And um, later on, we're going to get the um, the correspondents that were in the courtroom today to give us like sort of, um, you know, some feedback on how the witnesses were, their body language, you know. Um, it's hard to tell that from reading the transcript, but I'm wondering, it sounds to me as though this witness today, Kate, was a defense witness. What do you well, she did also, mention. I meant to say um, a prosecution witness. That's what I meant to say. That's the vibes I'm getting as well because, well, I don't really know. But she did, I mean, she did portray like he wanted her to, like, what I would perceive is really play up the fact that she was young and um, by wearing, like, schoolgirl outfits and stuff. And then she also corroborated the fact she saw girls much younger than herself. Now, I'm waiting for the day that they start talking about, like, super young children, but obviously she was around maybe 18 or so at the time. I don't know. That's the vibe I'm getting. So, 
it's not that much you know, like it leaves a lot to the imagination but i think it's for the prosecution yeah and, I agree. So the fact that they had mentioned that her weight like she was only 95 pounds right so right I think that's like really highlighting that she looked like a little girl a little bit no offense to anybody yeah, you're seeing patterns that they're using with the um, pattern of the type of women that they're bringing in, you know, to your point, the abuse, the very young, um, those that are really suffering. So they're really, really these neglected um, women that they're really starting to paint a picture of who they go after, the age, um, you know, and, and, and all of that. So it's it's very, very clear of the neglect. Now, somebody noted that she was a trauma therapist, meaning Ghislaine Maxwell was a trauma therapist. Can somebody clarify that? No, they were asking Kate her current, um, ah, her current profession. Got yeah. it. Okay, interesting. Thanks for that clarification. I wasn't clear on that. And they really highlighted the grooming, like how it seemed innocent at first. Oh, you're strong. Show him how strong you are. And then he goes in to get a blowjob for him. Okay, I'm just going to say, real quick, I, I don't know where this case, these cases are going to end. Because think of how many of these women and young individuals that they can line up. It's like, it'll be really interesting to see um, how long this goes. I mean, honestly, do we have a time frame that they've put on this or is this, is this, you know, kind of just in the play right now? Does anybody know that specific? I think they said six weeks. I asked that uh, last week sometime and I believe this room said it was um, scheduled for six but again, you know, we all know that, like, there are probably countless women that have been affected by this, right? Countless victims. But again, I I just feel like they're, I mean, they're obviously picking and choosing. Now, if they're picking and choosing based on what they can prove the best, like, to nail them, then okay. But again, I would like to see them really highlight the depravity and, like, the young, young children that were being abused. So I'm waiting for to see that they're picking and choosing the cases that they Yes, yes, yes. That is such a good point, right? And that's a great segue into a reminder why we're doing this room. And every single thing is not going to be just about what's happening in the courtroom, right? Um, while we're going to cover that, this is just, I don't even think this is scratching the surface because if you hear what's going on, um, we have to keep in mind this trial is about who Jeffrey Epstein, you know, um, violated and, you know, what role Ghislaine Maxwell played in all of this. OK, so this goes way, way deeper than that. You know, we, we're not even the, the courts not even talking about all the people that went to the island, all the people that were connected in with him. You know, the Bill Gates of the world, the Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Well, he's already got his own thing going on, his own case. Um, but all these connections into the deep underground of, you know, um, ritual, sexual, satanic, sexual, satanic ritual abuse that's going on because they were, they were funneling children all over the world and they're still doing that. So that's the real meat and potatoes of the story. And that's the part we're covering here while we're covering 
the case as well. But the case is going to be a huge nothing burger because, um, you know, of course, he's going to, you know, I hate to say it this way to make it seem I don't want to like, you know, belittle the horrors that these girls went through. But he was satisfying his own. But he was a pusher and peddler, like a big drug dealer. Right. Using his own supply. So that's what he was doing. These girls were there to, you know, give him whatever sick pleasures he wanted. But the, uh, the other part of what they were doing was great, far more greater than what's what's on trial, you know? So we have to keep that in mind as well. So true, Lisa. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some of these people were paying, right? Weren't they paying him? They were paying him for that access, I think. Right, right. It, it, they ran the whole like a business, you know, they ran this state like a business. And Lisa brought up a really good point, which answers the concern that I have is like, maybe, maybe he personally only dealt with a certain range, you know, age range of girls because it was for a sexual pleasure. And maybe he was providing the younger girls for others, you know, to do their own thing. So maybe this case is just focused on his actual abuse of women and not necessarily the overarching, you know, ring, the pedophile ring and, you know, all of that that was going on. If that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. They were responsible for not only, just imagine, right? I mean, I don't know anything about the drug world, but I mean, I've seen a few movies and TV shows about it. There's always a connect, right? It's always a connect and, and everyone just connects at different levels. And so you may have, okay, so Queen of the South, let's just use that because I did watch that, how like a lot of their um, main suppliers were in Colombia, you, know you know what I mean? But then when you go down to the street level, there's a, you know, there's connects there as well. And so that's what she was doing trying, when she started taking over the business is trying to go to these different people and get into their networks so that she can get, you know, cover different um, regions and basically do a takeover. And so it's the same thing. These suppliers, like th these guys were at the top level. When you see the, the Pope blessing them, why is the Pope blessing Jeffrey Epstein? That has to be questioned. And Ghislaine Maxwell, that has to be questioned for what? Now, when they, when there's all this now, th are they the people, um, that are physically dragging people off the street? Absolutely not. But are they funding, you know, um, are they funding all of this? You know, are they creating like, do you know, doing the blackmail? Yes, they're doing the blackmail for all the top officials. But that even with that network, them being at the top of the network, it goes down. They just literally work. And that's why he became a billionaire and ha because he knew where all the bodies were buried. He had all the evidence. He knows about Pizzagate and the Clintons and, you know, and, and um, Tony Podesta and, you know, um, Anthony Weiner in his laptop and all of that stuff. This is what they do. This is their world. So this is way deeper than that. And we're not getting to, and we're not going to get those details until people start standing up and speaking out people that are in the industry, but they fear for them, for their lives. Like we played, um, Isaac Cappy was trying to speak out against this. Also the hunger games. And if I can, um, I have that video. I think from probably, you know, after we have this um, discussion about the, uh, what the, the transcripts were, I'm going to play that video again, because I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of people in here that weren't in here that day when we played it. And it's so impactful. And because he is someone that's in Hollywood, he produced the hunger games and other films and stuff like that. 
um, and he's speaking out against this. Those are the voices that need to be heard. And his, he did a document. Anyways, we're going to play that in a little bit, but I, I just want to still hear what you guys are thinking about, you know, what's going on so far that we've heard in court. Today. Hey, Lisa, I, I just wanted to share with the room. I made an observation. This is, um, um, I made an observation and this is just speculation, of course. Um, but I wonder if people, whether it's the parents or the traffickers, I wonder if they took out life insurance policies on these children as well, because a lot of the bank's money is in life insurance policies. Um, so that was just like a thought that came to me. I don't know. Can't prove it. Can't. I feel like that's such a good point in the sense of, yeah, like when I first heard of these things, it's like, what's up with the parents? Like the these kids are going, leaving, you know, and spending time with these grown adults during um school years and doing school days you know what i mean so the fact that you know the parents aren't being highlighted to me also says this case is fairly protected in a certain um lisa what was the producer name that you were talking about the from the hunger games that spoke out Sorry, I was trying to get back to my screen. <clears throat> I don't know his name. I don't know his name, but um, I can play the video if you guys give me about two minutes. This is Cassandra. I firmly, <clears throat> firmly, firmly believe that, and maybe it's just my hope, that the rest of, you know, hence the Pizzagate and all of these connections, you know, when we say that this is, you know, one of the cases of... <laughs> century and how this will completely unload all of the connective points, all of the emails, all the indictments, um, and who this is connected to. I can only imagine, just like we saw last week, that people will continue to step down from positions, et cetera, et cetera. But I am of the high hopes that this six-week or longer endeavor will actually um, create the ties. And I don't think that the those that are bringing this case are going to let those things not be um, addressed. So I'm really watching the thread lines here as they continue to build this case and the both optics and the underpinning that we really continue to thread these dots together. But my hope is that all of this is revealed. So Cassandra, complete. All right, guys, so I have the video queued up from the producer of The Hunger Games, and it, I'd never um, actually sat down and when I look up his name, but that's the literal title of the video. It's called Producer of Hunger Games. Uh, it talks about Hollywood pedophiles. We need to wake um, more people. It's, it's quite long. It's about 38 to 48 minutes, 38 minutes, so I'm going to play a part of it, and then we'll talk about it, okay? But this guy's a huge whistleblower. Here we go. Gonna wait here just a moment. Um, see if there's anybody who comes on. Uh, I just wanted to talk to a couple of you. Uh, my name is John Paul Rice. For the people watching that may not know who I am, there you go, John my Paul Rice. Know me. I'm an independent film producer. 
I've been in Hollywood for about 20 years. I started my film career and remember the Titans. Uh, worked at Senator International, later Mandate Pictures, under the producers who did Juno, The Grudge, Harold and Kumar, Stranger Than Fiction, and uh, eventually The Hunger Games when they went back into Lionsgate. Uh, the reason I wanted to talk to everybody here today is because uh, over the last course of the last week or two, we have found out uh, without notification that Amazon.com, for which we have six of our movies on there, our film, A Child's Voice, which has been on there for over a year and a half in the UK, the United States, and now 70 other countries, was suddenly, without notification, removed entirely from their platform. They unpublished it, and they made it not searchable in most of the sites. We've only tested a few outside of the United States, but the one in the United States, if you put in a child's voice in Amazon.com, you can't find it on the 1,100 pages that they'll give you back on your searches. The only way that you can get it is through a direct link, and we discovered this because the director's daughter had sent the links out to several of her friends when the Wayfair scandal broke, as well as the Maxwell files being released in the last 48 hours. And Amazon came back to us. They gave us a very standard corporate non-committal response that said, we make a lot of changes. We do this and that and the other. We judge things based on performance. But they couldn't give us a very specific answer. And we all know what the answer is. What our movie did before Epstein was known about in the public and before Maxwell was known about in the public is we found a network of pedophiles among a global network of people who were selling kids back and forth to each other, trading them like candy. It goes right in through Hollywood. If you look at the Daily Beast article, you'll see that Jeffrey Epstein had a pipeline right into Hollywood through Harvey Weinstein. That was last year. I've done a lot of deep dives and research into this, and there is a very satanic element to it for which we incorporated it into our movie. Our movie is a feature film. It deals with two teens, one who's a homeless heroin-addicted teen, Here's the voice of a child who had been killed at the beginning of the movie, calls out for his help, and he goes on a mission to rescue a girl from these human traffickers. They come together, and then they stand up to this network in a spirit of love and courage for all of these children. It's a very beautiful film. It's been well-reviewed, well-received, critically acclaimed by the people that have reviewed it, and also many users by the thousands, by the tens of thousands, by the millions all over the world have seen this. So when we had all of this come up, we went viral with it on Twitter the other day and it exploded because we still have one platform left here in the United States and that's Vimeo.com on demand. What I would like everybody to do is more importantly, I don't need to get back on Amazon. I already know what they're gonna do and they've got a stack of lawyers, but we're looking for alternative platforms where we can release this movie and get it out to as many people as possible. Our movie is not a documentary, it's a feature film. And we did this based on all the evidence and the facts that we had learned and incorporated into a story that you get involved through the character's journey. Their road to redemption is through love. And this issue of human trafficking, which many people are waking up to today for a variety of reasons, is the issue that defines all of us in our time. The media corporations, the most powerful six corporations in the land, in the world for that matter, are all implicated in human trafficking of kids. And I would point to anybody who wants to know more about that to look at Project Veritas and the, and the leak disclosure of 
off-air footage of Amy Robach from ABC News when she found out and was discussing in 2016 that they had everything from Virginia Guffrey, all of it. Everybody who was involved, they had all the evidence. Their own lawyer said that when all is said and done, Jeffrey Epstein will go down as one of the most prolific pedophiles in all of history, and they buried that story to have access to the royal family, for which we now know Prince Andrew was implicated. They did not have any remorse for the victims in that video. This is a bigger problem because most people know in that world and the world that I come from in Hollywood that it is a hidden layer that everybody knows is there. When the Me Too movement started in 2017, I reached out to several of my female actress friends who were prominent in L.A. You would know them by name. Many of them you would know by just their look because you go, oh, that was her in that movie or that movie. And I said, well, what about the children? What about the children? And they and the response was, we know, we know. But they were silent on it. And it destroyed me because it destroyed my illusion of what rights, human rights were, children's rights were. This is a child abuse system that we have been living in for a very long time, and it's been allowed to go on. And I will not be silent about this because it affects every single one of us. The people on television who smile at you, who tell you stories, who give you news, are the ones who hide all of this from us. They are not talking about the real issues. They are distracting you with division issues. This is a unification issue. When the Maxwell Files came out 48 hours ago, I went on MSNBC, I went on CNN.com, and I looked at every single one of their headlines, and there was no mention of it whatsoever. They were talking about John Lewis's funeral. They were talking about Obama versus Trump. All of the bullshit that you and I hear every single day. And it doesn't matter what side of the political equation you're on on this. This is a child issue. This is a human issue. This is not a political issue. It has nothing to do with left versus right, Democrat versus Republican, liberal versus conservative, or anything you are or you identify with as in between. We are faced with a crisis of consciousness among the leadership of our banking institutions, of our media corporations, of the Hollywood entertainment industry, of the music industry. This is not about a bunch of young women who were having sex with older men and make it about a bunch of perverts. They raped and tortured these girls against their own free will. No matter whether they paid them or not, if you read the articles and you listen to what Ghislaine, she picked up in West Palm Beach's trailer parks, she was asked, what about the young girls? What are we going to do to them? What, what's going to happen to them? She said, they are trash. They are nothing. That's a direct quote from the New Yorker. When I went and looked at edge.org, which you can find out was a multi-billionaire club of people, that was financed by Jeffrey Epstein. You can go to edge.org today, look up under people and go to G. You'll see Bill Gates on there as a contributing member of that organization. And you'd have to go back in the Wayback Machine and Internet Archives to look at all the other people. Jeffrey Epstein was right on there. Marina Abramovich is on there. Paul Allen was on there. All the heads of major industries were on there. And if you start reading some of the articles, one of which I have a direct link to, that I will share with anybody who DMs me. 
there was a direct quote on there that said, indeed, human beings are, in our youngest years, use the most among the most useless creatures in all of the animal kingdom. This is how they view children, through science. This is their expression. These are people who have no ground to tell you what to think, what to do. So when they get up there and they start espousing their views on social justice or whatever the hell it is, know that you're hearing a controlled and scripted dialogue that is going through a filter by people who are very powerful, who hold a lot of money, and they are controlling and conditioning all of these people through pedophilia. And there's another layer to it, but it's too unbelievable to believe that they would also sacrifice kids. And I'll give you one statistic that you can look up and verify for yourself. If you go to UNICEF and you look up child sex trafficking or human trafficking, you'll find a statistic globally, worldwide, according to the United Nations, that 40 million people a year are trafficked around this world. 40 million. It's a $150 billion a year industry for which has very dark and ugly ties. And it goes all the way up into Wall Street and beyond. But I will say this, 5.5 million children every year are trafficked around the world. 5.5 million, most of whom don't live past age seven or eight, which means they have to replenish that supply chain. We harvest, they harvest organs of children on a black market. Hold on, you guys. Did y'all just catch what he said? He said, we harvest. I, did y'all catch that? We? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a rewind. Hold up now. Rewind that. Oh, we. Oh, my love. He's probably part of it. Let's be real. Ooh, wait a minute, because this is like the third time I've listened to it. I listened to it on my own, and I played it in the room last week, and I'm listening to it for the third time. Did he just, okay, let me try to rewind. The guy, this is on BitChute, so it doesn't have those fancy, you know, back buttons or whatever, so I'm just have to skip back a little bit. Okay. Let's see. Powerful, who hold a lot of money, and they are controlling and conditioning all of these people through pedophilia. And there's another layer to it, but it's too unbelievable to believe that they would also sacrifice kids. And I'll give you one statistic that you can look up and verify for yourself. If you go to UNICEF and you look up child sex trafficking or human trafficking, you'll find a statistic globally, worldwide, according to the United Nations, that 40 million people a year are trafficked around this world. Keep paying attention, guys. Million. It's a $150 billion a year industry for which has very dark and ugly ties. And it goes all the way up into Wall Street and beyond. But I will say this, 5.5 million children every year are trafficked around the world. 5.5 million most of whom don't live past age seven or eight, which means they have to replenish that supply chain. We harvest, they harvest. Y'all heard that? Ugh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah said, I definitely heard that. Lord he said, harvest. Lord. He said, then he, then he tried to come and said, they. Oh, right, he should uh, just let it get rolling. That was a big typo. This is so it's fucked, a, man. This a is Freudian so slim. Mm hmm. Wow. Wow. Whoa, that's crazy. I did not catch that the first two times. I listen. See, this is why you even have to go back and rewatch movies because you'll miss mm-hmm. things, right? He mm-hmm. said we harvest. Then tried to correct it. He said that. Let me see if I could just see. They don't have those buttons. Where you that ain't no- a couple seconds. Let me. <sighs> had Ten minutes and fifteen seconds when I saw it on Facebook. Right. We're gonna hear it one more time. Sacrifice kids. One more time. And I'll give you one statistic that you can look up and verify it's for right yourself. After the if you go to UNICEF and far. you look up child sex trafficking or human trafficking, you'll find a statistic glo- globally, worldwide, according to the United Nations, that 40 million people a year are trafficked around this world. 40 million. It's a $150 billion a year industry. For which has very dark and ugly ties. And it goes all the way up into Wall Street and beyond. But I will say this. 5.5 million children every year are trafficked around the world. 5.5 million. Most of whom don't live past age 7 or 8. Which means they have to replenish that supply chain. We harvest. They harvest organs. We harvest. Okay, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it three times. We definitely heard. It. Oh my Dang. <laughs> Can you guys say who's speaking? Who is he again? What's who? John Paul, the Hollywood Rice. producer. He's wow. a producer of the of the Hunger Games, and he said that his first feature film was um, "Remember the Titans." And that movie, there, there's a high school up in right down the street from a Masonic Temple. In Virginia, because I went to that Masonic Temple. I've been on this shit for a long time, you know. And as soon as I moved up there back in two thousand and three, um, I was I, I I looked at I went there, and uh, they were closed that day, so I couldn't get in. <laughs> and I took my husband at the time with me. He's also a Mason as well. He's like, "What? Well, what are you doing?" But I remember passing right by that school that that movie was made from, and it's up in Alexandria, Virginia. Alexandria, they got like Old Town. You know, um, right up in that area and a little bit further north, like McLean, this is where all these government agencies, all these people live, like the most powerful black church um, in America is up there. I, I, it's called Alfred Street Church. I, I've been there before. OK, and they've got so many prominent black people that that um, that go to that church that they have like teams of lawyers for for whatever the, the congregation may need them for, like different teams for whatever aspect of law they've got doctors politicians and so this is all in that area um but yeah i went to the masonic masonic temple to see what was you know what's what was up with it and it was closed that day and never went back so that he he's the first person to do remember that uh, i'm sorry that was his first first feature film remember the titans but yeah he did the hunger games so that's who's talking he says we harvest we harvest i'm tripping on that because i never i didn't catch that the first two times that i watched this video so why is he speaking out? Hmm. Damn. Now we all side eyeing him. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> and and to point out, doesn't he look like he's twelve? 
He looks young. He does look young. He does. Prominent, yes, prominent he does. film producer, major in Hollywood, would have that type of slip. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Man, wow. that makes me think, like, everybody that has spoken against this stuff, it just makes me think, like, yo... All the videos we've seen, yo, what the hell, yeah, man? What know, the hell is going these on? These people bro? are all I'm starting to look at everybody coming out, not you, Lisa, but everybody coming out fighting <laughs> against this. Like, I'm really you know, like, it's not we're seeing a pattern here, y'all. <laughs> and that's Isaac, what I was saying. It's because they know what's coming. And some of these people are trying to right, get ahead I'm of it. To They're so. trying to come out and be like, right. well, I'm you know, I'm one of the chanters of the forebears. When they're just the main ones who are responsible for taking part. What about all the celebrities and all the the people that were like diehard for their idols, and it breaks them that this has happened, that they partake in. You know, that's even bigger too. Like, oh my god. Also, Not only I that, but like you that. see these celebrities' status, and you don't see them like coming together, knowing the status that they have when they have a voice, and they're not using it. You know, that's the craziest part. They're very silent. Yeah, I think that everyone. Yeah, I think we will fix all of this stuff. I bet you, if they legalize prostitution and they legalize drugs, a lot of these problems would just—they would just blemish away. I'm telling you, I'm not saying we can do that, but I bet you. I have feel like that because people are very sick, and it's not. This is even beyond having a fetish, right? Um, what they're, what you actually are seeing what they're doing now is they're trying to normalize pedophilia, right? And calling it um, minor attracted person, map, like this is a thing, you know, with all the conditions that teaching children about sex in like kindergarten and stuff like that. They're trying to normalize this. Even in California, someone mentioned in the room last week that, um, you know, the, 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 the age of consent is like 12. So if a 21 year old you know, had sex with a 12 year old, like the, nothing could be done. Like he's not going to be criminally, he or she would not be criminally charged for that or something like that. I, I may be, um, I don't want to give out any misinformation, but you guys please look it up, but it's something really outrageous. You know, it's not like a, a 15 year old, even though that's still a child, you know, I mean, it's, it was the age of consent was a lot lower than just, you know, um, a 16 year old, you know, so look into that. So I definitely feel as though, that um these people are tired of hiding you know they're tired of hiding but this has been going on and this is what they're into and we've talked about it um and we've talked about why and they're not even a lot of these individuals are depraved and they're sick and they're unconscionable because they're they, they're soulless they're not even real people and this is bled down into into society through um, the entertainment business. It really has. I can add on to that. What I, when I was saying earlier, how they may be trying to desensitize us and slowly disclose themselves. If you, um, for people who study the law of one and raw and all that, the whole um, idea is that the ones who are true Illuminati uh, and reptilians, um, they believe that as we ascend into 5D, that if they don't get a certain percentage of the population to move towards service to self, then they'll yes. have to repeat. They have to continue to repeat their life cycle in 3D as we ascend. So as far as their role, they have to disclose themselves and try to get more people so that they can move back to 6D like they want. 
Oh my goodness. So I heard this pastor talking um, last week and he was talking about something I think Lisa also spoke on right after critical mass or something like that. And he was saying how, you know, they're waiting, they are waiting for society to get to a place where most of us think one way that like accepts all this, I guess, evilness or like we have an apathy or whatever. And um, he was saying how at that point, like basically a lot of things will be unleashed onto the world. Now that's just crazy. But, you know, he was talking about releasing demons and, you know, CERN and all of that. But the bottom line is like the more and more we go through this and I'm like, okay, the same people that are coming out saying something obviously have been behind the scenes, either complicit or ignoring or, you know, whatever, they're not, they're not saying something now for no reason. You know what I mean? I refuse to believe that. And I also refuse to believe, you know, that they're all doing out of the goodness of their heart. I just can't because they're a part of it. If you're a part of it, there's something, I don't know, to me, you're just equally guilty in, in a lot of regards. Um, so I'm just wondering if, yeah, that is a true statement that they're waiting for everybody. They're pushing us towards critical mass or whatever. So we could all start thinking a certain way so that they can be, I guess, more out in the open and release whatever they need to release. I also just wanted to share that I looked him up. It looks like he's now 43. He originally released the information, it looks like in 2018. And at least based on my research, he was not ever a producer of the Hunger Games, but he once worked with one of the producers of the Hunger Games. So I don't know if we want to look more into that, but just felt that in. Hey, can I say something? I probably shouldn't say this. There's a part of me saying, shut up, don't say it. <laughs> nah, for real though, when I was 18, I got caught up in some stuff, you know, just being a young dummy. I've said it before, so anybody who know me from the Grappa Gang might know this story, but I'm going to just say it real quick. Man, I got caught up in some stuff, and mm, I didn't find out about it until I, I actually got lucky. Got, you know, moved away to college, out of state. You know, wasn't even, wasn't a typical route to college. But basically, I have been doing some stuff like that would be associated with, I can't believe it. I can't even say it. This subject that we're talking about. But basically, how I ended up finding out about it is my friend told me and was like, hey, you were on Anderson Cooper 360. I was like, what? What the fuck? What are you even doing watching that? <laughs> But I didn't believe him until he sent me the fucking uh, transcripts of the conversation that was on Anderson Cooper 360. And sure enough, the people that I was involved with that were being interviewed by the uh, police, you know, uh, investigators, actually FBI, not police, that were being interviewed and the transcripts were um, on Anderson Cooper. He had the benefit of using my alias and not my government name. So I'll give him that credit. And I was like, but, you know, tried to make me out to be the, to, to be the, um, you know, the co like the cohort or not the cohort, but the, the main person. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you, did you touch kids, man? What, what did you do? Did you touch kids? 
All right. Since you asking me direct questions, I'm not a beat around the bush type of guy, even though I've gotten this far with beating around the bush. Point is, no, I ain't touched no motherfucking kids. But what I did do is I was 17. I was 16. I was the only one who had a car. We all want to get money. The girls want to get money. The guys want to get money. Now, all guys have this idea. But one of my friends, I lie to y'all not, he came to me, he said, yo, T, we not selling weed no more. I said, what? All right, what you trying to do? He said, I'm going to be a pimp. <laughs> I looked at him and thought he was crazy. He said, man, I had, a, he said, no lie. I had a meeting with the devil. And he proceeds to tell me about this meeting in the form of a dream that he had with the devil. And I said, yo, man, you're fucking crazy. A, B, I'm a Muslim. And then, or I'm trying to be. And like, nah, man, I, I'll i sell weed, but I don't sell people. That's what I told him directly at 17. But what I did do, because I needed the money, is I said, I'll give y'all motherfuckers a ride. That's what I said. And that's what I was guilty of. Give them motherfuckers a ride. And this is what has me telling y'all this story. But what I, my point is, this shit goes down, y'all. I got, just doing that, got my black ass on Anderson Cooper 360. You get me? So, okay, my were, point, you on under, were you on Anderson Cooper or you said someone took your alias on? Explain that. Well, I mean, when somebody says T Stacks, and anybody who knows me in Pasadena from the years of 99 to 2003 know who they talking about. Okay. So that's the that's the benefit he did me, my so called friend. You know, be careful who you you know anyway. So it was yeah. was it a case that was how was this presented? He he I did am. ten years. He was did it? he yeah, he did ten years hard time. For and what? you know what's all right about it? Huh? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's yeah, yeah, man. Sex so, trafficking. So you as a 17 year old mind you you guys the point is he was when he was uh accused of committing these crimes he was 17. i was but let me ask you this though yeah yeah i didn't no 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 wait here's the thing let me tell you guys man i'll tell you the first time we were out there it would go from kids trying to get into the club we call it parking lot pimping, right? You know, just playing around. Oh, we're going to get some girls on the parking lot coming out of the club. Some guys are more successful than others. The point is, you hang around that area a few hours later, and that those clubs turn into a track where women sell their body for sex. And it doesn't take a genius to tell. And, you know, some of these guys who are around older guys who school them to this, they say, ooh, this is a good shot for me to get some young girls. I'm going to use this young, good-looking nigga to rear one of these. I'm telling you, because, look, the first girl, man, we were in front of Denny's on Sunset Boulevard. I mean, in the parking lot. And, uh... Are you talking about Sunset and Gower? Yeah, you already know what I'm talking mm. about because I'm not bullshitting with nothing I say. But there was a girl, there's a strip club not far from there, but there was a girl, um, man, there was a girl who we call it Knock, who my buddy just knocked, who's my age, be 16, riding around in a dilapidated Honda Civic, you know, because I had gotten into an accident earlier that year. That's beside the point. The point is, 
you know, this shit is not supposed to be happening. But she had gotten in the car. I had no idea. We, She hopped in the car from a strip club. But we're in the parking lot and some other guys pull up in a big-ass avalanche. Yeah, there was an avalanche truck. They used for, for, you know, adults, adult men. And, you know, they talking some pimp shit to my friend. And he knows enough to just roll down the window enough, look back at her. And tell her to say, just tell him your pimp is so-and-so, so-and-so, right? I'm not going to give up my man's name. But anyway, and she said that, and they speed off. The point is, I come to find out through that conversation of these guys and my friend, man, this girl ain't no fuck. She's not no stripper. This girl is, she's, she's a minor. She is a minor. You know what I mean? How she got in the strip club and was stripping? I have no fucking idea. How she's on the track selling her body? I have no fucking idea. At two in the morning, you look at somebody, especially with a dress on where the body's exposed or whatever, you're not thinking. I wasn't thinking like that at some time. My point is, the point is, this shit goes down, you guys. And I'm saying this, I'm coughing these beans up to let, you know, I didn't have a suggestion earlier. Maybe if we legalize prostitution, maybe if we, this shit goes around, goes on right in front of us. If we really give a fuck, we got to do more than say, you know, these people on the TV are wrong and, and lying and conspiracy theories. This shit is real, y'all. I'm telling you, man. And, and, and I'll end the story with this. None of the girls that was involved, they were involved on their own volition. And I tell you where, <clears throat> I only did this shit for a matter of 12 months, 11 months, 11 months, under the guise of helping a so-called friend, right? But he ended up, anyway. Um, The girl, yeah, the girls that, you know, said, hey, I'm So were you, were you, conspi- were you conspired with your friend? I'm not trying to do this shit anymore and you know I told him or I would tell him and he'd be like oh yeah shit no doubt uh let shit not let her go but yeah kick her ass out or whatever because we would be in motels and I'd be like yo we can't just kick her ass out man we're none of us are uh adults none of us we all basically fucking runaways so I end up giving this one particular girl arrived back home damn near 50 miles, 60 miles. But I'm just giving y'all memories from, you know, my past, but yeah. But what you know. you're talking about is like, it's is like, you know, well, somebody want to do it, their body that's different than, than what we're talking about as far as real sex trafficking kids and stuff being kidnapped, like legalizing prostitution got nothing to do with, like Lisa mm-hmm. said, these sick motherfuckers who want kids. They want That's kids. Like, what they, I'm they, trying they, to they, tell you. That regardless. That's but, what but I'm what trying to saying, tell you. But what you're saying, legalized prostitution, that shit ain't got nothing to do with the One ain't got nothing that, to do with the other. Unless Look, they're under 18. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's illegal. Yeah, that's not true because a lot of these yeah. women... Yeah, well, um, that's what I'm trying to tell you. My my friend, so-called friend, he sat down for uh, 12 years, from 17 to 30-something. Well, you, you you're right. I think, and you said you're right. Some of these grown women do do be sex trafficking, and it's not, you know, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying what he's talking about specifically. I don't know. It just sounds like you're just talking about, you know, women on the no, track. He I mean, said I'm, they I'm were underage. I know Hunt's point. 
Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that part. I'm sorry. It's, 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 not, it's not black and white. That's what it's not. Like, you know, it's not what meets the eye. I'm trying to give you guys, you know, a, my experience, you know, real life experience. So you can have some understanding on how the fuck these things happen. You know, um, that dude who who sets up people on the Internet, that's one angle. I'm giving you guys what it used to look like 12 years ago or 15 years ago. Nowadays, that's how it happens. People get set up online. This shit is real fucking weird, you guys. I didn't I didn't think. Yeah, man. No, I didn't think my friend was. No, he and, and A, you know, f- look, let me be clear. No, nobody was fucking selling kids. Not while I was around. Not while I was fucking Taking around. Taking money. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we were kids. Selling. We were kids. So, you know what I mean? We were kids. You know? You look in the car, everybody's a fucking kid. So, were the women, can, you know, was know the what I mean? Was the women your age too? Or they that's what I'm telling you. We were all young, man. Like, because, you know, some so of them went to high school then. with us. Yeah, we were kids, man. Some of them went to high school with us. The shit close to home. So. You, guys were, you guys were setting up these young girls to be um, trafficked. Is that what I'm hearing you say? I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you call... If exactly. you call selling sex on the track trafficking, which my friend was sentenced, you know, to ten years for, yes, yeah, that's what happened. The shit, that's and what I'm trying to tell you is, the shit happens more than you guys might give credit for. Oh, I know, we do. I definitely know that. That's why I, I'm, I'm on this case. Um, and I'm doing these rooms, you know, because I've already done rooms on sex trafficking. Guess what? Not that many people showed up to those rooms. You hear what I'm saying? So, uh, however, we got to get this information out there. This is what I'm telling people. Although this is at a very high level of society dealing with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, they have created an atmosphere on the globe to where this goes from just the same, the same way that you have your drug dealer on the street selling whatever they're selling that the supply comes from the government. It's the same thing. It's another resource. It's just another thing to be peddled, but they're peddling human beings. Okay. Washington DC is the capital of sex traffic. And yeah, down, but it's, it's and deeper down, than what. And even down like on, um, Terry, what was the youngest uh, girl that you would guesstimate? What would you say was approximately the youngest girl that you drew? Mm, if I was 16, 17, mm, 15, 16, yeah. 15, 16. That's, and that's me guessing. You know what I mean? That's not me like, oh, shit, she's 15. I know. Nah, that's not like that. That's me thinking back. Because what what I realized towards the end of it, like I told you, I was only 11 months to 12 months. But what I realized is, hey, yo, because I stopped fucking with him for a while, like, you know, for three or four months, for that 12 months. But um, what I realized is, hey, yo, 
a lot of the because I lived in a part of uh, L.A. that was kind of like notorious for group homes, especially my fucking block. And I'm like, hey, yo. Oh, that's why this motherfucker always want to kick with me. Not because I got a nice house and we could throw parties here, but because there's three fucking group homes right next door to me. And sure enough, you know, yeah, a lot, you know, not a lot, but I know at least one of the girls in the group homes, but I'm just telling y'all, like, this is what I learned back then. This shit is way more pervasive than we think it's it's right in front of us. Yeah. I want to add something to that. If you all have children that are, uh... thanks for your honesty, Tudor. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We appreciate that you coming in here and um, being this transparent, and you know, give us an opportunity to ask some questions and everything. Sorry about that. I think I went out. I was going to oh, say, yeah. if you have kids on these gaming consoles, watch that too, because I, I feel like my great niece was getting uh, traffic. They had her, bought her a ticket to come to, to go to Atlanta and everything. And she met this little boy on the, on the, uh, on the game, the little console where you can interact with people. So if you have children playing those games, please watch. So I would like to add something to that. Last week, uh, a 15-year-old girl got picked up in North Miami from some 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 guy, his sister-in-law, and like another dude in the car, and they, they met her off the, I think they was playing Fortnite, and the girl snuck out her home, and then the only reason her mom found out was because she calls her mom later, like early in the morning, and she was saying that she's scared and she's hungry, and then they pinged back the call somewhere in North Carolina. So they, they, this girl snuck out middle of the night and her mother didn't even know she's three states away. It's super scary. Like you gotta watch your kids, what they doing. Uh, I know they want independence, but that's not the way to be doing. Like just letting your kid go off and, and playing Fortnite all night. Like, nah. I have a question. Um, something that, let me see what, what's the brother name? Is he still in his, in the room? That was just giving us his story. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm scrolling down my screen trying to look. There's so many people on the stage, which is cool. But um, you said that your friend... Oh, yeah, there you are. <laughs> you said that your friend say, says that he um had a dream. And he had, what, met the devil in his dream? Can you tell us more about that? Man, because we was having a successful marijuana industry. This is back in 2000. Three, you know what I mean? I'm giving y'all a verbatim story about when he said he had a meeting with the devil and the devil inspired him to become a pimp and quit selling weed. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not with that. I told him straight up. He was on his balcony. I'm like, uh, nah, bro. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, uh, you know, we ain't getting rich off of selling weed, but, you know, shit, he's taking care of my needs. And uh, he was like, he said, yeah, I mean, it wasn't this, yeah, it wasn't this in-depth. It was basically like he wanted to be a pimp, and he had a meeting with the devil and in a dream. And he promised, or, yeah, he said, if you sell you, if you sell your soul to me, 
he will, you know, make him rich or, yeah, make him, yeah, rich, powerful, something. And the exchange was him being, a, I guess, learning how to be a pimp, you know? And when I, hey, I tell y'all this, <laughs> the nigga did 10 years in the pen. And, you know, I don't know if it was federal. I'm not bullshitting when it, when I say Anderson Cooper 360 and the FBI was involved. Uh, he's not poor no more. Far, he, far from it, y'all. I'm talking about the restaurant that we used, I used to go eat at um, as a kid. And this is a nice city that, I'm, that I live in. I'm not going to name it. But Nick ended up buying that. That shit ain't around no more. But he owned the building. So you get what I'm saying? It's more real than we actually give credit to, y'all. And this is after the Fed time. It sounds like he was working for somebody. That's what it sounds like. And you right. know what? You know what? When you say that, he uh he ended up getting married while he was man. Let me give him my whole nigga spill away. I'm lucky. He lucky I ain't saying his name. I ain't gonna do that. But he ended up getting married while he was sitting down. And just so happens to be that the father of uh, this young lady is a, a politician or something to that effect. I don't know who he is, but he's some high level type politician. You know, I ain't get it. I ain't talked to him specifically about it, but that was mentioned. And I was like, well, shit, no duh. So I was like, fuck. Shit, is, real. All of this is crazy. Let me help. Um, let me try to unpack this because. Okay, I know that a lot of women do marry men that are in, you know, in jail and stuff like that. So I know that's not an uncommon thing, right? But it's just the way the story is going. You know, you guys were selling weed. You know, he had a dream. And he might have been telling you that he had a dream. Who knows if someone approached him and he got, you know, went into one of those meetings or whatever, like they do with the, the rappers and this, that, and the third. And then, you know, um, he had he had to sacrifice something, which was his time. 10 years of his life because a top politician daughter marrying, you know, someone behind bars when she has access to a whole lot of more successful men that just, you know what I mean? And now he has all this money. That seems like that was a part of this whole deal in the first place, but he had to sacrifice those girls on the street and then sacrifice him 10 years of his own life so that he can get to, 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 um, to the level that he's at right now. And see, people don't think that this stuff happens. It really happens. Not to say that, you can be successful on your own, but I'm telling you, like, whenever you're moving through like corporations, there's a limit and there's a ceiling to until where you're going to have to start compromising yourself and your soul. You know, I'm not saying that there's like blood rituals and all of that, but I'm saying just in you being a, a decent person, a, 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 a great citizen of humanity, you know what I mean? Like before you have to start chopping heads and stuff like that and not giving a shit, stepping on people, you know, it's like just, you know, just stiff arming everybody as you're walking up those, that ladder. And for women, let's keep it 100. A lot of women have to sleep with somebody, even though it's this not that they're talented, they're very brilliant, they're very smart, but if they want to get to a certain level, cause I mean, I'm, I'm saying like, I've been put in that situation before and it's not, I, I went far on my own merit, but, and it's not even, there's a lot of women that, that they would rather not do the work and just, you know what I'm saying? Sleep with someone to get to the next level. They do it. A lot of women are welcome it. It's a, it's a dirty, cold game. And the thing is, 
we live in such a wicked ass world that people don't even have souls that they're willing to just do whatever to to make an extra hundred thousand dollars a year. That ain't no money. <laughs> I just wanted to add, and you know, like that's where the division comes in because everyone, like you know, in your local community, everybody's good with it. Like you know, oh, that's nasty. That's gross. That's disgusting. How, how could people be so sick until? It comes a time their favorite artist or rapper or whoever is involved in it, and then they want to start picking and choosing what what is right and what's wrong, and maybe they didn't do this, and maybe they didn't know, you know. And that's where the division comes in, and then people don't want to believe because they don't want to see their idols uh, participate in these things, so they turn a blind eye to it. So it makes the the split in the division even smaller. Right, nobody could believe Forrest Gump could do what he did. Think about it. Wait, what? Tom Hanks. Oh, that's what you mean, child. What are we talking about? Are we talking about him being an assassin? What are we talking? About? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a pedophile. You ain't hear Isaac Cabby. Tom Hanks is a pedophile. He's an assassin. Did you guys hear how they're using Tom Hanks' blood for these vaccines? Like, or whatever you want to call it. And he had all these antibodies. They literally took his blood and they studied it and they were using his blood as like part of their vaccine study. It was, there's a whole article about it. I need to find it, but I can post it. But yeah, they were I remember using that in the beginning of the pandemic. They use a pedophile, I mean, alleged pedophile, to make these vaccines and they're injecting into people. I think that part's. You guys got to go back to that clip that Brie played the other day on here. It was the Ricky Gervais Golden Globe speech. And when y'all go to that, y'all got to see Tom Hanks' reaction. His face, that's not no jokes to him. He he felt violated because he felt like they were really like talking. He, he was talking to him. And like, when you react like that, you definitely guilty, bro. Like, ain't no way about it. Like, you got to see that man's face. You go to that clip and you see his face, y'all going to know what. And they could have put the camera on anybody. I don't know why they kept on putting it on top. I don't get Yeah, you said something about that meeting with the devil, my boy had his cousin, his older cousin, who was a real pimp. That's, you know, who turned him out. And that's how it works, you know what I mean? These older dudes get with these younger dudes, the younger dudes get with the girls their age and next thing you know it's a young girl on the track or the internet or whatever in another state man that's how it works man i'm telling y'all look at 17 and we was hitting i mean we was hitting every track in southern california and before you know it he was a real pimp he was a real pimp sending girls out of state Got a fed charge. Got his ass on Anderson Cooper 360. Niggas brag about this stupid shit. But shit real. What's a track? Is that a street? Yeah, that's where girls go to sell. You know, that's a, that's a, what do you call it? Yeah. Uh, a corner? I don't know. Yeah. Like whatever avenue. Yeah, avenue, street. <clears throat> yeah, they call it a track. You know, there's all type of 
terminology. In my conversations with the with the pimp folk, I couldn't do it, man, because these dudes are some very disrespectful motherfuckers. I, you know what I mean. I'm not the the most clean cut guy, but these are some really low life type of MFs. You know what I mean, like. So can I ask you? Um, unfortunately, I had to handle something while you were telling your whole story, but um, I get the the general gist of what was going on. I mean, you know, I can assume. So these these girls, I'm assuming you actually like knew them, like maybe they were kind of like friends or friendly to you. Did they come from messed up backgrounds? Did they want to do what they were doing? Were they on drugs? Um, did you ever feel like sorry for them? Man, that's the that's where the shit really get interesting because <clears throat> it's like you know, yeah, to answer your question like directly, was nobody there against their will? You know, whether these uh, young girls had problems at home, like family issues that they was running from, I would say that's probably a for sure. You know what I mean? Otherwise, why the fuck else would you be? Riding around with some, you know, I don't know. Why would you be out on, you know, Sunset Boulevard at two in the morning selling your body? You know what I mean? Like, I remember one girl, she was in our grade. So she was 17 or damn self, but she was in love with my boy. I lie to y'all not, man. <laughs> she she allowed my uh, homeboy to put, uh, you know, like one of them sex collars. He allowed her to put one of those around her neck and then a dog chain, like a 15-foot dog chain. And she had on this patented leather high skirt, like she was basically naked, and allowed him to walk her down Sunset Boulevard. Man, he had the whole track, quote-unquote, like, like is this a, it's a whole, like, name thing. You're trying to get some sort of street cred or whatever, I guess. He had every pimp, you know, knew knew who he was, and so did every cop. Because like within, I would say, three minutes, yeah, the police was had you know had that all stopped. But it's just, it was just fucking crazy, yo. It was just fucking crazy being out there, man. Did he like women? Like, romantic. He's married now. He has, a, he has a child. Yeah, but this is this is kind of what I'm trying to tell y'all. Like, you know, at that point in my life, being sixteen, now I was about yeah, I was sixteen, seventeen. <clears throat> it was kind of like you know, I was already selling weed. I so I had so crack at that point, so. It wasn't too much that I wasn't willing to do besides hurt somebody. I had never, like, hurt somebody, you know? I had never hurt somebody. Okay. We are guilty. And hopefully, you know, at different times in our lives, especially if you're young, you know, um, you, you know, may make mistakes or whatever. And I pray that people get to live long enough to have a redemption and to, you know what I'm saying, for mistakes they made in the past. So, I'm glad that you're in this room and hopefully, you know, um, you realize that your role in that, that whole, in those whole scenarios, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever that part was and, you know, you do the right thing and you have some, you know, a redemptive, redemptive moments and things like that. 
But guys, let me do a really quick reset of the room. Guys, welcome to the Matrix Unveil Club. That is my club. Um, go ahead and tap that little greenhouse at the top. Follow the club if you're not already doing so. Follow myself. Follow all these moderators on the stage. Make sure you give the brother Hocus four fifth of, um, a follow. He's doing amazing things on Clubhouse. You know, um, we speak about a lot of the same topics, but every single night at 11 o'clock, Monday through Friday, he does a room called Down the Rabbit Hole. If you click on his photo, scroll down to the bottom and um, that first club, that's his club. Go ahead and join that club as well. Um, you know, follow all the mods on the stage because these are the people that create great content and always help me run my rooms. So give them a follow as well. Today, what we're discussing, oh, also press that plus button at the bottom and invite some of your friends to come in here because this is a really good topic that we're covering to try to pull back the veil, you know, on what's going on. Guys, tonight we're going to be meeting afterwards, you know, when we're done with this here, this room here on Clubhouse and we're going to meet over in um, the Matrix Unveiled on Discord and we're going to have a separate private chat like we did last week. We're going to do that again tonight. But we're right now what we're waiting for is we're waiting for our correspondents to come back home from home, but come back from court and, you know, give us the um, the 411 on what was happening in court today. So we're waiting on that. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have like a, someone to come report after lunch, you know, during lunch or anything like that. So, you know, things are probably a little busy, but they will be here. Two people were in court today and um, they're going to come and let us know exactly how everything went like we were doing all last week. So, um, yeah, guys, if you're not a part of the Discord and you'd like to be, just click the link at the top. And just follow the instructions on the screen to join our Discord group. Uh, with that being said, I wanted to check in with um, Brandon, the spine elephant. I think Brandon left. He left, okay, because I know it's something that he wanted to break down. So when he comes back, but anyways, guys, the floor is open. We can continue the conversation. No um, more assistant parent chronicles. I, I want to say something. Um, I don't know his name. Um, hear the people's voice. Yeah, man. Um, you know. I'm glad that you came forward and you telling your story because I, you know, I grew up in the hood, and um, I never, I never like pimped or nothing like that. Um, but I had friends who did. Like my thing was selling drugs, as you said, you was doing my thing. I was selling drugs, like you know, as a young teenager and joining gangs and shit like that. That's that was my life. So it's like you know, it. But in the hood, it's um, it's glorified. It's glorified to be a pimp. You know, at a young, it's like you know, it's impressionable. Um. So we grew up seeing these guys, you know, with a lot of women and we thought it was cool. And this movies like The Mac and this book called Iceberg Slim. By, uh, who wrote that book? Oh, shit. I was just about to talk about that when you were done. Right. So did these that that like set the stage for us to like, oh, like and then we see them, you know, same thing. Like you see the drug dealers with flashy stuff. We seen the pimps like that. So it's like, you know, it, 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 it like we was manipulated. So I don't what I'm trying to say. is I don't really fortune as long as you know that what you you know like like um lisa said you got some type of redemption and you know you did wrong and you you know i don't want to use the word repent because i'm not religious but you know what i mean you know as long as you know you did wrong and you know right now you live in a righteous path because i done did wrong i done hurt people you know in 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 my life and i don't want to be judged for that because i'm a new person now so you know i'm not here judging you bro i'm glad you came forward thanks man appreciate it that's right. That's right. You know, I just sometimes I I get a lot of our people are taken too soon in their youth, you know, and they may have been involved in certain various things. But I do believe the youth need an opportunity to, you know, what I'm saying to live long enough to be able to correct their course. You know, I, I believe in redemption. I do. 
because we all make mistakes and it's a part of our spiritual journey here on this planet. So yeah, I appreciate that. Getting back to the conversation though, you guys, I was playing a, Hogus, I don't think you was in here today when I played this, but I don't know. Do you remember last week when I played um, the, the guy that said that he was one of the producers of the Hunger Games and he was talking about like uh, pedophilia and the networks and how far. Okay, so I was playing that again in the room today and I caught a Freudian slip that he made. He said, we harvest, and then he changed. He said, they harvest children. And I didn't finish playing the video because that's where I left off. I'm gonna go ahead and play some more of the video real quick. But I I rewound that three times so that the people in the room could hear that. So it's like, whoa. You're coming out out in people, you you have a voice for children, and now you're saying we, but you slipped up and said we harvest, and then you said, No, they harvest children. You know what I'm saying? So it's like these people, all of them are involved in it, but you know, trying to figure out like why is he coming out? You know? I'm gonna play a little bit more Lisa of this video. I was mm-hmm. bugging out last night because I noticed I was watching the video and I was like, wait a minute, did he just said we and then they? I was I was going crazy. Good thing you picked that up. Yeah, I um, I caught that today when I was listening. This is my third time listening to it because I listened to it on my own, um, you know, and then I played it for the room and um, last week. And now we're listening to it again. And I heard that. So let me go ahead and um, I, I'm not going to replay that part because we replayed it three times already to make sure everybody heard what I heard. And he definitely said we harvest and then he changed it. But let's go of children on a black market. In China right now, there are concentration camps for young Muslims to the tune of one million people. Nobody's talking about this as modern day slavery. They are beating these people, they are re-indoctrinating them and they are raping their wives to start a new bloodline. That's happening right now in China. You can find that on the Washington Post or the New York Times. Nobody else is saying anything about it in our politics. On our mainstream news, nobody's talking about it. It is slavery of human beings is going on today, and it must stop, and it is a child abuse issue. All of these kids that were preyed upon, many of them came from bad homes. That's not their fault. But these predators, they come after our children because they can offer them things. They can offer them alcohol. They can offer them money. They can offer them drugs to lure them in. And suddenly, as you will find out if you read the Maxwell testimony, you'll find that what they were doing is they were saying, they asked G. Lay Maxwell, well, did you ever talk to her about money that she could earn about giving a hand job or sexual favors to Epstein? And she went through this long explanation. Well, we discussed career advice and I advised her and possibly, you know, told her that where she could advance her career. That's as far as she would go, and then her lawyer cut her off. These people don't give a shit about anybody, and they get up there and they smile in front of you, and they are infiltrated throughout all of our institutions, including government. They own the politicians, right and left. What we are going to find out very soon is that there aren't Democrats and Republicans in the United States government. There's a unified cabal of controlled people who serve these powers and they keep the theater going for you and I to run back and forth and vote every four years. I have watched horror story after horror story, and I promise you this is true. 
go on YouTube and find Anake Lucas, who is a child sex slave at six years old for the elite. And she will describe to you, she also gave a TED talk on this, but this was in 2016. She talked about the block of wood that she saw with the stains of blood of children on it. The predators are not just raping and having sex and torturing and beating these kids. They're murdering them for pleasure. This is not a pedophile. These are psychopaths. And they have no remorse whatsoever in what they're doing. What we need to do in this world is unify together to protect all life on this planet and the sacredness of children. Because if we are going to make it through this time with all the upheavals that are going to come, socioeconomic, racial, however you want to measure it, this is the unifying issue that the establishment will not give you a movement for. You're going to have to do it on your own. They will give you the Me Too movement because they can make it about hatred of men and weaponize it and make it political. They'll give you the Black Lives Matter movement because they can weaponize it and make it political. They can have Colin Kaepernick take a knee, divide the country, and he walks away with a check from Nike at a multi-tens of millions of dollars NFL star-level deal. All right, I'm going to pause it right there. Um, I know some of that stuff he's saying, maybe, you know, when he's talking about Black Lives Matter, Colin Kaepernick, you know, and the Me Too movement, he's not lying about that, you know, but I want to know how do you guys feel about what he's saying about it? Because I have my own thoughts that I would like to share, but I want to hear from the people. That's facts. Like the whole Black Lives Matter thing, like if Black Lives Matter, they'll come to my, where, my old hood where I grew up in the Bronx. And they'll be telling niggas stop killing each other. Because that's what niggas is doing right now. So Sorry, I mean, it's just, it, it's frustrating. Like, when you grow up in a place like that and you see what's going on, like, and one of your, 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 your friends that you grew up with gets shot, and the cops don't come for like 25 minutes. But other than that, if you guys are just out there, they always there just harassing the shit out you. This shit don't make sense. They don't care about that. And if you speak to one of these Black Lives Matter attorneys, they will tell you, oh, we're focused on police brutality right now. We'll get on to that later. It's like, how can you say something like that? We dying out here. And it's us. We killing each other. Like, it, this is real. And I-, I mean, for me personally, I, you know, I'm not from, you know, those types of areas, so I can't speak from experience but just me intuitively i assume that's where this is coming from i just don't believe all these killings are um like us taking each other out and not valuing our own lives yeah that element is probably there but i feel like a lot of these internal problems in the community and i don't want to deflect the discussion but i feel like a lot of internal problems were put there by the government and by the police like i find it very easy to be like here you know um sell you know like the police work with a person to sell crack and now all of a sudden it's in the community and they're you know fighting against each other for you know whatever it's called turf i don't i don't know what it's called guys but you know like when they're fighting you know for whatever the corners or whatever and like um 
you know, I can easily see an officer, a police officer going into the communities and shooting someone and then making it look like it's one gang member. So there's, you know, um, retribution for that and like a back and forth between different gangs. I can completely see that. In fact, there was a movie, um, was The Purge, and it was the one where like it was in a black community or something like that. And they had a similar um, plot where they had set the community up, you know, to be able to kill whoever they want after a certain time, you know, and nobody was killing anybody. So the government sent people in to act like they were citizens of that area to um, televise them killing each other. That's what it would look like, but it was really the government killing these people anyway. I think um, the Black Lives Matter and all of that, Colin Kaepernick and all that stuff is just, I think it's for the distraction so that people be focused on, you know, things that are not as important. So it's their job to keep us entertained and focused on things that are not uh, real, you know, so we can have something to protest about, have something to be in an uproar. Because this happened, um, you know, right before, I don't know, if it was during the pandemic or whatever the case is. But they just want to keep our minds in chaos and confusion. Anytime it gets too quiet, they give us an event to focus on. And I think, you know, with Cal, uh, Cal, uh, the Kaepernick guy, I feel like they use him as a spokesperson. You know, like he can be the leader of this thing. He can be the leader of this distraction. They use people for distractions so that when they put it on the news or when they put it out there, that that's what we're watching. We're not watching things like this that's not on the news and that's not in our face. Exactly. It's look, everything that you see on television is staged. None of it is real. None of it is real. So when you're talking about like um, the Black Lives Matter, just look and see who's ahead of Black Lives Matter. I think Sean King's daughter just got um, has something happen to her just recently. She got you know hit what by I mean? a car. Like, right, and he made a lot of money. You know, if you if you, you, you want to dive down that rabbit hole, I'm not going there. But if you want to dive down that rabbit hole and see, I mean, accidents and stuff do happen. But just pay attention to the things that are being publicized. Now, with the whole Me Too movement, that's just another reflection of what we're seeing with this Ghislaine Maxwell trial. It's the tip of the iceberg. It was something that was created. It's a control opposition. The same thing as Black Lives Matter because George Soros owns that. Even with, the, um, you know, like even the whole um what's it called the movement um the civil rights movement that was funded by white folks i agree <laughs> i mean i didn't know I mean, that I, but I, I it's the truth though that's the thing what i'm saying everything is orchestrated so if you're not going inside of yourself and and unpacking this and, and stop picking a side don't pick a fucking side like the only side that you should be on is your own you your own you got it you know what i'm saying so stop picking the side like you got it because that's the trap. That's why they give you the, you know, the size to pick. But you got to be the master of this shit. So when they give you like the whole Me Too movement, who do they, who, who went down in the Me Too movement? Bill Cosby and, um, and, um, R. Weinstein. Kelly. And R. Kelly, right? Now R. Kelly, they can bury him under the fucking jail. I don't care. What they did to um, Bill Cosby, I, you know, I don't care who thinks, you know, something bad about what I'm about to say, but that was a complete setup because that was a different time when those women were willingly participating. My thing is you don't get to, you know, you don't get Look to how they fuck, try to do Michael Jackson. Fuck your way to the top. And then after you done got on, be like, oh my God, you know, 
you knew what you were doing. A lot of them they were grown ass women. They were taking drugs. They knew exactly what they were doing. Um, however, the thing is, again, now you have the Me Too movement. And he said that where they're rolling out these adult women and they're coming out with shit that happened 20 years ago. Right. And they're usually to, to weaponize against men in general. But that's not the real face. So what they're doing is they're giving you a distraction as though, oh, we know that there's things going on in Hollywood and we're going to address it. So now we have this Me Too movement, but that's not the movement. Where's the movement for the children that are being killed, that are being savaged? Where are those? Where's the movement for that? So you're not, like I said, we're dealing with Jeffrey Epstein and the women that the girls that he took advantage of and that keep, let's be clear, this is vile what he did to those girls, but he was the top, he was the kingpin, king, kingpin of all this shit. And so, but he was trafficking young ch- children, even babies to these ultra elites all over the world, politicians, all the way up in the Catholic church. Let me say something to, out to you, Lisa. I got you all the way up to the Royal family. You know what I'm saying? So don't these organizations that I put out in front of you, the Red Cross, they down there kidnapping children. And that's the whole sex trafficking ring down in Haiti. I'm, I'm, and I'm, that's the last thing I'm going to say, allegedly. Go ahead. Man, y'all got to realize, though, like, the government ain't for us. They don't care about us. They never did. They never will until the system is completely broke down and rebuilt. They don't care. So this is just, like, just, just, you got to think about it. Jeffrey Epstein, we all know he was killed. Because he was about to expose some real shit. People names that are on that list. And it's sad. It's just a lot of people that we hold it to certain tiers or held to a certain pedestal. It's like now people got crossed emotions for them. You know what I'm saying? And they don't know how to feel. You know what I mean? Same scenario with, with like you said, with R. Kelly. You know, like I don't condone nothing he did or not. You know, but. Um, they 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 program us to turn against our own. You know what I mean? Look how we can just cancel somebody of our own. But when things of this magnitude happens, and this is worse than anything R. Kelly ever could have thought about doing, and this is ten times worse. I mean, kids are being murdered, sold. Uh just 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 unhumane things and it's being swept under the rug i mean what wasn't it last year or the year before that where uh the cabinet company or whatever the fuck that was and they were they had they they, they it was it was like names Wait, of missing kids That's way- was, yeah the wayfair shit and it was names of missing kids or whatever all the cabinets and these cabinets were like super expensive like unhurt like it wouldn't even it, it didn't even make no sense for the prices that they were but as soon as that was brought to the tent you see it got changed real quick like so it's like they 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 control the narrative it's like yeah we can sit in this room and talk about all this shit you know but ain't nothing gonna change even after this trial ain't nothing gonna change they don't give a fuck about us Especially black and brown people. They don't give a fuck about us. They really don't give a fuck about us. Because anytime somebody can, a cop can kill somebody on camera now, 
like I was always taught, you know, you won't get caught on camera. If, I, if I'm on camera shooting somebody or doing anything bad, they, they, I'm getting locked up. Ain't nothing to talk about. I don't get no benefit of the doubt or whatever. Or we don't get to say, oh, well, what happened before that? We don't know what. No, nah, it don't matter. What what I was, what matters is what I did on camera. If I murder somebody on camera, I'm guilty. But it doesn't work that way. And we study get thrown and shit in our face. You know what I mean? And I th it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just crazy. I mean, look at the past. Look at the past five years of what's been going on. If you like everybody in this room, like everything we talking about, like just look at the last five years. Even all the stuff Hocus be talking about in this room, a lot of this shit just been happening in the last five or six years in our face, and nothing's being done about it. Yeah, a couple people fall for the for the cause, you know, uh, uh, R. Kelly or Bill Cosby or whatever, 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 but. The Me Too movement was made for Harvey Weinstein, but he was quickly swept under the rug and it became the R. Kelly thing. You see what I'm saying? And he, he's been accused and has done way worse shit than R. Kelly. Where, what, what about Woody Allen? He did one of the sickest things ever could be done. He adopted a kid, raised her to be his wife. So can you imagine what he was doing to this little girl? All them years, now she grown, and this is wife. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about Seinfeld. We don't talk about the Catholic Church. Ain't no the, guy, the guy from Seventh. Yeah, all of that shit. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no documentaries on the Catholic Church, and they have statues of babies with their penises out. But we don't talk about that. You're right, and but let a let, but let a black let a black man do something or get accused of something. Oh, and he's famous. Oh, we getting took down. Okay, they even, well, they, we don't want to. We don't want to make. I get what you're saying. No, no, I ain't making it about that. But I'm just saying, yeah. just all overall, everything that we talking about, even like this trial and everything. Just look at the past five years. They don't care. This government don't care at all. They no, don't give because, a fuck. They're the ones. These are hard. Yeah, they, they, they. they, they this little thing. It's, look how many government officials are involved with this shit. Mm -hmm. It's laughable. Yeah, you have you, you know seen? Have you seen the black book? Yeah, all yeah. of that shit. Like mm -hmm. I said, all of that shit, Queen, and it's sad, but it's funny at the same time. Not funny in a way of like just you know, like it's humorous, but it's just funny how people can get away with certain things with with the powers to be and i, I want to say something real quick though because um i just thank y'all for letting you. me talk this jet this is mikey jets you're welcome mikey thank you hey um before you go um i know em's been trying to tap in and she got a little soft voice <laughs> and she's been trying to get in for a while i know she has to go um you know quickly and she has been doing a lot of deep dive into this topic so i just want to give her the mic give an opportunity to speak go ahead thank you so much i really appreciate it um so i've been listening to everyone that we were talking about you know the trial and and how it um extends from how society has normalized this as a whole and i had to write down my thoughts because i i have a lot of thoughts on this topic so there is no girl no woman no boy or no man 
who wants to be trafficked. Not nobody. I don't care how old you are. Nobody comes into this world and wants to give a, a piece of themselves away. The people that find themselves in this situation are typically escaping abuse in their own homes. And consequently, they find themselves in a worse position due to the frequency that they are living at. What you resist persists. So these victims are already in a vulnerable position, possibly have been their entire life. And when trying to escape, they are attracted to a worse situation because they can't discern the difference. They are just trying to escape. And as Claudine said the other day, your prefrontal cortex, which helps with decision-making, is not fully developed until you are 25. So I hate that whole argument about, oh, well, was she 18? Was she not? Like, fuck the age, you know? Excuse my language, but it's, it's not about that. When you're stuck in trauma and when you're stuck in that type of mindset, you're in a fight-or-flight mode. You're just trying to get out. You don't care where you go. And even after 25, some people are convinced that it's okay because they did it when they were younger. So now they become adults and they are programmed into that lifestyle. And they understand how much money can be made by taking those risks. We're talking hundreds and thousands of dollars, even millions, in an extremely short amount of time. Understand that we have a responsibility to stand up for the voiceless, for those who are perpetually traumatized, who cannot break out of the cycle. It is not your fault that these things happen, but it is our responsibility to offer people the dignity that they deserve because nobody asks for it. I don't care what anyone says. Just because somebody says that they're there willingly, they don't have somewhere else to go no matter how old they are. If they are older, they were probably a victim when they were younger, but they did not understand. But when people are trying to escape abuse, slave wages at jobs, you know, um, domestic abuse, sexual abuse. Oh, sorry, I had to cut off my Wi-Fi. When people are trying to escape uh, domestic abuse, sexual abuse at home. Can you guys hear me? I still have a message. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, it can seem like the only way out in this society, you know? So we need to stop blaming the victims because they may not even understand that they were a victim because what they experienced in their home was worse. And it's everyone's responsibility to stand up for what is right. And I'm going to close with this quote from Einstein. He said, if I were to remain silent, I'd be guilty of complicity. Yeah, thanks, and I appreciate the share. Guys, the floor is open. And I did have a question. Thank you. Em oh, I'm sorry. Lisa, are you talking? No, no, no. I oh, okay, okay. Um, you were breaking up, so I wasn't sure. Um, thank you, Em, for that. I did want to ask Mikey. Um, I see, is that you in your profile picture? Yes. Is that you with Virgil Abloh? Yes. That was, a good, that was a good friend of mine. Really? Um, hmm. Oh, Mikey, you were in my room. I think you were in my... No, you were in Hocus's room. Yeah, I, I was in Hocus' room. I always, I always stop through Hocus' room. I'm, 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 you know, I'm one of the OG members of this app, man. You know, I've been a part of some uh, 
pretty uh dope uh record breaking uh rooms in this on this app you know so i just like to you know go in dope rooms have dope conversations you know stuff that you know you know that uh you know like it's just just good stuff like this you know what i mean this is all good uh conversation stuff that a lot of people don't like to talk about or a lot of people might not even know about because it's like it's still so blinded to so many people you know what i mean until they actually uh you know dig deep and start looking and in there you know but uh much love and respect and blessings to everybody on stage the kings and queens in the room straight up but no um virgil was a, a good friend of mine um still uh un uh real how it you know everything happened because nobody really knew other than his uh wife and maybe his uh his 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 uh person that works very close to him author who was designing real close to him um and they didn't know because my big brother is don c you know what i'm saying um and um even don didn't know so we're all pretty like you know just kind of like you know still trying to you know cope with it but uh yeah, much blessings to everybody. Uh, I'm really sorry for your loss, Mikey. Um, I know that can be tough. Um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely, definitely. But appreciate that, though, Queen. Yeah, most definitely. Um, listen, um, did you get to see that video that they um, posted of, about him on um, YouTube? It's called um, Virgil Was Here. Did you see that? Uh, Yeah, the one that Louis Vuitton made. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I was actually, uh, I actually was... Uh, uh don Faye was facetiming me uh during some of the events because he was actually there in miami just as uh for art basil this past weekend and uh you know he was at the fashion show honoring virgil because he designed a lot of he helped virgil design a lot of the uh 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 stuff that they uh brought out from um uh this past summer's uh collection and then this this last collection that they just unveiled for next year's spring and uh summer collection he uh helped designed a lot of stuff um with virgil on that so uh yeah um yeah i've definitely seen the videos uh very uh touching very uh you know <clears throat> but uh yeah it's uh he he was a he was a good dude, man. He just had a pure heart, you know. He wanted everybody to win, you know what I mean? Really, literally, you know what I mean? Like even things that you might have thought he wasn't watching, he was watching. So he was a good dude. I understand. I appreciate that perspective. I want to welcome Doctor Hope back to the room and to the stage. Hey, Doctor Hope, how's it going? Doctor Hope, are you there? Okay, I just followed you too. Uh, Hi, Lisa. can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right, Mike. I'm in Hawaii. Well, it's it could be. I'm in Hawaii. It's where I went to law school, and uh, which it's very uh, beautiful here. And I'm glad I'm here. And I'm kind of taking a pretty strong hit right now. I feel like I'm leaving Scientology because I confronted Chopra last night, and it is not going to be a nice. Uh, it is not. Wow. Nice. You confronted him? Wait yeah, a minute. I confronted oh, so him. Guys, let's do a recap. Why Dr. And why, um, you know, I'm addressing Dr. Hope on the stage because she was in the room on Saturday. You know, when I opened up the room to do a recap of last week's um, coverage of the Glenn Maxwell trial, I didn't do a room on Friday because we didn't have any correspondence that were, you know, in the in the courtroom that day. 
But I still needed to do a recap just to, you know, round out the week and all of the things that we had been doing since last Sunday. And so, and then people were messaging me in the back channel and in the Discord. They're like, where's the room? Where's the room? And so I'm like, let me yeah. do one on, you know. So Dr. Hope came in um, and she started asking about, you know, did, uh, you know, Deepak Chopra, did his name come up in any of our research? And I said, no. And then I had, you know, some issues that I had to deal with on the back, back end with like personal issues, like with family members and stuff like that. I was getting phone calls. And then I ended up not being in the room that much. So I missed most of the conversation. Okay. Now, Dr. Hope, can you please catch me up on, I know what you were asking. You said that Deepak Chopra is a personal friend. You wanted to know, you know, if we had found any connections to him and the Epstein Ghislaine Maxwell trial, um, did you, why were you just refresh my memory? Okay. Why were you asking those questions? Why were you, because um, last Thanksgiving, I, I received the news that he had taken $50,000 from his foundation. But he said that was a lie. But like, listen, my relationship with him as of yesterday is officially over. And uh, leaving working with Deep Chopra is pretty much like leaving Scientology. I don't know how safe I am right now. And I publicly did confront him. And he's just, I haven't talked to him for about 10 days. He's doing all the way he's dealing with the trauma of what's going on is through psychedelic drugs. And I'm, a, uh, I'm an addiction interventionist. I work with the TV show 911 Intervention. And he is fully, like, he has been doing drugs. And he is trying to, he got on last, yesterday, after, and I confronted him during Satsang and about the victims of Epstein. And then last night he talked about something. He did something, choose those who choose you. And I'm like, yeah, did Epstein's victims have any choice? And, like, I've got the Dalai Lama involved right now. I mean, he's just avoiding any, any dialogue with me on this. And it's gone on now, like, over a year. And uh, he, the week handling is promoting psychedelic drugs. And then he got kind of, Dr. Hope, kind of Dr. Hope, you're in the Matrix. Um, can you reposition? Um, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Not yet, no. Not so good. Not so well. Wait, hold on. Okay. We'll wait for Dr. Can you hear me now? You're still in the Is matrix. I'm sorry, Dr. Hope. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going to have to go back. Um, you now when you said that, if so, if you're on, if you're connected to like your headphones, maybe you should disconnect those. You know, if you're, you're connected to your car, maybe just try to hold your phone on, put it on speaker or something like that, because sometimes, you know, um, you get a poor connection through those headphones or through the car um, speakers. So um, can you try again now? Okay. Can you hear me now? Perfect. Perfect. I'm being, can you, I'm being silenced. I'm who's trying to silence, we want, we who's trying to silence you, Dr. Hope? Dr. Hope, are you there? Okay. Well, we will wait for her to come back because I'm very, very interested to hear more of what she has to say. And guys, and this is why the space is so important because we continuously have people, you know, that are um, very important, um, you know, in this whole saga 
to come in and share information with us. You know, we had Ghislaine Maxwell's friend come into this room on the first day we did it on not yesterday, Sunday, but the Sunday, the Sunday before this, the trial of day one of the trial. And um, that was an interesting experience. You know, we went to her Instagram, did a deep dive and everything. And um, she got upset in the room and she ended up leaving. But um, come to find out, you know, her name was in the black book, but she was here. I have the video, like the clips, Yolanda made the um, the clips from the room of, of some of the things that she said. Nothing um, super crazy or whatever. It was what we discovered on her Instagram photos with Marina Bramovich. You know, her being an heiress, well, not an heiress, but a socialite being married to a billionaire who's connected to the royal family in some capacity. And, um, you know, very, um, you know, disturbing like artwork, the performance art of the sort that is connected, like with the same sort of things that Marina Bramovich does, you know, kids in a cage and just very, very um, unsettling um, the stuff that was being said. So I want to wait for Dr. Hope. I don't see her on the stage. Maybe she, oh, she's still there. Dr. Hope, are you able to speak some more now? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you perfect. Yes, I'm being silenced and it's not safe for me to talk anymore. Back channel me, okay? Okay, okay. so you said Thank you're you. not comfortable speaking anymore? Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's not safe for me to talk anymore. Okay. I said as much as I can right now. Um, back channel me. I'll, I'll stay in the room, but I'm not the one who, I don't want to, um, pick this up fully. I want my job to pick this up fully. Uh, and I'm being silent, uh, monitored and so okay. back channel me and I will come in and out of the room. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Um, I definitely don't want to, you know, I appreciate her coming in and giving us a few nuggets that we can unpack. I definitely, you know, she feels that her life may be in danger. You know, I don't want to ask any questions that and she and ask her to provide further information because safety first, right? But you guys heard everything that she said. She said that she was leaving Scientology. Um, and I would have loved to um, get into that with her. Maybe that's another room. If she's up to it, I'll speak to her on the back channel. And maybe that's another room where we can talk about like Scientology and what all goes on in there. But I suspect it's very nefarious. But um, that people are being programmed and things like that. But, you know, Dr. Hope's concern was for um, her friend, what she wanted to know about Deepak Chopra and his possible involvement in this. So it seems as though she may seem to think that he, ha he does have some involvement because he took $50,000 from Jeffrey Epstein. Why would he do that? She also just said that, you know, he seems to be out of sorts with this whole trial with Ghislaine Maxwell's trial going on, right? Um, she's been trying to get answers out of him for like a year now. And she, she hasn't been able to get anything. I think she spoke to him yesterday and um, or she tried to speak with him. And she has just come to the conclusion that their friendship is over. She says that he's using psychedelic drugs to cope. So, I mean, pay attention. This is another piece to add to the puzzle, you guys. You know, does Deepak Chopra have any involvement? Hocus um, messaged me in the back end yesterday, I'm sorry, on Saturday, because um, that's when Dr. Hope initially came into the room and asking about Deepak Chopra, her friend. And so, yes, it, he reminded me that, okay, Deepak Chopra is very closely connected to Oprah Winfrey, who was very closely connected to Harvey Weinstein, 
who also she's also very um, closely connected to this this guy John of God, this um you know prolific uh, pedophile that was taken down. And isn't that is in, in, my bad? But isn't that interesting? Isn't yes. that interesting? Isn't, isn't that, that interesting? interesting? Isn't so that? Mm hmm. So we're connecting these dots. We're connecting these dots. So I appreciate you um, for being for, for being so brave, um, Dr. Hope, you know, and hopefully, you know, we're going to send, you know, love and light, you know, and protective healing energy around you and, and around your life so that you can stay safe. But I will reach out to you on the back end and see how much more you'd be willing to share, possibly in another room. All right. So, guys, you know, you can unpack that. You heard everything that just. Miss Lisa. That's number three. Three different people you've had come in this room that are all linked to high profile. It's four, Dolly. Four. Four times. That there was one where Amanda came in as the voice of someone else, a melanated woman. She came in on her friend's account. She came back. Because I was here. Amanda, Helena. Um, the other friend was Komet. And now this one. Hey guys, I just want to just um, speak on um, a few things. Um, so I, I kind of want to talk about how um, all this programming and it's all coming from these high profile people, right? A lot of these people involved have been um, providing a lot of programming into this realm. Um, earlier, I had a, a session where I was talking about the three different types of circuitry within human beings. There's the individual circuitry, the tribal circuitry, and the collective circuitry. The individual circuitry basically stems from the crown electromagnetic motor into the root electromagnetic motor. This is a sense of uniqueness and weirdness. This is These are people who come into this realm and are meant to provide a sense of weirdness to then help people or help the tribe to then adjust and and over and 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 pretty much um if it's if it's accepted by the tribe tribal circuitry um the tribe will then take the 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 energy provided from the individual circuit and then run with it and they will eventually evolve and expand into a collective circuitry the tribal circuitry is not logic based it's heart center based so it doesn't pull any energy from the crown electromagnetic motor it's basically all from the heart electromagnetic motor which is basically about family, um, you know, education, relationship, government, tribe, tribe, you know, basically community. Then you have a collective circuitry. Um, the collective circuitry is solely based off of knowledge. It doesn't go off of the heart uh, electromagnetic motor. It's basically recalling information on, oh, this happened in the past. We don't want this to happen again. Let's, uh, you know, make sure that we, we provide all these preventatives and stuff like that. They're utilizing individual circuitries to infiltrate um, the tribal circuitry because things eventually become a norm in the tribal circuitry. When the tribe begins to accept certain things that are happening, um, it, it will then amplify from one tribe to another, to another, to another. And then it will eventually become a collective circuitry where on a collective level, we agree and we accept that, you know, it's a silent agreement. It's not no contracts made or anything like that, but subconsciously we agree that these things are fine or acceptable. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a lot of these people, right, individuals are deeply rooted and connected to 
other people who infiltrate and influence the collective circuitry. Remember, the collective circuitry doesn't operate from a heart space. The individual circuitry does, and so does the tribal circuitry. The moment we begin to go into a trial such as this, in a court case such as this, um, the, the corporation versus this individual who is a, um, a water person who utilizes the laws of water in her defense, right? Land versus water, uh, which is basically like what's happening right now. Um, you know, the collective is, um, you know, becoming more and more aware of what's going on within these circuits and it's influencing each and every one of us individually. And that individualness is going into the tribe and it's affecting the aura. And when you're able to affect the aura of a collective and influence the aura of a collective, then this is where the programming takes place. So all of these people that are on this list are people that we've seen in this realm that have appeared to us, you know, one way or another. For some people, it's more personal and close. Uh, for majority of us, it's probably through um, illusion, media, right? None of us would be hearing about any of this type of stuff if it was not spread uh, to us via collective circuitry. Why was it um, acceptable to us? Is because as a tribal circuitry, we've accepted that the illusion can be in our homes via television and phones, stuff like that. So it's through our own individual circuits that we've, in a sense, subconsciously created this uh, enigma. And it's been going on for a very long time since um, the, the masons behind the scenes, the, the free ones, the ones that can go in and out of this realm, um, built this, this, this realm. And they wanted to see what we're doing, right? And now... It's, it's, it's collapsing in a sense where there's nothing that they can hide anymore, right? We're seeing the UFOs appear. We're seeing the robots appear. The robots on a, are on a collective circuitry, meaning there's no heart behind their circuitry. It's all uh, programming. It's all mechanical, right? Um, we as individuals operate from that heart circuitry, from that individual and tribal circuitry, but we have a hard time operating in the same way on a collective circuitry. And, and so what's happening right now, right, the unveiling of all this stuff, it's not that we haven't known this type of stuff to be happening. It's been happening since the beginning of the ages, like from the beginning as far back as this story that we have been allowed to or we, are, we have been spreading or been talking about can, can date us back to. It's been happening for eons in this realm. And the harvesting has been going on for decades. And it's no coincidence because you got to like tie it all up that these external beings are appearing within this realm during this time period of this trial also taking place in which we're learning more and more, right? The general consensus is becoming more, the collective aura is becoming infiltrated with the awareness of this harvesting that's taking place. And so I'm basically trying to, kind of like help you guys see the direction in which this is potentially going, right? And the truth and the matter of fact is us at, as individuals and tribal circuitries can alternate this entire um, paradigm if we choose to, and we can, right? So to say that there's no hope and there's nothing that can be done and to say that they're gonna do whatever that they wanna do anyway um, is creating that narrative and providing the defeatist mentality 
and ultimately succumbing us to that uh, programming of, you know, us being enslaved, right, on a collective circuitry. And what I'm trying to say is change that narrative to the awareness would not be there. This would not be collapsing. All this stuff would not be happening if we had not already, we have not already won. We have not already changed the paradigm of what's going on, right? And we can't allow ourselves to be defeated. We have to change our way from thinking and speaking in the Vatican approach and the programming that they've tried to provide to us. You know, when we when we talk in hues, we're not hues. You're not black. I'm not like you're not black. He's, she's not white. They're not native. All of this type of stuff. These are languages, codes that have been used to indoctrinate us. You have to really, really realize what you are. If you're born of this land, you are a more American. It doesn't matter what color you are. Right. Because the color spectrum is, is creating more of a divide. Right. And then if you look into the meaning behind what these colors really represent. Right. Like you, you, if you, if you, right, it doesn't matter. Again, you can claim you can you can be more on the melanated side and still call yourself white, because on what that means, according to them, right, in their jurisdiction, it means that you're free. So the more you call yourself black, which means that you're basically calling yourself a dead person, right? And then the natives or the Indians, they're the slaves. So we're we're utilizing the words in their jurisdiction. We're in their jurisdiction trying to go into their court and play according to their game. And what I'm saying is go beyond the 501 and the 503 and go to the 508, to the PMA and to the SSM and create your own jurisdictions where they then have to come into your court and they can't ball the same way when you're there in your house because it's your jurisdiction. And in your jurisdiction, you're a living person. It doesn't matter if you're more on the Caucasian side or more on the, uh, on the melanated side. Ultimately, we can't allow ourselves to succumb to these frequencies and these illusions that we're defeated and that we've lost. It's very important that we maintain a high vibrational frequency so we can affect the collective aura. Because if you're walking around with a defeatist aura, this is exactly what happened, right? It started off individually. Wear a mask. Then the tribe accepted it. Now the collective has accepted it, right? And now there's people in this collective circuitry who are breaking out of it individually being, I'm not wearing a mask. Now the tribe is accepting, I'm not wearing a mask. And then what's going to happen is the collective is going to then be influenced by that. Now, I, I, honestly, if you're wearing it for fashion purposes or, you know, whatever case may be, that's cool. And I'm not here to talk about the mask and stuff like that. I'm just trying to provide an, a, a visualization of how these circuitries work. So in regards to this case, right, the harvesting of these children, Again, it's been, ha it's been going on for eons, for decades. Some of these people that appear in this programming before us, I forgot this lady's name, but she's a witch. She's very old. She's like 80 years old, but she looks like she's 23. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that has been going on in this realm for a very long time. And because we have raised our awareness so much as a collective, right, they can't hide it anymore. And, and that's all I'm basically trying to say is that we this this is all breaking down before us right and they're trying to push the fear so we involuntarily create that subconscious programming of fear that we're going to be controlled and we're going to be taken over and there's nothing we can do about it right but i'm here to say like hey here's an here's another narrative that this is being exposed for a reason go ahead yes. and land 
plane, please. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, I mean, like, go ahead. But I'm basically talking about like shifting the paradigm um, instead of looking at it from a defeatist uh, perspective, and to just uh, have everybody remember that this has been going on for eons, and they there's harvesting going on in all the realms. So just protect your electromagnetic aura field. Thank you. We appreciate that. You know. And guys, I just want to put out a quick disclaimer. You know, everything that we talk about in this room is for entertainment purposes only. You know, um, the opinions of the people on the stage does not reflect the opinions of myself, any of the moderators or the club, The Matrix Unveiled. You know, this is just for us to get together, share our thoughts, you know, and um, again, you know, you have to go out and do your own research. Um, also, you, um, you know, I am not validating the presence of anyone on this stage. So if people come in with a specific story, you know, I'm just going to allow people to speak. And just remember, you know, don't walk out of this room and be like, oh, this Lisa said that this was, you know, someone that is 100% actual and factual. We have to keep in mind that we don't know. Anybody can come on stage and say anything whatsoever. You know what I mean? So uh, this is what I will always tell everyone is make sure that you do your due diligence. Don't rely on me. This is the reason why, you know, even as I do rooms and I do like I've been doing this room since last week, but I do lots and lots of rooms on many different topics dealing with metaphysics, spirituality, um, the new world order, you know, a whole lot of things like that, the Illuminati, whatever. Um, but I always provide tons and tons of resources. So the things that I discuss in this room, you can hop in the discord and you can find the information for yourself that way. You know what I'm saying? It's up for you. It's up to each individual person to figure that out. Um, you know, because the whole point of this is we want people to be able to think uh, for themselves, not just, you know, turn on the TV and <clears throat> believe everything that's on your television. So the same thing applies for this room, this club and, you know, this tribe is that, you know, don't believe everything that you hear or anything that anyone, anyone is feeding to you. It's up to you to do your own homework and arrive at your own conclusion. So I just wanted to make sure I want to say that and be clear. Uh, yeah, let's keep the conversation going. Who would like to tap? If no one else has anything to say, um, when y'all were talking about Black Lives Matter earlier, uh, for me, when um, Black Lives Matter started pointing towards dissolving the police and all that, I think it was clear that they were, you know, trying to use that for their agenda towards communitarianism. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up and remind people who may or may not know that, yeah, we are specifically talking about the pedophilia element of it, but all of it is connected. And, you know, uh, like they're always decades ahead of us. And, you know, they met, these nations met 30 years ago and uh, called it an earth summit, you know, created their plans for the new world order. And, you know, it's all one religion, which obviously they're not gonna choose Christianity, one military, which is where eventually they probably want an AI military force, decreasing the population, all those type of things fall under Agenda 21, which, which is now Agenda 2030, because they pushed it back. So I feel like we're seeing a speeding up of everything because they had to move back the date for whatever reason to 2030. But I think we all seem to like to read these type of articles but we also have to pay attention to the boring ones. Like um, when they say sustainable development, they hide population control under that term. And when they say environmentalism, they also include population control under their term when they write these 
documents. And um, geoengineering, you know, is the term they use when they're talking about microchips and all these other genetic things they're going to be doing. So we have to really just know and see, you know, the pedophilia, all of it just relates even to decreasing the population and normalizing all this stuff. And so um, just wanted to relate that back to Black Lives Matter and how that fell off in it. It's all communitarianism. Right now, we are seeing communitarianism because they're putting pressure on everybody to go get the vaccine. And that's what communitarianism is. It's when you minimize the needs of the individual for the sake of the population. And eventually they want us to all like just do things for the good of, you know, put pressure on each other to do things in one way um, under that guise of communitarianism. So I'll end my Thank I you agree with so much for saying that. Um, and I'm gonna let you guys speak, but I want to just highlight something that she said, because I don't want it to be overlooked because it was so important is um, basically what she was saying is how to understand coded language. You know what I mean? And so every single thing that she said, I hope you guys were taking notes. Um, if not, you can listen to the replay, but um, it's even like when they utilize a term like urban, right? They mean black people. So, I mean, so throughout history, They've always had coded language, and this is a part of, of the way that they're able to hide and, and present to you, you know, the nefarious things they're, they're doing in a way that it seems, you know, like it's, um, you know, uh, it's it's good for the people. So thank you so much for sharing that, um, Kristen. I know some other people wanted to speak, so I'm going to go back. Yeah, Kristen. Sorry. Yeah, it was Kristen. Um, I oh, agree. Kristen. I, I think it's really important for us to pay attention to how much they're trying to calcify us and desensitize us. And that's kind of like Mugen's point. And it's going to, you know, like the bar is going to constantly keep being raised. And like to Christian's point, like the whatever side you land on when it comes to the jabs, like pay attention. The patent is called biotech. Like they are, you know, and pay attention to how it affects certain people. It's going to like really desensitize us at such a rapid rate to the point where we could have things happen right before us. And we and we may choose not to do anything about it because our aura will be so weakened to the point of like not even feeling sensitive to injustice and things that are wrong. So I that's all I just want people to, you know, please recognize that because this is supposed to be the great awakening and this is supposed to be a time where we all like take that veil off. But unfortunately it's not everyone's going to be able to see behind it because of all the calcification they're doing to our bodies by putting stuff in our foods, by putting stuff in our bodies and then all the desensitization with between the graphics that we see on a daily basis so there are people like not only is this case not being covered by the mainstream media at the level that it should be, but even if it was, there's such a huge population of people that are so desensitized. And I I agree with Mugen, like we can't just say, well, there's nothing that we can do about it. Like we have to keep manifesting that this there will be a change and something will be done about it because we do have the universe enforcing that with the great awakening i hope that made sense I like 
Hi, I had a question for Kristen. Question was, okay, um, I know she used the word communitarianism. How come you use that instead of communism? So communitarianism um, is what they specifically write about in the UN Agenda 21 document. So like that's the term they use for basically like policing each other, like not having like a certain type of currency and even the whole standing six feet apart from each other thing. Like they've been mapping us through satellites and things like that. A lot of that has to do with one day being able to police people, track people's identities and all that type of thing. And, you know, the police system is just not going to be the same. But I use that term specifically because that's what they write in their documents. And then I did want to add on because I did put this in the discord a long while back. But I noticed that when I put these documents in there, it only shows the link. So people may not click on them. But the documents that people should read are UN Agenda 2030, Agenda 21, uh, Global Trends 2040, and the Rockefeller lockstep scenario or something like that. That's when the Rockefeller um, Foundation meets and they plan, um, you know, scenarios. And then the same for Global Trends 2040. Each president gets that document coming in and it's a couple hundred pages, I think, and it tells them what to expect in the next 10 years. So when Biden came in, he got Global Trends 2040, uh, which is out there. Obama read through, well, supposedly was going by Global Trends 2035. So they've been doing this for a couple of decades and it it predicts the scenarios of basically everything we're going through. So for instance, um, on the Global Trends 2040 report, they write about xenotransplantation, which is like using animal organs and humans. They talk about uh, reproductive engineering, which is that people will be able to choose like the genetic um, tendencies of their children and they talk but they write it very scientifically and you know like like she said coded words to where you if you don't look it up you don't know what they're really meaning and they write the pros and cons so for reproductive engineering for instance as a con they'll talk about you know how we should expect there to be disparity between the rich people who are able to afford it and the people who can't and they even talk about population control and their rationales, like they'll say an aging population does not, you know, help us economically. And they'll talk about which nations have more children and which have more elderly, you know. And so it really just is also good, you know, for people who are very left-brained um, to see it written that way. But that that's communitarianism is and sustainability are the main words that they use in Agenda 21 documentation. Follow-up question, do you think that's another way of saying communism? I I do, but I'm not sure why. I think they just use that so because it's easier on our ears, you know? I mean, that's naturally what it is. Can, can I say something uh, following up something that Kristen said earlier? Um... When Kristen said, like, um, what do you call it, Co communism, communitarianism or whatever, do you guys remember, like, when everybody was chanting last year, and this is also part of the whole, you know, community policing, Black Lives Matter, and then people are chanting, you know, defund the police, 
And it goes back to what Kristen said, where they want to do these AI police and military because now they're working on that right now. And here in LA, and they're doing it in two ways. They started it with uh, Black Lives Matter and now with the, uh, with the mandates. And a lot of people are not aware that here in LA, 80% of the police force is quitting. Like we have literally no police. I speak to a girl that she's in the department and people are quitting left and right. Like things are taking two to three hours to be tended to. The sheriff just um, discovered that the uh, PCR tests are DNA tests and they're not taking them daily because that's what they want. If you were not going to get the jab. But anyways, the my point is that now because they're not going to be humans policing, they are bringing in. Uh, the robot dogs and here, you know, they test out a lot of the stuff here in LA. Like we do have the DoorDash and the, you know, instant car that are robots. They're all over UCLA right now. Like you don't see people delivering food. You'll see literally robots on the street and they're going to test out these AI cops as well. And it's just so funny because people sat here, defund the police and I'm not pro police. I'm just giving like, you know, a scenario, and now they're rolling out these AIs that could police people on the street, and it's just very, very like scary. That's what I. And if I can just add one more thing, the um, the organization that I think publishes all the UN's material is called the Lucis Trust, and it used to be called the Lucifer Trust, and the person over it is like some you know, person who is like a, a known Luciferian. And, but the, uh, of course, Google has gone out of their way to erase all of his, you know, his words that were out there. But you, you, if you dig deep for them, they talk strongly and straight up about the whole depopulation agenda. But of course, they erased it all. But look up Lucy's Trust. Yeah, it says here the Lucy's Trust is the publishing house which prints and disseminates the United Nations Isn't that lovely? I think everybody in this room is on a drone list. But uh, no, I think it's funny that these people are, you know, have all the gangsters, killers, thugs, women, men, children, everybody running and hiding, you know, from this um, evil scheme. It's just amazing that a bunch of nerds could go in and create this much. All right, you guys, um, I have a new room set up. Tunde was in court for a little bit today, and um, he's checking in in the background. We're coming up on six hours for this room, but you guys keep the conversation going. I'm going to go start the new room, and um, I'll post a link to the top so that we can move everybody over to the second room so we can get the updates from the courtroom today. But, yeah, in the meantime, guys, just go ahead. Um, that Give me about five minutes to get all this set up, and... Uh, yeah, we'll move over, but continue talking. Uh, anybody, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to know, um, and this is a little bit off topic, but maybe um, has anybody um, heard anything else about a person who was supposed to be the um, suspect and um, that Clarence Godfather guy whose wife got killed? Um, I seen one thing last week and it's like nothing else is out there um, on this case.
You know why? You know why? Is I that know why. No, they did. They they caught somebody. They caught no, somebody. Let, let me let me Break let me speak down. on that real quick. Y'all gotta understand something, man. Um, Implement that dude. Uh, that dude is a. That dude is a is a is a, he, he, is a iconic. He's an iconic black figure with white ties, and he has a lot of powerful friends that are just in politics that that love him. So, for somebody to do something disrespectful as to kill his wife in in a home, uh. Those suspects, you, you you're not gonna really hear about it because it's gonna get handled a certain way. Uh, when when high profile dudes like that, when stuff like that happens, it's gonna happen a certain type of way. So whatever suspect they got, he's gonna rat on whoever else was involved because uh, they're not gonna play with him. But that was, like hit, own, right, that was a hit, right, Mikey? That was a hit. No, sure. I don't really. Th I don't know if it was actually I a think hit because it it's been a lot of like. It's been a lot of like, you know, home invasions and just robberies in LA as of late. Mm. You know what I mean? People getting robbed, you know, um, just out know. eating and all suspect. type of stuff. It looks suspect to me because exactly. they just found him out of nowhere. Um, and, you know, they, it would have been a little more information. I think he was just the fall guy. Exactly. Because Clarence uh, Avon is definitely a mover and shaker in the black and white community. So. I hate to guys off but we got the other room up let's go ahead and shift over to that room that was and, a um, continue the clearance avant because i we, we definitely need to talk about that but guys if you could just click the link at the top of the page and uh just head over to the other space okay thanks So for those who are just um, that may not have um, heard what I just said, we're shifting over. Uh, I know sometimes people step away from their phones. They have phone calls and things of that nature. What we're doing because the room is um, we want to make sure that the replays for today will be on. There's a six hour limit. We started at noon today. And so, you know, we want to make sure that the replays are going to be saved. So I've created another room and we're going to shift everybody over to that room. So the link is at the top. Just click the link join that discussion and we're going to pick up exactly where we left off with the you guys were talking about the clarence avant connection possible connection to all of this so i hope everybody on the stage can hear me <laughs> and, and and in the audience as soon as we get enough people over there then we're going to shut this room down click the link at the top Join the other room. This room should go down to nothing. There's a bunch of people on stage that I don't think that uh, maybe they're just uh, listening or they had to step away from their phones. Ronnie Wolf, are you there? Chris, are you there? Okay. So we're going to lose some people in the transition, unfortunately. I'm, but... I'm here, Lisa. Okay, shift over to the other room. All right, you. I was just holding it down to you. I, I got you. I'm gonna go right now. Yeah, yeah. Just gone on over there, um, and I'll be over there in a minute. All right. Okay. Thank you.
we're shifting we're shifting we're shifting so we can sh save the replays you guys so we still have a hundred and um well, well 97 people still left in this room we're heading over just click the link at the top of the page new room new room new room and as soon as we get most people shifted over there then we're going to shut this room down and um head over to the new space If you're on stage and you can hear me, can you come off your mic and say something? Okay. So I think these are all the people that were just listening and not really active at the moment. All right, you guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and shut this room down. I'm going to head over to the other room. Hopefully you guys will be able to um, realize, you know, uh, that we have shifted once you come back to your phones. But appreciate you for being here and we'll see you in a few minutes thank you guys so much for listening if you've enjoyed this episode with our great content and the amazing guests that we bring on the show be sure to click to subscribe so you're notified every time we have a new episode be sure to follow us on instagram at matrix underscore unveiled and tap into our link tree where you can join our discord communities as well as our clubhouse communities and everywhere that you can find us on the internet. Thank you so much once again for listening.